Right outside the lion's den with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp of Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, August 27th. 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it whether you are live or whether you are on the archive. We are going to have so much fun tonight. Chad Reed is on. Chad motherfucking Reed will be on. Colt Nichols will be on. Dan Bentley from Geico Honda, the manager, will all be on tonight. You can call in 702-586-7857. You got something to talk to them about. Just released right now, as we speak, on YouTube. Adam Cincerillo's YouTube video page is Finding Stew, Part 1. Please get it. Go there. Watch it. Part 1 has dropped. Finding Stew. It's fantastic. Hope you enjoy it, everybody. Next week, Part 2. Thanks to Pancake and AC. Tim Ferry, Trey Kennard's all in this one. Good time was had by all. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Mission Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us tonight, and uh, and as are you, people. Thank you. Finding Stu, part one, out now. YouTube, search it. Do it. Do it. Maybe we'll tweet out a link here shortly. Uh, the guy in the corner there can do that for us. Indiana is come and gone. 12 rounds of the Nationals are done. And uh, Motocross the Nation's coming up. Montreal Supercross before that. Monster Cup, straight rhythm. There are plenty of things to talk about when it comes to tonight's show. Eli Tomac, your 2018 450 MX National Champion, two years in a row for him. Thanks, uh, thanks to him for coming on, or not coming on. Thanks for him for uh, uh, everything that he's done all year long in terms of providing us so much entertainment. We tried to get him to come on tonight, but he was busy. Unfortunately, uh, we'll catch up with him down the road. But congratulations to him and the team for that title. He rode great. Chad Reed was back racing. That was super exciting. And uh, plenty of things to talk about. Don't forget uh, Amazon. If you're going to search on Am- or going to buy something on Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the widget. It takes you to pulp, uh, Amazon, and then uh, we get a small slice of that, everybody. So uh, thanks to uh, you people for listening. TuneIn app also. Listen on a Pulpamex app. You can listen on TuneIn app. 
The app's got some exclusive podcasts if you want to go in there and, and, and buy that uh, for two bucks from the App Store. Or uh, you can also really easily search for podcasts and look for things that we've done. Uh, plenty of cool features on that. We have uh, Kiefer After Dark later tonight. And uh, without further ado, let's introduce the co-host for tonight. He is back on. He is PulpMX.com, KieferInkTestings.com. Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? How are you? Pulp After Dark. Kiefer After Dark today. Can't wait. That's all you came up for. That was it. Well, we discussed this on the way up. Heather's like, short show, short show. And I'm like, screw the short show. If we start talking After Dark, there's no... It it, it is It could go long. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could. It could. So... Uh, thank you for coming in, Kiefer. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having Lots me. Lots to talk about when it comes to... Uh, uh, Lots happened last week. Oh. Big day. Big day last big week. Big day last yeah, week. Yeah, big day. Um, and uh, we'll get to, into that and much more. Uh, you've, you want to talk about Atlas Brace? Yeah. That was also part of our big day, so we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, we're going to give away the youth brace that the Galdi and Noof had uh, that we talked about last week in studio. So uh, we got uh, some ride engineering CRF pull rods to talk about. We have plenty of things to cover with you. Shootout season also, I want to get your thoughts Coming on that. Already. Uh, over in the corner there, hanging out, producing the show. So happy that uh, fantasy, uh, Pulp Mix Fantasy is over. It's Travis Marks. You would not believe how excited I am that it's done. Did you not? <laughs> did you? We had a great year, by the way. It was fantastic. It's, uh, Congratulations it's, to Ronnie Goodwin for winning over. the KX250F. Yes. He came from like ninth to first on the last weekend. Fifth to first. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, it was a crazy weekend with scores. So. Vegas boy. Yeah. Yeah. He used to race pro. He was a good, good yeah, rider. Good good, rider. Very good rider. For sure. Um, but it was a crazy week for scores. And Mark's now you can relax on race days. 29... <sighs> Weekends of racing. It's been wow, fun. The whole fantasy thing was your idea. Unfortunately. <laughs> Will it be yeah. better and bigger next year? It'll be better, yeah. I mean, bigger, you can always hope that it's going to be bigger. That's always the goal, but... A lot of I prizes guess, this year. I though. guess that remains to be seen. So, For, for a fantasy, though, I don't really get into fantasy. I haven't played it. Um, so, But I figure, like... There's so many damn prizes I was reading off. I was like, it's impressive. Three bikes. I mean, 10 season-ending prizes for Supercross, 13 for outdoors, and then five weekly prizes every week of Supercross and eight weekly prizes every week of Nationals. So, I mean, dude, it's yeah. a lot. A lot, of, a lot of prizes for sure. Um, can you do me a favor and uh, tweet out the uh, Finding Stew Part 1? From YouTube, yeah. it's out now. Mm-hmm. And so, speaking of that, Gear Alloy Cold Call uh, Gear Alloy has the hottest styles for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Whether you're heading to the track or cruising the streets, from mild to wild, Gear will get you in style. Uh, Benny Bloss, Blake Baggett, Dakota Alex, uh, A Rod, all on the uh, RMATV MCWPS KTM team. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of them, and they have a Gear Alloy wheel display in the pits. Uh, at next to the truck, so um, plenty of things to do with Gear Alloy. If you go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com, use the code Pulp18, PulpMX18 at checkout to save with Gear Alloy, so you can get yourself a set of bitchin' wheels and using code PulpMX18 at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Let's quickly call my co-host, my partner in these stew videos, Adam Cincerillo. Oh. And see what he's doing and get him online. Is he as hyped as you are on this stuff? Yes. Really? Yes, 100%. Wow. Yes. Let's... Gear Alloy Cold Call, everybody. 
Adam Cincerello. Hello. Hello. Adam Cincerello, you are live on the Pulp Mech Show for the Gear Alloy Cold Call. It is dropped. It's live. <laughs> Hashtag Finding Stu. Hashtag Finding Stu. Hashtag Get It Now. Hashtag Download It. Hashtag Good Times. Um, it's on my YouTube channel. Yeah, it is on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, it is. I just, I, I, luckily, I just, look, my phone was on silent, and I've been doing this thing where I've been trying not to be on my phone all the time, and but the mind goes blank. A lot of the time, I was sitting in bed watching Project X, and I just so happened to look down at my phone at 9 o'clock. So, um, yeah, blessed. Hashtag blessed. A hashtag. What did you think of episode number one? I liked it. Pancake did a good job. Uh, yeah, let's not give too much away. I mean, we need the people to go yeah. see it. But, yeah, yeah. Pancake, Pancake did do a good job, and especially we, I mean, we did kind of take a chance on Pancake. We took a chance on him. He, he called in. He wanted to do it, but uh, he came through, and he was an awesome dude to hang out with, and why is his name Pancake? His name's uh, Adam something, but we just call him Pancake. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure his last name is Pancake. I don't think it's Pancake. I think it's something else, but we... He, Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I was under the impression it was Pancake. Well, whatever. Um, we had a good time. There's still part two to come. We thank everybody for checking it out. I feel like, I feel like people are going to like it. They're going to laugh. They're going to be interested. You know, and you're going to always have those people. Like we posted the flyer earlier. If if any listeners out there saw it, you're always going to have people that that don't understand. And I never really realized there's people out there that really don't understand sarcasm at all, and they speak no. perfect English. Like they just don't <laughs> understand it, and uh, that to me is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, I don't really get it either. Um, I don't understand. I don't get Quite it. Troubling. I just if you don't got if you don't like James Stewart, or you think the whole vlog is stupid. Just move on. Yeah, keep living your life. <laughs> just move exactly. on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good. good, man. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> There's other shit to watch out there. Yeah, yeah. Just move on. Scroll past it and say to yourself, "That's silly, Adam Cincerello." Oh well, that's it. Oh, that guy. That guy. You fuck Stephen Adam. It's bullshit. Right. You got too much time on your hands, AC. So. Oh man, I can't. I can't wait for people to see the Stew Finder. That's that's highlight. Yeah, the Stew Finder is good. Um, and and. and People are going to laugh when we tell. We're going to do a little bit behind the scenes vlog, too. I think when we're when we're done, and uh, that scene was a big part of the blooper reel. So. Oh yeah, the, the blooper reel might be the most popular. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. I don't know. Maybe part two, they might like part two. Yeah. The ending, but um, yeah, I'm stoked on. It. I'm so I'm actually was in the process of when you called me, uh, of of posting on my Instagram story doing the whole swipe up thing. Yep. Yep. So, I'm putting it out there for the fans. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun, man, and we we're not gonna give it away. We were we, grinding. We, we well, we were grinding, and we found something. We found something. Found something. Oh, we absolutely we did one hundred percent. So no, people are gonna found, have to stick we found around. Something special. We found something special. Yeah, absolutely, we did, and uh, it was a good time. And we thank thanks to uh, Maxima and Pro Filter and uh, Power Dot and uh, the folks at uh, Pro Circuit for helping out too. That's awesome. Absolutely, we love them and we love Stu. We love Stu. Uh, I, I miss that, that guy. That, that's all. That's all this vlog is. It's a it's a love letter to Stu. That's it. That's all Pretty it is. Much just a nod, just a quick nod, little tip of the cap. Yep. Yep. Um, that's what it is. All right. I, there's nobody out there that should think that we are trying to um, diss them at all or put them right. in a negative light. It's strictly just I've been a fan of James Stewart since I was about four years old. From yeah. the time I can remember being a human being. And I thought it was just like you said, it's something creative, something different. And 
yep. even if, you know, when you go out on a limb like that and make something creative, there's going to be some people that think it's dumb or whatever. I mean, yeah. just go through my Instagram on a daily basis. I mean, it's split 50-50. Some people think I'm stupid and some people think I'm creative and funny and <laughs> all this. So I, I think it's, um, I think it's one of those things. I think there's going to be people that enjoy it, get a kick out of it. I certainly did. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I yeah, I, I think it was a good time, and uh, hopefully people will laugh and find it funny. And Kiefer, did you know that AC said outside of like some how you doing? They, he's never spoken to Stu. No shit. Yeah, they they kind of didn't really they cross paths at all. Adam got hurt a few times. Stu wasn't around, so hmm. like. But being in Florida, did you see him ride much? Well, I do remember I used to, the, the track I grew up riding in Orlando, it was right around maybe oh two oh three, and he would come out there on his 125 and ride like on on Wednesday nights. And um, I, I remember seeing him then, and I, I think he actually came to my motorhome at a at a race. Maybe it was Loretta's or something. To do, I had to get his autograph or a picture with him or something. Mm-hmm. But besides, like, even – He's always been like this mythical figure to me. Like I've never really spoken to him. Uh, I've spoken to Big James, obviously Malcolm, and even Sonya, but really, I I can't remember ever directly speaking to James himself. No. So. Wow. It's uh. This is this is my community. Maybe this is a cry for help. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, uh, thanks for your time in this. I just want to touch base on the Gear Ally cold call and talk to you about uh, about doing it. And it was a. Uh, Fun time for everyone. So, uh, put it out there for the people, man. Put yeah. it out there for the people. When are we riding? Uh, September tenth. September tenth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had I had the days locked down at one point. I could a week ago. I probably could have told you how many days I had left, but I've lost track. It's getting close. And is that um, is that uh, Florida be, riding or is that Cali riding? California. I'm going to California. Okay. And I'll be. Got to get some Instagram edits going, you know. Got to get the got to get the people hype. So that's right. Go with the film with rap. That means you're going to be in California, and everyone's going to be able to see you because you're going to be at local tracks riding moto. Absolutely, there you're going to be go. reposting. Yeah, repost Insta bangers all day. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, all right, buddy. Thank you for the time. Thanks for the for the effort on the findings do vlog part one. Hopefully, everybody likes it, and uh, we'll 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 touch base, man. Later on. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Have a good show, guys. All right, thank ya. you. Adam Cincerello, everybody. Finding Stu. Hey, uh, when he gets bigger and wins championships, because he will. Yeah. I hope he doesn't change, dude. I hope he doesn't get like, he more will, closed dude. off. I don't and, think he will. Okay. No, I don't think he will. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Going to be a good time uh, watching that, filming that, and uh, you guys are really going to enjoy it. Motocross the Nation's coming up. Uh, we also got some phone calls here. Hurlings. Uh, Raining Yellow. Yes, hey, I'm not a custodian anymore. What happened? I'm a groundskeeper, baby, moving on up. Like uh, at the school still or at a golf course or something? No, the schools, but I'm like groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's a be- um, is that a better job? Absolutely. I'm not sticking my hand in toilets no more. Okay, fantastic. Good to hear. What's up, buddy? Beautiful America. But, um... I'm worried. I, this is not a key for after dark, but I have a sensitive scrotum, and I'm a kind of afraid to watch this stew video because I'm going to be left with a, you know, a debilitating uh, level of blue balls. Uh, that's my fear. Um, Will he get satisfaction? Is what he's looking for. I don't know. I don't know what your idea of satisfaction is. So check it out. I, just, I, I, I don't. I, I want to see. I want to see Jesus. Well, I'm just saying we found something. Exactly. We'll have to, we'll okay. have to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it, but uh, no, for real. I wanted to mention how I talked about Barsha the other day, 
My faith has been reinstilled. That was perfect timing. And, like, just after the guy won the first moto, second moto was a different dude. I don't know if I want to talk too much about Barsha because Kiefer is going to go on and on about his home life. Yep. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. And then uh, what else was I going to say? Um, Yeah, no, uh, the, the longer I talk, the less I get to watch the stew video. So, um, okay. I might call. Gotta go. Dark. See ya, buddy. Great radio, bro. Yeah, see ya, buddy. All right, okay. Uh, dark Side, what's up? What's up, guys? So, my first question is Is there a prize for the guy that finished 854th in fantasy? Uh, I don't believe so, Marks. Is there a prize for 854th? <laughs> I don't think Dark Side's eligible anyway. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I knew that was coming. So, hey, Keeper, um, give me the lowdown on the newest Blue Crew member. Tell me how it went. What you think? Well, it was uh, he was late to his own homecoming. Very not, late. Okay, not late. Doesn't look professional at all. Oh please! Not professional to start your contract. Okay, that's kind of rock star, really. Supposed to be there at eight thirty. I roll up when I roll up, bro. He rolls up at nine fifteen with a coffee, nonchalant. I'm already deep into my second moto. I come back. He's still hanging out. He's not even dressed. I had to get him on his shit. What once he was out, okay? Once he was out riding, I think some of that form's starting to come back. I think it has to do with the bike, mostly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is the twenty foot double doable now? Oh, that's not even a question. Slippery, wet, dry, don't matter. It, it, it's it's not even an issue. That's that's not. Listen, an issue. we're gonna cover it. We're gonna cover my switch okay. to Blue Crew. Yeah, we, let's touch on Indiana, and we got Chad Reed coming up and everything. So right. Um, All right. Hey, you got time for one more question? Yeah. All right, some of these supercrosses, you know, it, it'll be here before we know it. Some of these lower tier teams like AJE Traders, what do they got to do? What do you think about them, you know, finding room for guys like Dino and Phil who don't have deals as of yet? They got Chris Blows. Who's got Chris Blows? AJE, the Husky team. Chris Blows, Supercross. Oh wow, okay. All right. I, I heard those guys really wanted to make a, a step up this year. Well, yeah, so, I mean that's you, you, they can do it. They, if you know the big thing is machinery. Yes. these guys want to know about mm-hmm. the, the bike, and can they get some factory stuff? Can they get things rolling? Can they get suspension if they start doing well? All that kind of stuff. It's such a chicken or the egg theory for sure. But right, you yeah. Know? But is that likely for a team like that? I, I mean, mean do, do that, the factory teams want to help those lower level teams in that way? No, they do not. Okay, they do not. Okay, so you got to make something ahead of time. Yeah, you yeah. got to start somewhere. So, so right. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll let you get on with it. Thanks, Thank man. You. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Let's get into Iron Man a little bit. Uh, Chad Reed is coming up. What did you think of Chad Reed's rides? Impressive. Um, I don't think he would finish as good as he did if it wasn't muddy. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, he's smart. He rode good. He was in better shape than I thought he would be because people don't understand when it's muddy, your heart rate may not be that high, but it is way more mentally fatiguing and you have to use way more you know, more of your body muscles, I guess I would say, versus when it's not muddy. So mm-hmm. you have weight added, and yeah, I thought he did a great job. Him ripping some hole shots, plus, you know, I listened to your post-race pod where he couldn't believe that there was no one taking that inside gate. <laughs> Let's ask him about that again. Yeah. 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 Like, getting on that hard, you know, little hard surface of the grass yeah. right there, that's huge. I mean, I get that he got it the first one, but then didn't anybody right. see that? I think, yeah, I just think uh, people were scared to go that far inside, and I think it probably wouldn't work twice, right? And he was like, fuck it, it worked. It, it worked great. Again. So, yeah, no, I was impressed. I'm glad that he did pretty good, and if that was his last motocross race, I say he uh, went out on a fairly good note, you know? Yeah. 
people yeah. were hating on it, like, oh, he's not even going to score points. I'm like, oh, my Who God. said that? No. A lot of people it said really? that. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, his last few nationals, you know, on the Cowie, on the 2-2 Cowie, were not, they did not go well. Right. But um, he impressed me. I think his speed, even dry, would have been better than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he goes 5-8 in wet conditions. If it's dry, he probably goes 8-8 eight, eight or 8-10. Yeah, right. or, or, but I, I, I would even, been, like, I don't know if I had him for that either. Yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. For me, I had him in the top ten because you guys, you know, you got a guy like Cunningham and those kind of type dudes floating in ninth, tenth, mm-hmm. and I know he can hang at least with those guys off the couch. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, expect him to be in there, but man, when he ripped a whole shot, I was like, it'd be cool for him to lead a lap, but yeah, he never did quite do that. No, he didn't. Uh, Barsha was unbelievable. That that surprised me. Yeah. I mean, I Just, knew he would be good in mud, but, man, yeah. he was on another level than everyone else. Yeah. He says he rides differently when it's muddy. He doesn't rev the shit out of his bike. He rides a gear higher, like all the things he's supposed to do. I don't know about that. Okay. If you listen, yeah. if you watch the race, yeah. you could still hear that son of a bitch around the yeah. track. Well, so. that's, that's what he said. So um, what a remarkable comeback for him. He was a fill-in. Millsaps got hurt. Yeah. And they called him yep. to fill-in, and then he made it work. And what a year. Podiums and Supercross, and he ends it with a 1-1. Can I touch on this? Yes. Okay. I really want you to, but go ahead. So, yes, it is. I think it's a little bit – it's three things. It's one, you're at your your last little bit of string, right, in your your career. Like, Uh hey, I have to do good. So you have some motivation there. You have a – to me, he has a better bike. He's going to a factory machine. I've I've rode some of that bike in parts, Uh like good suspension and good things. Very good bike. Number three, home life. We can you can talk shit all you want, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if he's strong and he's got the bike, and then that little piece missing at home, you know, he's had a solid chick. They're getting along. She's supportive. She's not crazy. She's not a bitch. She lets him do what he wants to do. He can focus. He has in-home pussy. That whole thing. Yeah, I'm telling you right in-home now. In-home pussy marks. You have all that combined. That's, That's deadly. In-home. You yeah, don't, you don't, I don't even. I don't even know what to say. You don't right got to leave the home. It's in even, home. I don't even know. What to you say. have in home. It's, it's in, not Uber or anything. No, it's, it's not Uber Eats. Would it's, that be considered active poon? Well, yeah, active here, poon. Yeah, here's yeah, the deal. Yeah. You don't have to go to dates. You don't have to go take them out. It's yeah. in home pussy. You don't got to fuck with it. You just do your stuff yep. inside your and then, house, and then you go one one at nationals. Boom. Thank it's you. Impressive. Um, Aaron Plessinger was almost as impressive. Yeah. Well, you knew he was going to be good. Yeah, he's always been pressure's good in mud. off. He's good in mud, he's and he's in good Indiana. in Indiana, anyways. Yes, exactly. All of that, right? Yeah. Um, Ferrandez's bike blew up. Otherwise, he would have done well. Colt Nichols on the show tonight. Yep, did well in that second moto, man. Looking forward to talking to Colt. I've seen him ride in Southern California, starting to get back yeah. into it. That's you asked if we could get Colt on the yeah, show. Yeah, because I see him ride, and he's actually better than some of the team guys when they're practicing. So I know it's in him, and I see how he rides. So I knew it was coming. It's just mm-hmm. been he's been injured so much. So yep. I want to ask him more about his injuries and how he's going to ride in the offseason. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to uh, to talk to him. Uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by RoostMX tonight. RoostMX.net, official graphics of the Cycle Trader Yamaha team. They have a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. They make a Kiefer After Dark t-shirt. Yeah, I just got it. It's cool. And you love it. I love it. And they make, do they make a fake science shirt? I don't do know. know. Some guy sent me a DM, and he's wearing a fake science t-shirt, and I thought that was cool, but okay. I, I assumed um, Roost made it. Use the code ARAY91 to save at RoostMX.net. They can make you custom graphics. They can put anything they want you want on the graphics. 
graphics, uh, your sponsors, everything else, uh, number plate, backgrounds, all of that stuff that you've seen all these companies do. They'll do a great job. 48-hour turnaround for their those guys. Whole uh, Cobra section, so if your little one has a Cobra, these guys are the ones to go to get the Cobra merch from roostmx.net. ARay91 is the code, and uh, they bring you Chris Kiefer tonight on the show. So uh, we're, we're hoping to come next week with a show. But you've got to run out of town for something. But we are going to a Smashing Pumpkins concert next Sunday. Yeah. So tonight, out of the commercials. That's right. It's Pumpkins Night. All pumpkins. All night. pumpkins all the time, Marks. That's right. And that's what I got to say to you to that. Because you don't want to hear it, and we don't care. That's a lot of hate. You don't want to hear pumpkins? That's a lot of hate. Wow. He, of course he's going to shit on I'm pumpkins. I'm talking about you flipping everybody off on Facebook. No, that's you. I'm flipping you off. Oh. Uh, well, if you too, then. Because you're not going to want to hear pumpkins. No, I'm not. Right. No. Someone thought... Your account got hacked recently because some of the shit you posted was some music that you were listening to? No, that's legit. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you guys need to step your game up. Yeah, boy. Who's on two? Uh, I was typing it to you. It's oh. Reed. He's a young kid. He wants to uh, talk about uh, finding Stu. Okay. First stop is Evan. Evan, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How's it going, guys? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, just wanted to call, give a shout out to your guys' uh, fantasy. Um, oh, thank series you. that you guys did. Yeah, so thank you. My, it was my first, it was my first year playing. Um, never really understood it and everything. So, uh, just really impressed on how you guys put everything together. And did you? Uh, did, yeah, you actually, hey, did, did you play at Anaheim one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And you still thought it was good. Good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I stuck it out. I had faith. I had faith in you. Uh, Mark's time. Mark's did a great job in all the editions all year long. From I had a guy tell me the biggest thing we did, Mark's, to the game all year was to highlight your riders in green. The that was pretty yeah. popular. Yeah. I, yes. The guy it, said that that was, that that was the coolest thing ever. Which turned out to be hard. I wanted to do it sooner, but it was harder than I thought it would initially be. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And next year will be even but better. If I so. could, if I could have one more thing, yeah, be able to pick one or two riders and then go check like lap times or whatever or practice and then go back and your two riders that you already picked on your team stay there. What do you that mean? That would be great. Uh, like if like I, you like, can't leave the page, like it'll refresh. Windows. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Te- right. Yeah. It won't yeah, save a partial I team. I don't know if yeah. it's like that on the computer. I no, yeah. We, we make you but... save the whole team, and then it saves everything at once. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so if you could save, like, one or two writers, because, like, yeah. for me, I listen to the Peter Guess's podcast, too, on Thursday. So I'm, like, taking mental notes and, like, writing stuff down, like, who you guys are suggesting. So yeah, yeah. If you, can, if you could go in and, you know. But, yeah. Um, uh, well, no, yeah, that's so cool, man. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's fun. Yeah, we had a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, and I know everybody had pretty much a shit week uh, for Iron Man, but I actually did my season best for uh, for motocross. Oh, nice. Year. Good job. Yeah, there was yeah, a high so. scores, man. I I picked Reed and Medaglia, and they maxed out. So it was uh, it was great. Yeah, I was worried about 250s more than anything, but I got to give a shout out to Jeff Walker, 841 from Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Okay. Fly racer or fly racing. Uh, full-time college student. He did the series all year. Um, I think he only missed maybe Unit Dillon and Washubel. Uh-huh. But he was creeping right around uh, top 20 pretty much the whole season. He was getting a couple 23rds, 24ths, and he got his uh, season best with 11th first moto. So. Oh, nice work. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. So he's a Michigan guy, so he can ride the mud, obviously. All those guys can normally. So. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, he lives down in Florida. He's a full-time college student, and he just kind of trains during the week when he can and oh, cool. stuff like that. So but yeah. I've known the kid ever since I was – 
he was little, so he's uh, yeah, it's cool to see him finally do good. So good to hear. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun with Pulp Fantasy for sure. Uh, we might do something for the Monster Cup. We're not exactly sure. Uh, we've got a lot of good prizes all year long. We thank everybody for playing. Thanks to Kawasaki uh, for giving away some bikes and um, that's cool. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time and and the handicap thing makes it fun because you got to pick some privateer guys, you know. Um, so all, all of that is a good time. At one point in the second moto, Evan, I had one guy left in two fifties. One guy yeah, circling I, around the track. I actually, I'm the one that tweeted you, I think, after first moto, because I was actually third place after the first 250 moto. Oh, yeah? I tweeted that screenshot to you, yeah. Okay. You, I have a question. Told me that no, you told me that nobody cared, but I cared. <laughs> because I get very bitter when I see people who do well. So, <laughs> But no, man, it was, it was, a, fun, it was a fun time. Uh, Good. I did, uh, you know, I did the other Schmacky Schmountain fantasy, and, you yeah. know, it, just, I, I think you guys blew it out of the well, water for sure. Look, so. there, there's there's nothing wrong with Ares. It's just an easy game. It's just simple, easy, yeah, uh, yeah. plug and play. Uh, and I agree. It gets you to kind of pay attention to a lot more people. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, towards the back of the pack and everything. So, did you ever pick Jerry uh, Robin? <laughs> I think I did once. Oh Maybe. Boy. Oh boy. I think, it, but I think it was in Supercross. I don't know. If, I okay. can't remember. I don't think right. I picked him in motocross or anything. But right. well, cool, man. But yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. Uh, you know, I, you got a bike. Yes. All right, we're going to give you a maximum oil kit for it, okay? Boom. Oh, dude. Just please. because you called in and, and you talked about how good the fantasy is, we, we like that. Boom. MaximaUSA.com. Awesome. They won a title with Eli Tomac this year. Uh, so stay on hold, man, and Marks will get your information, all right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. Uh, next up is uh, is Reed. What's happening, Reed? How are you? Good. What's going on? Hey, Reed. So do you think people will get mad about the to-be-continued thing? Um, about finding stew? Yes, probably, Reed. But as you're going to find out in your life, people get mad over everything all the time. So it almost doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if we if we had the whole video in one video, then people would get mad that they want more. Right. You know what I mean, Reed? Like I don't think we could Doesn't it make you look forward to next week, though? Because you got something else to look forward to now, Reed? Yeah. There it is. You think we found them? Yeah, probably. Right. Do you, do you, did you ever watch Stu ride? A lot, yeah. Yeah, I see. Right on, yeah. Reed. Yeah. Um, well, Reed, stay tuned. Thank you for watching it. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this show. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Oh, see ya. Uh, all right, we're going to come up with Chad Reed right away. Hope he wasn't listening. No, I was asking when, a when question. You, when you said in home. No, he didn't. Okay. He wasn't listening. Okay. Um, oh, what's your question? Is there a, do you guys have a podcast for people that don't know how to play this shit? Like, how do you play it? Or do you expect us people just to know how to play, play it? Play what? Fantasy. Yeah. There's a show. You got well, one. Well, we did one at the beginning of the year, how to play. Oh, okay. We did one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. But, uh, it, yeah, it, it is, does take some math and some figuring out. Because I know Dick about it. Yeah. And if you just wanted to throw me in there, I would know nothing. No, because there's handicaps and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, there's, there's definitely some... Um, some trickiness to playing it. It's not as simple as well, just you, picking you, your when guys. When you're talking about it, I'm lost. It's like a different <laughs> language to me. So it seems difficult. Spending millions of dollars can get a brand attached to a race series or a sticker on a race bike that may or not be using the product, but it can't buy Heritage. MaximaUSA.com. Mm -hmm. Kiefer, uh, they didn't buy, uh, they get the number one. They got the number one aftermarket oil in America and power sports award, and they didn't buy it. They got there by being the best. 
They won a Tomac uh, title with Tomac, and there's much more to go on. I can't talk tonight. I'm struggling with my reads. You okay? I'm struggling with everything. I don't know you what's going right? on. Yeah, I am yeah. a shitty media guy. No I, doubt about I, it. I want to you know, chairs? He's on the phone, but he finds time to find drops that make me look shitty. <laughs> he does that all the time. That's it's Fuck you. But yeah, he can't answer the phone call, but you can do that. So anyways, I'm struggling. That's, Maximum. Why, you, that's why you pay me the big bucks. Can we get Chad Reed on the phone? I'm, I'm literally waiting for the... Okay. It's ringing right, right now okay. while I'm talking okay. to you. Thank you. Thank you. MaximaUSA.com. Job, job. Thanks to Evan, uh, he won a uh, won some Maxima oil and uh, great uh, great guys. Gave, we should have gave Reed something. We should have, huh? Reed's cool. Yeah. If Reed, if you're listening, call back. What are we gonna give him? I don't care. Okay. I'll give him something. All right, we'll give him something. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of winning something, uh, Ryan Lockhart and Ryan Gold were in last week. Uh, the new forks for Atlas brace, and we asked everybody to send in a photo of their young one, and um, we would award an Atlas brace youth for their kid. Cool. We got a ton of entries, and the guys at Atlas picked Jude Stallard. Jude Stallard, you win an Atlas Brace Youth Edition, and they'll be in contact with you if they haven't already. So congratulations for that. Thanks for everybody for entering. They emailed out some codes as well for the people who didn't win to save a little bit. AtlasBrace.com. We're going to talk more to Chris Kiefer about that in a little bit. But uh, for now, let's get to our first guest of the night. This guy probably was the story. At Indiana, of course. Truth. Because he showed up. Right. And that's how these things work. Uh, tons of people around the JGR truck all day long. Uh, his first national in three years. Brought to you by Vertex Pistons, the stock piston in the KTM and Husqvarna two-strokes. Email, uh, I should say, uh, pulpamexo 18 is the code to save with vertexpistons.com. And they're pleased and proud to bring you our first guest, Chad Reed. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, boys? How you doing? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Hey, did you? I didn't know Bones retired. That was his last race. I didn't know any of this. I uh, I I found out in the morning. Obviously, it was raining, so we got the big delay. And yeah. uh, so I went and hung out with Mitch and was talking with Mitch. And he goes, "Did you hear?" And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Bones retired." I'm like, "When?" <laughs> He's like, "Today's his last race." Wow. And then uh, you know, like I uh, obviously muddy and nasty and took you know, a few hours to get packed up uh, and, you know, sign autographs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So then I was going down to that barbecue thing and, uh, yeah, I ended up getting caught up with uh, Bones and Mitch and hung out with them for about an hour. So that was cool. But, yeah, yeah. shame. I saw I him. I mean, yeah. happy for him. But Yeah. I saw him. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Bones. He went, hey, man, what's up? Hey, Canada. He calls me Canada all the time. And then I just kept yeah. um, walking. I wish I would have known it was his last race. He's a good guy. Bones is cool. Bones is awesome. He was he was holding back tears for sure. You know, like I obviously I, you know, like I I told him thank you and you know for the years and whatnot. And he just like it, like he calls you Canada. He puts his arm around me as you know he's massive and he, yeah. and he goes thanks thanks Tutu and you you could hear you know like yeah yeah back yeah tears. Right. yeah cool. that's yeah, that's, yeah that's awesome. I didn't know if you'd known. I wish I would. I I texted him today and we went back and forth. But yeah, I uh, got a yeah. I got a picture with him. Um, I got a picture with him actually standing by the car. So yeah. I'll post it at some and, point. But yeah, he gets married this week too. Yeah. The, well, the reason I brought that up a little bit to start this interview is because when I did the history of two two motorsports uh, for Racer X Online, Bones was one of the guys I talked to, and we never got along to getting it in the article because he was always busy. But dude, he filled me in with a ton of stuff, and he loves you. He he, he was you're like one of his yeah. favorite guys, you know. Like you could tell that. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so that was sort of why I, I started it with this. But um, he didn't yeah. really want to go on the record too much. He was hard to pin down, and he doesn't like interviews and all that <laughs> stuff. But you know, he was awesome. So that is, um, yeah, that's funny. So okay, so two days later, where are we at? Like, what's been the reaction for your rides <laughs> and everything? And and everything. How's it? How's it going? What's what's the what's the? Uh, we should have done this after the race. You know, like I was. 
it takes a lot to impress me, and, and I was truly impressed by my performance, you know, like coming okay. off the couch like yeah. that. Um, but, you know, I've had two days, and as a racer at heart, you know, like I've started to analyze, and, you know, there's things that I'm disappointed about myself. So, yeah, I mean, but I want to stay upbeat about it and, and work off, you know, build off that performance because, I mean, that was my best performance of the year, you know. It's been one mm-hmm. of those years. Yeah. <laughs> it was yep. terrible, so. Who knew that going and doing two thirty-five minute motos would bring my best performance of the year? But um, <laughs> exactly, I, yeah, and especially you know, like such little preparation on a riding point of view. Um, so yeah, I was stoked. I really was. Like, I think that uh, you know, I like obviously, I I felt like I rode well. I rode solid, um, solid. I would use the word solid better than yep. well. Um, got great starts. Stayed out of trouble. Um, and I guess that was the plan. Like the plan, like what I lacked, in my opinion, um, is like getting that start and them backblading the whole track. And you know, you knew the ruts were under there, and it was all nasty. And just that lack, like that lack of racing experience, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I should have just been pinning it, and you know, no s giving the first lap. You know, like when the track's all flat like that, and yeah. I pretty much got smoked when it was like that. I kind of just felt. Oh, I don't know if I, you know, don't know if the bike's going to dive, don't know if the bike's going to slip on something, you know. So just kind of, I was, I wouldn't say I was slow because obviously I stayed up yeah. there, but, yeah. you know, I just, I was cautious and it, I paid the price for that on the first couple of laps. Do you still get nervous after all these years, man? Like, you've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I, I was really nervous prior to getting to the event, like, because honestly, like I, I was embracing the fact of just going and having fun. The only, I had I had a ton of pressure on myself in the fact that, um, and I brought it on myself because I went and did it. But you know, like I I said my piece on my on my donations thing on my social network, and and that was really the only thing I had a little bit of pressure on myself. I'm like, okay, now I've gone and said this, and I need to, I personally want to perform you know i don't want to go and suck <laughs> so that was really the only pressure i had on myself other than that it was but once i was at the event like i sat on the inside i absolutely hate the inside of the story <laughs> yeah um but both both starts i went there and the first one i was probably a little more nervous the first one second one um i was pretty at ease i was more surprised that i had that gate kind of you know still reserved for me yeah um so, yeah, like, at that point, I was like, all right, sweet. You know, like, I knew I was going to hold shot because those guys couldn't, you know, they they were stuck in mud. I was going to go on, up under the grass and on the dry and, you know, and pull a whole shot. And the first one, I kind of held a tight line and, and uh, the guys on the outside come around me. Um, so I kind of learned my lesson there and just kind of went, went with flow and, yeah, got the whole shot the second one. Oh, yeah, it was uh... – it was good. It was good to see you. I, you actually did better than I thought you would do, too, honestly. You, it's been so long since you raced moto, and it wasn't good the last couple of years that you raced moto. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, the Cooper Webb's back now. Anderson's back. I'm like, class is a little deeper. And I think even dry, you're you're, you're pretty good off, you know? Um, like you said. I, I think um, yeah. I think that, uh, honestly, I need to give credit where credit's due, and I think the bike and the team deserve a lot of that because, you know, I, I had been riding a little bit, and, and there's no way – that I go racing on any other bike, you know, uh-huh. like I definitely, when I rode the bike, it brung back 
amazing memories. Um, you know, maybe there's a reason why I'm only a one-time outdoor champion on a yellow bike, you know? Yeah. Um, for some reason, I like, I swung a leg over it. Don't know if it's mental, but, like, the feeling was there, you know? Like, I, I, I picked up. I picked up the pace really, you know, really easily, and, and I felt at home quickly. Um, you know, because I had been riding with Chase and, and Kenny, and I was way off those guys, to be honest with you. Um, and then I went back with, you know, with the with, with their bike, this, yeah. you know, the Suzuki, and suddenly I was running the pace, and I and I was good. So I was kind of like, and it wasn't like I just changed or got stronger or fitter or rode my dirt bike differently a week later you know like, yeah, yeah yeah so the bike the bike made a huge difference um definitely allowed me uh to ride the bike and feel more comfortable on a, on in those conditions so um so i think the jgr guys and suzuki deserve you know a lot of credit for for making a guy like me feel comfortable and i, and I you know i feel like that's always been my achilles heel really you know like whenever i'm not comfortable i i really struggle um, and yeah. I haven't been very comfortable at all in any outdoors in the last, you know, two or three years of, of my outdoor Doing career. Um, so, you know, jumping back on a Suzuki and, and getting that familiar feel and being able to, you know, have that stability, you know, find ruts, get into ruts, get out of ruts, like all that stuff really just made it enjoyable again. Like literally, I can honestly say, like, I went into it like, oh, yeah, probably that's my last race. I'm good with it. Yeah. If I got asked to do it again, you know, I, I would, I'd, I'd honestly probably do it. You know, yeah. I probably would, you know, like it was, it was enjoyable to ride. So, yeah, no, I had a blast. I really did have a good time. And, um, Ah oh, man, it made yeah. it gnarly with that those conditions. Oh, for sure. Seven zero two five eight six. Paul, you got a question for Chad Reed for JGR Suzuki's Chad Reed. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. dot com. Show twenty eighteen is the uh, code to save at Vertex Pistons full range of two and four stroke pistons. You said you were quicker on the JGR bike. Are we referencing your Honda that you were riding back at home, or are we still talking Husqvarna stuff? Uh, I don't have any more Huskies. I, I sold all my Huskies right after uh, um, Supercross. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I have a few bikes. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so we're just referencing what you have in your yeah. garage. We're not really picking Yeah, what, what's, yeah referencing what I, what I have in the garage. Um, Got it. No, that's uh, – so one of my questions, I, I didn't know if it was a dumb question or not, and maybe not. So you can feel the DNA – of your 2009 RMZ in that JGR bike, that 2018 bike. Like, we know stock to stock, Kiefer, you wrote them. They haven't changed a lot. Yeah. Um, but you, so, Chad, you can feel the the 2009 DNA in that JGR bike a little I, bit? I think so. Yep. You know, I've always, I've always thought, at least in my opinion, like all the manufacturers, you know, like even when they come out with these all-new bikes and ground up, it's all-new. Like, they're it's still the same engineer that literally gets, you know, a very small box and they go and change what looks from the outside, all these big things. But in my opinion, this, yeah. the, the the core feeling yeah. of a yeah. Honda or a Cowie, a Suzuki or Yamaha continues with that, with that brand along the brand line, you know, sure. the bloodline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think, I think, you know, cause I think, uh, I want to say that, Suzuki had a new chassis the year after I was there. I think 10 had a new chassis. 
Um, it had a, or at least had a different chassis than what my nine bike did. Yeah. Um, and then obviously from 10 until what, what this year, I think it was new. So t- yeah, 10 until 18, it was the same. Yeah. The- Whatever it was, Alessi ran the old one. He had to buy all the frames in existence. 2012 was the good okay. frame. Once okay. it turned to 13, it would turn to kind of rigid feel. Okay. And Alessi yeah. bought every 12 frame. Yeah. In so maybe I had a right. maybe I had a couple of tweaks because I know so, for sure. The only reason I know that, or at least I remember, is in nine, I uh, you know I was on Suzuki, and then when I went to Cowie, I want to say Burner rode a BTO um, Suzuki, and when I when I tried it out, it, it felt yeah. Really, Feel as good as what my previous our previous ones did. Uh, I got to tell you, we talked to the JGR guys, um, J Bone, and um, both at Bud's Creek and after the race and everything else, and they were stoked, man. They they were happy. I mean, J Bone's like, we can make something happen for Supercross nineteen. We just need some money. We'll, we we can do it. Like it seems like there's a fit there. Even the even though you just worked for them for a short time, if they can find some funding or you can bring somebody in or something, like it's not. It seems like everybody's ready to go. Like, and they're even going to talk to Suzuki. And so, I mean, this is something you would entertain, I would guess, right? Totally. Um, you know, obviously, I really enjoyed the the test. You know, like yep. first and foremost, that's where it began. Um, you know, I believe that you know that J Bone reached out to you know some other riders and got told no, and kind of randomly called me on a. It was either a Monday night or uh-huh. a Tuesday. Um, maybe it was like Monday night, late Monday night. He says, Hey, will you come try our bike? And I'm like, of course, you know, and, and yeah. I was thinking 19 because I had already been talking to him about 19. And yep. So I book a flight, go up there. We try the bike Wednesday and I'm like, you know, basically I go back to the shop and tell him it's all positive. And he's like, okay, so <laughs> do you want to drive from here, you know, and do press or do you want to, you know, go home first? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so yeah, like he was, you know, definitely because Hill didn't race, but so there was yeah. obviously a bike available, and yeah. I'm like, man, there's no way I'm ready to race this weekend. Um, and in all honesty, in my mind, I like I love Buds Creek. If you know, I would probably put Buds in in my top three favorite tracks mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and I don't, you know, I really like Ironman, but. I've only ever raced Ironman in the mud yeah, <laughs> and yeah. still and still have only rode it. Yeah. Um, so my experience at, at uh, Ironman was like kind of mixed feelings a little bit. I was scared of that big Godzilla jump, to be honest. I didn't know if I wanted to <laughs> jump that thing. I was scared of ending up in the hayfield. Um, but uh, so I was kind of stressing a little bit on yeah. that. But yeah, when all was said and done, um, I, I started feeling obviously my times and, and I was, I was, I wasn't like throwing down for 30 minutes, but I could yeah. throw down for a good 20 of them, you know? Yep. And I think, you know, everyone suffers the last 10 minutes. Maybe I would suffer a little more, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, at that point I thought, okay, you know, if I can throw down for 20, then I feel like I can, you know, suffer for the last kind of 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and, get through it. And then, uh, so yeah, that was really the big decision. And then, yeah, went yeah. for it, and, and really glad I did. I, I had a I had a lot of fun. Listen, Chris Wheeler, you got to work this thing out. RCH went to yeah. Suzuki Marine and got a bunch of money, and they had to put an outboard motor on display. Wheeler, I know yeah. you. I know Wheeler listens to the show, so get some Marine money, and let's put yeah. two two Supercross only. Boom. <laughs> there we go. Now, you know, like obviously, everything's getting talked about, and yep. I, I feel you know I feel confident in what 
you know what Jay Burns telling me is is is, is happening. So yeah, um, yeah, we're you did know, you the day to day thing at this point. So did, see, I would I would enjoy it. I would really enjoy it. I I, I love the bike. Yep. I love the team. Um, the the thought of going and racing there excite me. We saw this Travis Pastrana Instagram post to you. Is this for real? Like, is there a chance? I uh, yeah. How would I? That. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would like to do okay. it. To be honest. All right. If I would personally like to do it, not necessarily in the current, you know, Puerto Rican right <laughs> mindset. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Mindset, I, right? Um, I'm considering doing. Uh, I'm actually considering doing it for Guam. So okay, we'll see. Yeah, be... also Guam, you can do it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, American yeah. passport. Sure. So, oh um, wow. I want to race. You know, like I. I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm pretty disappointed on the Australian thing, and that it is what it is, you yep. know, like they they, did, they didn't choose me. So, um, what my, you know, I guess the best way to answer it is is I have options at this point, you know, like I have two passports, so yeah, you know, the country that I feel I've done a lot for and put them on the map and all those things, it doesn't want me. So then. I would I would really like to represent, you know, for, for somebody else. So Yeah, I don't think um, um, I and think, then just more than anything, I just I want a team that can put us in the final and, and then just try to get good starts and go racing and have some fun at the nations. It's a badass event. Yeah, good Rad track. track and, yep. and yeah, I think it'd just be fun, you know, like I think so the big thing is 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 I think I really I really struggled with pace. Even when I I know I wasn't I was never in shape in eighteen um, you know, I never really got to a point where I felt like I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. into shape. You know, it just never come around. Um, but I didn't have like any speed, like my my normal, like you know, yeah, like, even when I yeah. Was, yeah. wasn't even when I wasn't fit, like I could still throw down for a lap or two or three. You know, like yep. in a heat race, and it's just like I just had nothing. Like I was uh, really disappointed in that I couldn't find it. You know, yeah. so this year the big thing for me is just putting myself in a position where I can race a lot, um, you know, be on a, be on a good biking team. And I think that this weekend really opened, it kind of, or I shouldn't say opened up my mind. It confirmed my thinking, you know, like uh, get on the right bike, the right team. Um, and I think that I can still go, you know, go fast. Did a a little bit of you also, uh, maybe you told Truman or you tell somebody, tell Ellie, like there was a buzz around the JGR truck and there was buzz in the media and there were a lot of fans around the truck and I don't want to you know stroke your ego anymore Reedy but it 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 moved the needle you racing moved the needle I don't care what anybody says they, they, they if you're the biggest Chad Reed hater you have to agree that you know you draw interest and people really like you and all of that and so the little bit of piece of you go see this J-Bone? You see this? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, true. Yeah, but I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that J Bone's the one that I need to go. Hey, see this? No, you know, that's I think true. J- yeah, J Bone gets it. Um, right. I actually think Koi gets it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's uh, when you you know you've got the money tree, and you know, and and when you know by the sounds of it, there could be some you know sponsors going away, and obviously they're working on new sponsors. Yep. But yep. I like I I get it. Also, I've ran my own team, so yeah, like. I don't feel like they're, you know, like they're they're telling me lies or they're just no, saying, yeah. you know, right. not wanting to do it. I, I, you know, I, I would say that probably the most interesting conversation that J Bone and I have is, 
you know, as as team owners or, or you know, people that, ha- you know, both understand the, the team situation and the industry currently, um, not so much the racing side of it, but the business side of it. And it's like all these sponsors and everybody, you hear about this, oh, the social media this, social media that, this, and it's like, it's so important. And it's like, I, I'm yet to see this social media thing play out to be yeah. a positive thing. I'm with you, you on know? that. Like, yeah, I'm with you like on that. I, totally. Like, other than people seeing or reading or being able to keep up to date or, you know, yep. just basically knowing everybody's every second of the day what they're up to, um, I personally haven't experienced, other than I think I got $5,000 out of a, you know, one post for Puma or something like that. Yeah, yeah or, right. You know, like, like I, I think, you know, so like when you look at it like that, there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot put on the social media stuff that's not necessarily. Well, I'm not seeing yeah. that, that part of it, you know. So oh, I agree. And that, that's what that's what I would say that that's what Jay Bone and I had a little bit of a laugh about, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think, but yeah, moving yeah. forward, my numbers are good. Um, you know, like your original question, like I I even seen a buzz and a growth on my own social over yeah. the last two weeks. You know, like I I jumped up forty thousand followers. I you know, like my forty thousand. Um, forty thousand. My wife's sitting here. My my wife's calling me out here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. forty thousand. Uh, you know, jump and and then also one thing was like you know even my likes and and my views. You know, it kind of went from being good around the twenty five to thirty thousand. Now they're it seems like around yeah. the forty to fifty thousand likes. You know, which is so it's you know. I, it was it was fun. I think that people appreciated it. Um, and like I said, at the end of the day, not many things impressed me. And it, and, it, and I was impressed. Like get, getting fifth in in the current you know group of badass dudes out there. Um, and in those conditions, I know a lot of people want to downplay and kind of go, "Oh yeah, it's the mud, and he's good in the mud." But mm-hmm. I can tell you that track was gnarly. You yeah. know, like it wasn't. To come off the couch and not race motocross or a national in three years, <laughs> that is not ideal condition. <laughs> that was, yeah, that no, was really it, tough. <laughs> uh, not to switch everything off of Ironman, but okay. I, I think we asked MC this when he was on here. Out of all the gear sets that oh, you've had over here, the years, here we go. what is your top three sets of gear that you feel like you've worn in, in while you raced? Like looking or like comfortable? Or like, uh, like just just like, maybe both. Maybe looks and comfort. Just something that you so enjoyed putting on. Nobody cares about far, gear more than Kiefer. Nobody cares about gear more than Chris Kiefer. So, so. as far as uh, like as far as gear, like wearing gear, um, I would say uh, I'll probably get in trouble myself for this, but I would say that my um, my Flex Air gear is is by far the best. Um, I just think that well. I know that I've played a huge role in in its, you know, from its from the beginning to now, um, in it. You know, like I I love the fact that it doesn't have a, a liner in it now. So you basically you just throw the thing on, doesn't get caught in your knee braces and all those things. Um, I would say as far as looks, um, what would I say? My top three. I always, I really liked my. Like I, as much as I complained about it at times, but I love white and blue together. Um, <laughs> what, what, what? What? Yeah, you did complain about that. <laughs> my wife's about to kick me, but oh my um, gosh, yeah. I really dug my uh, my 
what year was that? Uh, 2017, I believe it was. Um, A1 gear that I had at Yamaha. Yeah. Um, like it had, yeah. it, was a, it was a lot of white with two different blues. Um, I would say that that's probably my number one favorite. Um, my A1 gear in 04 was cool just because it was really different. It was the um, digital uh, camo. Um Jeez, I didn't know what else. I, liked, oh, and I, uh, I really like my donations gear. I mean, not my donations, my Australia gear that I wore. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. It was kind of like they, yep. they incorporated the flag into, into the back of my jersey. And I really, it was my last, uh, like my last race in shift. And they, they, uh, they did some pretty cool stuff with it. I think uh, some of my favorite stuff was like Suzuki days and his Thor gear. I like that a lot. I think yeah. that look looked really nice. It had a touch of red and yeah. I like the red on the yellow. Yeah. Always. Or, the red and yellow does look cool. Um, all right, we got some more. Uh, quite, we got, of course, we got phone calls for you, Chad. Here, let's get to uh, some of them. First up is Eric. Eric, what's happening? What's your question for Chad Reed? Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. It actually wasn't a question. It was just okay. uh, just when I became a Chad Reed fan. Actually, the first time I saw him in the Spirit of Mud was in Anaheim one, two thousand five. Yep. And Jesus, as soon as they cut his brake line. And he still kept riding, like he didn't pull in, nothing. I lifelong fan. And <laughs> my second race I ever went to <laughs> was Daytona two thousand eight. Oh jeez. Oh wow. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like mud for mud, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was yeah. just saying congratulations, Chad, lifelong fan. Always good in the mud, but you are also good in the dry. Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, Eric, I don't want to talk about A one oh five Red Dog D N Q. I know, and D&Q. Metcalf's the only 125 rider uh, among all those brand-new 250Fs. Yeah, ridiculous. So bad. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Thank you, man. Red Dog didn't, Red Dog didn't qualify? He did not qualify, dude. It was just oh, unbelievable. He he just rode like crap, got bad starts. That was it. That was all she wrote. So, yeah. Uh, Cameron, what's happening? What's your question for Chad Reed? Cam- hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I was just wondering why uh, Chad could have chose any bike he wanted to ride in Supercross last year. Why did he choose the Husqvarna? Did you hear that, Chad? Uh, oh. So I was. Um, how would I? <laughs> I was. I rode. I rode a few bikes. Um, yeah, I rode a few bikes, and then I, I really liked the. I, I liked the Husky, and you know, felt that it was an, an easy bike to. You know, throw some. I, it was always going to be a budget. Like there wasn't a big sponsor or anything like that. So, for a bike that you know you could throw a few things at it and go race it. Um, right. And and then obviously I broke my ankle, so um, I had already kind of I'd spent the most time on it, and then that was really what I went with. I just was like, yeah, that'll be. That's what it's going to have to be. You know, like I don't even know if I'm going to race Anaheim, but we're going to go buy Huskies anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, yeah, that. Was, that was how that worked out. I uh, how about and how about near the end of Supercross? You're like, you know what? I'm going to try that Rockstar edition. Hey, we're going to switch it on over, everybody. I'm just going to go buy two Rockstar editions. That's a good bike. Yeah, well, I bought one. Yeah. Oh, bought one. Yeah. Yeah, I only had one. I had a, we bought it and then I I spent like 20 minutes on it on a I think it was a Thursday, and then uh, we're like, oh crap, it's good. You know, like it's, it's better. I feel better on it. Yeah. So then we just broke it. We broke it down and put it in cardboard box. Oh, um, and then sent it to Goose and Goose, you know, obviously Goose is already, I think, where were we going? We were going to uh, Boston or I don't even know where we were. Yeah. 
somewhere, somewhere like that. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was Boston. Basically, he had already started building my bike from the week before. Um, and I said, hey, stop what you're doing. I'll send you a bike. It'll be, it'll be there at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> so he had to build a completely brand new bike. Uh, yeah. to really fit on it. You know? um, thanks, Cameron. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So I, what if you just never go back to North Carolina with the with the JGR bike and you just show up at Anaheim with it? Does that work or no? Do you have to give it back? <laughs> so. Yeah. I <laughs> I think I'm going to run out of parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if you have much O nine stuff laying around now and then. Right. Yeah. So now that's that's the big thing, you know. Like it's my big realization since May is just being like, like I, you know, to to basically sit, go off of what we were saying. It's like I do feel I move the needle, you know, whether people like that or not. Um, and it's it's time for me to you know, go do it the way that I feel I need to. Um, and if I can't do it that, at that level, then that, then that might be, might be it for me. So, um, I think that there's still wins and mm-hmm. podiums and top fives or whatever that is, you know, but I, I, I want to, I want to be on the right bike and team. That's, that's right. important to me. Um, do we think straight rhythm? Do we know still up in the air? I would like to do straight rhythm, but there's so many, you know, like yeah, the yeah. big picture is, is, uh, you know, is, is focus on, on supercross and, and getting, you know, get a, get a factory job and, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then continue to work, you know, like it's Monday. I put my work in today. And like, I, like I said, like I still may race donations. Um, yep. but even if I don't like the very, you know, like the next two weekends, there's races. So, yeah. um, yeah, so for me, just, it's not. Yeah, no slowing down. It's I think I just keep, keep I, building. I think Suzuki. I think they make it work. I don't know how. I know they're losing a the sponsor, and I know all. I just. I think. I feel like it's going to work. Does, I don't know why. I does, just, but does this hurt Chad at all a little bit now that he rode JGR? And if he has some other prospects out there that may want to try to get some money, say Honda. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say Factory Honda finds money, whatever. But now he rode JGR Suzuki. Does this fuck him? so to speak, because they automatically think, like, hey, he's going to go to JGR. They're going to find some money for No, him. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, so, like, for sure, for sure I had text messages, you know, like, I obviously had been, I was talking to a few people, and, you know, one team I have an offer from, and they were, you know, they kind of just assumed that it was a done deal. Yeah. Um, you know, another manufacturer basically kind of reached out and was like, is this, a, like, a done deal? What's going on? You right, know, like, do right. I need to you're doing what we're doing on this side and I'm like, yeah, you do because this is just a one face, you know, thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, you know, I think that it obviously got a lot of traction. Um, you know, I think that they did a good job on their side using it up as much as they could. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, it's just a positive thing for our sport and for me, you know, and, and I end up wherever I meant to end up, I just, you know, ready to, ready to end yeah. up there and get to work. So let's say you don't race MX and Nations. Who do you got? Hurlings or Tomek? Who's gonna Who's gonna beat the other guy? Hmm. That's a tough one because I think I lean towards Hurlings because I think Hurlings is a better starter, and I think he's every bit as gnarly as Eli. Um, and I, but then when I say that. Eli is pretty, is really, I think is more consistent on the great starts. Um, and donations will be on the greats. Um, yep. you know, like he, he, 
I think he like hole shotted the GP last year in the first moto, and he then did. Yeah. you know wasn't wasn't very good in the second one. So you just never know. Like Eli is really hit and miss on starts. Um, from what I hear, he's going to ride the new bike. So you know, everything I've heard about that new bike, it sounds like it's a lot better. Um, has a hydraulic clutch and all those things. So does that play into his favor, or is it all new to him? Mm-hmm. You don't know. You know, like he still has a month. I doubt that he goes and starts riding today or tomorrow and just starts grinding away. I think he takes a little time off, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I lean towards I lean towards Jeffrey, and not necessarily from a skill level, just because of it starts the fact that Redbud is so dominant to a good starter. You know, it's a really really difficult track to pass on. Um, and I just lean towards Jeffrey being a little bit more solid in that area. Right. I see uh, guys like you that ride at a very, very high level. And when you watch Jeffrey, is there something that blows your mind when you watch him rise? Is there something like, oh, yeah, that that's doable? Is there, some, is there something that stands out? Uh, what I like about Jeffrey is obviously he's grown up a lot in the sand. Um but in some ways, obviously, he's super gnarly in the sand. But in some ways, he impresses me more in the in the hard pack. Mm-hmm. You know, he has really good throttle control. Um, you know, getting in and out of you know deep ruts and things like that. Um, you know, and somebody that grows up in the sand, you know, you, you the bike moves around and it, it gets it's kind of like you're just riding like it's floating, you know. And so somebody that can kind of take that, you know, being used to floating around and then get used to being in a train track where you're just in a rut and and pinning it um it's pretty impressive skills to have so i would just say that the fact that he's so yeah like he's his skill level across across all the different you know levels of track from sand to Mm -hmm. gnarly hard pack he's just really solid you know yeah he's uh he's something else man for sure it's gonna be a good race um thanks for your time appreciate it uh good job this weekend it was nice seeing you back out there and and getting the whole shot and i don't know how they let you get that gate for the second moto Kiefer already mentioned that i talked about it yeah it's just amazing but uh it was cool to see it was you there funny. i heard yeah. that uh i only seen it on my thing but i heard that they talk shit on me in the press conference about my cheating line but i i couldn't believe that they didn't take it like yeah because I, I, all the, like the team was so pumped on my start after the thing and they're like oh you need to take that gate again and i'm like there's no way yeah. this is like no way I get that gate in the next one. And I was actually like, I actually spent like time in my own mind thinking, geez, where am I going to go? You know, like if I can't take that gate, yeah. like where am I going to start? <laughs> and they didn't pick it. And I was oh. blown away. And then, so then I really felt like I was sitting there like super chill and just like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, all right, like well, this whole shot too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Well, Wygant told me, and I don't know if he, if Marv said this in the press conference, cause I didn't see it. Or, or Marv told, but Marv said I didn't want to take that because they would protest me if I. Oh and I'm like, what? Fuck. That's the dumbest reason no, uh, ever, Marv. So Barsha, um, but before Barsha even picked a gate, he asked, he he called out in front of everybody and said Tuli, and he like yelled out and he like asked Tuli, if yeah. I go on the grass, do I get in trouble? And yeah. Tuli's like, no, it's part of the track. Like right. to everybody. Yeah. Everybody like made it very clear to everybody picking gates <laughs> and then he, that it was <laughs> that it wasn't that wasn't out you know wasn't outside the rules it wasn't outside the track it was totally a legit line and a good and a, and a start and not one of them went there and I couldn't believe it yeah wow. I'm with you it's it's uh, it was cool yeah. though um, 
Well, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you. Uh, yes. His nations would be sweet. The straight rhythm, all of that. That'd be awesome. But um, Yeah, well, well, if I race straight, I'm straight rhythm, I'll... Uh, We'll smoke your guy for sure. Paul no, 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 no. Our, my not, guy is in training not, mode. Not gonna be doing. It. He, we'll see. We'll see. He is in training <laughs> mode right now as we speak, sending it. Um, see, that, I kind of, I can't get ready for straight rhythm because I, I don't know what bike I'm. Riding. I know that's I'm what I mean. Sure. We already I got. I've already got the two-stroke from Yamaha. It's done. My guy's riding it like he's. It's, yeah, it's, it's but done. I got options. I got options. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for your time, and we'll talk down the road. Thanks, Chad. See you, Chad. See you guys. Later. All right. Chad Reed, everybody, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, Two- and four-stroke uh, pistons and replica high, compre- high compression or GP style. Use the code PulpMX, PulpMX Show 2018 to save OEM supplier to KTM and Husqvarna. Two-strokes. Uh, thanks to those guys. Thanks to Chad. Always a good interview uh, to talk to Chad. Yeah, and, he, uh, I like because he gives answers, and they're not just short answers. He gives explanations. Yes. You know? Yes, he normally does. Uh, all right, let's get right into our next guest here uh, from FlyRacing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? What's happening? Following chat up? Yep, following chat that. up. That's what we're doing here. Jesus. That's what we're, we're making it happen. Um, hey, listen, he, he rode well, and um, I think he, he surprised me. I know it was muddy. I know all that, but uh, he still surprised me, JT. He was great. I mean, what, what, can, what else can you say? Um, I give him a lot of credit. You know, he, he's a guy that he uses every tool that there is to use, you know, and that comes down to, uh, he got his good lap time in a qualifying that led to him, you know, basically just <laughs> being smarter than everybody else choosing that grass line, both mm-hmm. motos. Yeah. Uh, and he put himself in, in good situations to get good results. And, you know, racing is, is sometimes that way. It's, it's not all about how fast you can go, uh, in one lap or if you have, you know, if you're 22 and fearless, you know, sometimes, being smarter than the other guys pays dividends, and it certainly did on Saturday for Chad. Um, yeah, it uh, it was cool. He said he might try to ride for Guam <laughs> for Dis Nations. <laughs> uh, I did not know that Guam had do? a Go team. Go to fucking Guam? Yeah, man, yeah. we'll do that. <laughs> I mean, he needs two other guys. Who are you going to get? I mean, anybody. I guess you get Americans, you right? get Americans. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, so yeah. you didn't tell me what's the Pastrana thing. I don't know about. Oh, that. Pastrana sent him an Instagram message for public, and okay. Pastrana said if anything happens to me or Kevin, and it's fifty fifty that it does. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> he said, "Well, you're going to be the first guy we call." Oh shit! Yeah, all right. But like, they don't have any intention of making the A main Puerto Rico. They do not want to make the A main. They don't. Which is Chad kind of alluded to. Like, yeah, right. He wants to race. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. What do you think of Guam and Chad Reed, JT? Are you okay with that, or I think uh, having Chad Reed there in any capacity would be a bonus for the event. So yeah, Guam or uh, I don't I don't know what other territories we have to to uh-huh. lean on here. We're we're bottom of the barrel, but I'll take it. I think uh, I think having him there, especially coming off that kind of ride, it just adds to the intrigue and the prestige of the event. So yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. Uh, so so as long as he doesn't have a fake name and crushes beer cans, you're fine. <laughs> well, I think there's a tiny difference between Chad Reed and Ronnie Mack, yes. Yeah, okay. All right, just checking. Um, yeah, it'll be cool. I hope it happens. It'll be good. I, I really, I don't know, maybe it's just, I, I see this thing happening with JGR and him. I told him that on the phone. I, I think they'll find some money. I think Suzuki needs this. 
Suzuki does need it for sure. Suzuki and, and if anybody this. needs Chad, Suzuki needs Chad. So. Suzuki needs a. They lost me. Yes, I am out of the army. They're, they got nothing now. Nothing. <laughs> and uh, this would really help them for reals. Pike and Hill are great riders. They do not. And and what's move good, the needle like Chad Reed. What's good about Chad is he's an advocate for what he rides, but he's no he's no bullshit. So if the bike wasn't good, I feel like he wouldn't be in. Period. So that's yeah. good for Suzuki. Yeah. You know, you have someone yeah. backing your your product. Yeah. Um, if you're the Oz Australian MXDN committee, JT, that picks the guys, uh, are you are you rethinking? You're not rethinking your choice. You can't. Your choice is made. But are you more impressed after this weekend, um, or are you thinking we should have had him, or are you? <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't know how, quite know how yeah, to word this. But. I don't know that there are any of those. I think they're probably – I think going in, if you voted no uh, on that panel, I think you were probably hoping it didn't go very well. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like, I wonder if Australian uh, fans are blowing people up down there. About, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And I, I don't think it's going to amount to anything, but it yeah, certainly yeah. made yeah. Their, their life much more difficult yes, with yes. throwing up a 5-8 on the board. Yes, I agree. So I guess that's what I meant. Did it make their life more difficult? Oh yeah, yeah. It has to. Right. It has to. Anybody that had a reason to complain now has so much more ammunition and so much more fuel for the fire. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not a good place to be, I would imagine. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Eli Tomac clinching this championship. Uh, look, I, nothing against Marv. Marv's cool. Marv was fast. Marv rode really well. But if something happened to Eli and he didn't win this title, Kiefer, I mean, Eli Tomac was. Not this is not last year. Last year was different. Right. Last year Marv matched him a lot, beat him a lot. It was up in the air. Eli went, made some mistakes. In 2018, Eli Tomac was the baddest dude and fully deserved this title. Yeah. There was motos where Marv I think was faster than Tomac, but again, if he doesn't have the mechanical like we've talked about before, he this was a snorefest. It was it was boring. It's a boring series. So, um as much as I feel like Marv stepped it up in 2018, I think Tomac did it twofold. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yep. I don't think it was as good as a series everyone thinks it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, JT, he was just he was on his game. Yeah, he was, and he was on his game a lot of 2017 too. He just didn't have those bad weekends. You know, whether it was uh, you know being more comfortable with the bike, which the Cowie guys had alluded to earlier in the season. Or, you know, mentally he just had it more together. Whatever the case was, the dominant days he was still dominant, but he just didn't have those really bad off days this mm -hmm. year. And, and that was the difference, you know. It, this, this season really should have been a runaway uh, if you take just even the one moto. You know, the second moto is his fault, but if you take the one moto uh, out of the equation, it's, it's really not a close mm -hmm. series. And you, you could even argue that the second moto at Redbud was a casualty of the first moto's gate pick. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, he, he melted down a little bit there, I think, Melt mentally a little bit, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when do we talk about t Tyler Medaglia? Oh, let's do it now. How good was that? I figured that? you already did. No. Yeah, he was good. I, honestly, even though it was muddy, I didn't think he'd be as good as he was. No. He got, he, if it's not muddy, he does not go 7-6. Tyler had a good year up in Canada this year. He did, yep. But previous years, he wasn't, he wasn't as good as he was this year. No, yeah. The Cowie, I guess, maybe really agreed with him. I right. don't know. Um. He rode really well in Indiana. Give up to him. Phil Nicoletti led laps. That bike made him better, dude. Remember we talked shit about Red, Chad's like, hey, I thought this bike would make yeah. him better. Yeah. Well, it did. Later in the series, yeah. I feel like, 
And I listened to the post-race pods. He kind of mentioned as well. He's like, hey, I finally got the feel of the bike. Yeah. I could push a little harder now. Yep. Right so, when it about the season ends. That rock star dish, I feel like made him, made him a better rider. Are you going to get JT for the shootouts? I was just going to ask that. I was add that on my list. He's here. on the line right now. JT, you coming out? I have no idea when or what or Sep- anything you're talking about. So September 18th. probably discuss it. September 18th or 20th, 450 shootouts. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk tomorrow. I, I had no idea what's going on. Then I need to look. What about 250 shootouts? Get them on for 250. Nah, 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 450. Why? What's yeah, the difference? 250. Okay. That's too far. Too far to go on. Okay. It's like November. So. All right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Yeah. Uh, first up is. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul, what's happening? How are you? What's your question uh, for JT? Hey, uh, well, it's kind of a question for everybody because everybody knows uh, Chad and his responses really well, but JT more than most. Uh, I was just listening to the Chad Reed uh, yeah. interview that, that everybody had and or that, that was on the show. Yeah. And like uh, like Kiefer said, Chad Reed is, is, is very honest, and, and he says his opinion, but at the same time, he knows how to play the political game. So all the positives that he said about the bike and the team, is that just because he's trying to put a positive image out there for JGR so that way it, they are more, not more apt to hire him, but, but there's, since he's saying no negative, they, there's, not, there's can, no drawbacks for them. I know, you know, that, there's not, that there may not be a whole lot of people from JGR or Suzuki that, that, that listen to this podcast, but he's doing this media-wide, I'm sure, so... I, I feel I understand what you're saying, and that's kind of why I brought up what I brought up in the interview is, is it going to fuck him over a little bit by, you know, saying, hey, I did like the bike. I was better on the bike. I got 5'8", you know, and automatically, you know, manufacturers are no different than us normal, you know, normal human folk out here listening to this is they would assume, and a lot of people do assume, that Chad is taken care of. Like, Chad probably has this thing on lock. It's already kind of penciled in that he's going to do it. So... That's kind of why I brought that up is like, hey, um, I feel like you talking like this almost could hurt you in the long run if it doesn't work out for Suzuki. So I, I think all he had going on, if I'm honest, I think he had an MCR deal. I think he's talking to Genova a little bit. No, there's more. You think? Yeah, well, I know. Oh, from Honda? Yeah. They're trying to gather up some money, too, on their side. To, to put him with Kenny and Cole? Uh, on the marketing side, I would assume, yeah. Like bringing some of that marketing money over here because that's a separate entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can just put them on a race team. Well, no, I'm saying oh. the race team, but some of that money to help. Yeah, yeah, subside yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Malcolm's going to go to MCR, from what I hear. They're testing this week, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question, um, Paul. You got some good points there. Um, he definitely in sound tonight sounded very stoked with JGR and Suzuki. So. You're absolutely and maybe right. Chad brings his own money. Maybe Chad has booze yeah, and yeah. you know and all those guys that could help. Uh, that. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for the question. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, JT. I just I see the JGR thing working out just because of Suzuki and everything. Like I just like I said, I think I think we can make it work, or that somebody can make it work. Well, I, I mean, it certainly makes the most sense right now. Uh, who yeah. knows, right? I yeah. I don't. If he doesn't do this, I think he's there's going to be a lot of pieces that have to work together to find something else. So uh, I hope it works out because it makes the most sense for everybody. I think it helps JGR. I think it will help them in their pursuit of a title sponsor for 2019. Uh, it will certainly help Chad, you know, find mm-hmm. a home on a bike that he's already found instant success on. Um, it'll help Dan because they use get. So there's a, a lot of things that could work, work together on this deal. Uh, Maybe the riders can just, you know, take some money off of their salaries and help Chad. Bring them in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, getdata.it, by the way. Two and four stroke ECUs available now. Do you have yours done yet or no? You, uh, just What's happening with your get? I just got my Yamaha back, so okay. I'm putting it on. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And uh, so please check them out. Like I said, JGR uses them, and uh, they're good, good sponsors of us. If you want a discount on anything get-related, please uh, email the show. Also to WUSA. Chad Reed's used W wheels forever, and uh, so those guys down there, W kill it. John and everybody, uh, they supply wheels to a bunch of teams in the pits. WUSA.com. Want a bit of a deal from them? Email us, too, and we'll help you out. Wheels for vintage bikes, wheels for new bikes, wheel sets, rims, hubs, whatever it is. Um, FlyRacing.com, by the way, Jason Thomas on the line. So, uh, big news last week, AP is moving to 450s full-time. Yep. Barsha signed the contract. AP thoughts, Kiefer, you first. Daytime program touches on this, too. I think uh, AP is, is a seamless... I would say transition to a 450. He's tall. He uses his legs really good. He's very good in whoops. Um, he's a little bit heavier, so I don't think starts will be an issue on the 450, obviously. And in, in general, when you watch him ride, he's a smoother rider. He doesn't go ape shit. He doesn't rev his bike. So I feel okay, like... Is, listen, is oh. he going Anderson or is he going Webb? What are you talking about? W- oh. where's, where, where's, where's he going? Uh, in between. Because <laughs> there's a middle there, dude. Well, yeah, but uh, you just sound like JT now waffling. Well, no, that's not a waffle. There's a middle between. That's two drastic deals. JT, Anderson or Webb for AP? Uh, I'm I'm with Keeper. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You guys are assholes. And there's a lot of people in between those two. You could have picked someone a little bit more in the middle. So, well, what I think, okay. what I think is going to happen is I think he will be where Jason Anderson is, but let's keep in mind, it took Jason Anderson, what, three years, four years to really figure this thing out? No, it didn't. What are so, you talking about? He won his, he won uh, the no, Anaheim. He to be a title contender. Yes, it did. But you're saying does AP win races? Yes. Or okay. No? I, 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 I meant more like a race winner guy. <sighs> uh, I think he'll be good, but I think he'll have weekends where he, he shows, you know, his, his yeah. lack of experience on a 450 also. Yeah. I will say AP podiums, no wins next year. I can see that. I would totally agree. You know, JT? JT? Yeah, I mean, yep. it's it's going to be a, the deep end of the pool come Anaheim, and, you know, for him to be top five, I think, would be a very good start to a 450 career, which he really has no pressure in because he's got a long-term deal. Uh, you know, I think that the pace of where Anderson's going to be back to, I think Kenny will take another step forward. We know where Tomac's going to be. Marvin is damn good. So, the top is pretty flush right now. It gets tough to be in there. So I don't, I don't think I re- even Barsha, his own teammate, you got, we got to remember him too. Yep. I don't think it's going to be easy for him to just jump in and, and have instant success like that. So he's capable of it, but I think to expect it would be a little bit, uh, just premature. Just, um, yeah, premature. And, and I think expecting too much, like that's too much pressure on him. Did you hear Kiefer's last question to Chad? Were you on the line then? I was, yeah. I don't remember the what hur- it was. Hurlings versus Tomac. I heard. Well, I heard him talking oh. about Hurlings well, and yeah, his Kiefer, band and, yeah, well, and Kiefer, getting better at hard pack and all that. But yeah, Kiefer. Uh, oh wait, we got a we got a question for you, JT. Does JT uh, know that question? Kenny Watson, you would like to speak to Jason Thomas? Yeah, forty uh, percent that Team Puerto Rico will not race. Ninety-five percent. Kenny Watson said Puerto Rico would. Well, that's not necessarily true. My mine was that team, that team he, that they had he, he lined did. up. Yes, that was that was 
the, the team I was saying I didn't think they were going to race, and that proved out. Yeah, well, okay, can we can we say fifty fifty? We were both right. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be right. I'm just saying I'm not wrong. <laughs> All right, that's JT for you, man. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you. That was awesome. Well, you Thanks, Watson. Thanks, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I know this isn't a message service, but Kiefer, call me at the break. <laughs> call, <Okay>. call you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left you. A t- I already shot you a text. You didn't reply. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm on the show, buddy. Radio, bros. Okay, he'll call you. <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Nothing. We gotta go, Watson. We're in the middle of the show. Well, he'll call you oh, on you the break. Doing the show? Yeah, yeah. We're oh, doing the- hey. Yeah. Hey, Chad Reed race this weekend. Yeah, okay, got to go. See you, see you, Kenny. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Watson. All right, okay, let's get some more phone calls here. Um, Call me on the break. Uh, Walker, Walker, what's up, man? What's up? How you guys doing? We're good. How are you? Good. Hey, a couple questions here for for you, Steve. Okay, first off, so we know Alex Ray is going to come in and dominate the straight rhythm, right? You're goddamn right, yep. So... Are we still keeping the Ass Rammers name, or what's the deal there? The who? What? Ass Rammers. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're, our results. We're gonna ram it up the factory asses. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. I I love it. I love it, man. And uh, hey, a uh, quick other question here. So Vital is all pissed off because apparently uh, Filthy Phil is going to Canada next year. Why is Vital? Uh, yes. Why is Vital pissed off about that? <laughs> because the, they're a bunch of freaking. I, I don't even know. They're worse than Kenny Watson about calling him on the break. But I mean, I, I don't know what the deal is there. Is that like a new thing? Or uh, I, th- I don't think it's for? I don't think it's signed yet, um, uh, Walker. But I think it's going to happen. Yeah, he'll be the Rockstar Yamaha. Oh. Uh, full uh-huh. and in Canada has full seasons now. They have Arena Cross in the spring and a Summer Nationals and then the Fall Supercrosses. So uh-huh. um, he, he can't really race in the U.S. Okay. So I got you. But yeah, I think that'll happen. Hey. So all right, man. You and, good? Hey, yep. Hey, hey, JT, how pissed are you going to be yeah. if uh, Ronnie Mack gets picked for King Guam over Chad Reed? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think any chances of Ronnie Mack making an appearance in that actual race have been shot down at this point. Uh, I think we can put that to bed. You know what, Walker? That was an awesome question. Do you want a fly racing OGO gear, flyover gear bag? Yeah, I'm up for it, dude. I gotta gotta go ahead and haul my wife's gear around. She's always bitching at me. Where's my gear at? Yeah, so you ever, hey, there you go. Yeah. Do you ever tell her to stay in her lane? Oh boy. You know what? I just tell her to shut up and make me a sandwich. There you go. Uh, all right, stay on the line, Walker. I love that question, and we're gonna give you a fly racing OGO flyover gear bag. Thank you for that, uh, JT. Ronnie Max not dead. He's just racing for Guam now. And then and then you and Watson <laughs> got to argue about it I again. I think it's it's. I, I've taken a beating on people saying I don't like Ronnie Mack. Oh, yeah. No, you, we have some voicemails to play later. Yes. And that, that's fine. I, I think that's being misrepresented mostly by you. Uh, but I just think it's the wrong place for it. I think Ronnie Mack's hilarious. I think in the right setting, and, and mm-hmm. I'm very good friends with the real Ronnie Mack. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. I just don't think it was the appropriate setting for it. That's all. Right. I just I just pictured the Supercross announcer's voice calling, like, Riding, you know, listen, riding he, for Guam. Listen, listen. <laughs> he, listen, Jimmy was changing legally changing his name to Ronnie Mac. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Is he yes, going off the fucking reservation? He was legally going to change his name to Ronnie Mac. That's how far he was going to go? Yes, to, to race under the name of Ronnie Mac. I got to get some respect for that. Then. <laughs> so that's what he was going to do. Um, he might want to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> 
Um, all right, let's get to some more questions. We've got the ex-Brown Goggle tariffs coming up with uh, Jason Thomas here. We uh, Let's go to Thomas. He's been on hold for a while. Thomas, what's up, man? You want to talk about MXDN track? Yeah, did you guys see the new track changes? I didn't see anything. No, where was it? Um, so off the start, they moved it. Yeah, I so knew that. that. They can make yep. space for the uh, the, the pits. Ro- the Rocco's leaps. And then after now. the after the fly racing triple, they uh, they don't do the off camber. They go straight to the Redbud tabletop where Marvin's bike cross jumped Kenny. Yeah, I knew that too. Tim Ritchie told me that also. Yeah, they were just gonna make it go straight across. Um, mm-hmm. And the start, they they love the one eighty hairpin starts they love those they're, they're the stupidest things ever and those dudes love it so you knew that the current start wasn't going to work but jt to be a little fair the red by starts kind of gnarly like it's scary right it's full-on scary yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't one that i ever enjoyed uh as much as i love the red butt facility and track and national and all that it was just not a start i ever looked forward to so so yeah uh i have no problem with this change whatsoever i hope they keep it actually all right, anything else? Uh, don't be mad, but they took out the hockey stick. They did? Yeah, they changed it back to the uh, the 2016, where it's just a, the U-shape. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. LaRocco's Leap. Yep, yep. Okay. Is LaRocco's Leap cut down, though? It's supposed to no. be there. Oh, okay. Honestly, though, it's how, be there. how yeah, can they... There. Okay, they can't leave it the same as it was for the National. Oh, there's no way. Be with two fifty. There's only three or four or five 250s that jumped that thing all day. Right. And you're going to have those on the track with 450s? You have Team Guam hitting it. You got Team Guam hitting it. So it's going to have to be really easy. Right, JT? They'll have to make it easy. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think they have to. I don't know. It's it's, it's motocross. It's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to land on dudes? I don't don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I I don't know that that's a given. Like you're saying it is. I think that they could leave it the same. And, I mean, we'll see, I guess. I, I know exactly what you're saying that, that would make sense that they would do that, but I don't think that that's a necessity. No, you're wrong. Yeah, I was I was okay. at Red Bud I, and uh, I just don't only guys making it were. Uh, um, all right, only thanks. guys making Loracos was uh, the Blue Crew and Forkner. Yeah, but Forkner kept casing it. Shit, Moskan cased it too. Um, Scott. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, see ya. Um, a few more here, Tim. Tim, what's up? You want to talk about? R.J. Hampshire and uh, Mitchell Harrison? Yeah. What's what, up, guys? What up? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, first time calling in. No, thank um, you. So, yeah, we took a little hiatus off of going to Nationals for about 10 years, had a couple kids. Uh-huh. We go to uh, High Point. We took our five- and six-year-old for the first time. Okay. We go in the pits. We met uh, R.J. and uh, Hampshire, met all their family. They got jerseys, fenders, the whole nine yards. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally awesome. And you guys talk about Plessinger, uh, you know, moving on to 450s. Mm-hmm. And then we move on two races later. They each get their wins. Right? Uh, RJ got his win the next weekend after, correct? Yeah. And then Hampshire, he won a moto, right? Hampshire won the overall at uh, at Bud's, winning a moto. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, are you are you trying to take credit, Tim? For, no, no, okay, no, no, right. no, 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 no credit. Okay, because I would. Uh, just just crazy awesome how it happened, and obviously yeah. we became huge fans of these guys. So, Plessinger moving on, what do you guys think? You think um, these guys can pull it off next year? Yeah, we just covered that. Uh, some a, a podium or two, and, uh, you know, top tens all the time with a couple of podiums. And massive whoop speed. And massive whoop speed. 
So yeah. there we go. Um, and I think he's taking number seven next year, Tim. Oh boy. So oh, that's get that's, out of here. That's ball. Yeah, he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, no, no, sorry. So, so you're talking about Plessinger. Yeah, yeah. he's taking number yeah, seven. Okay. okay, no, okay. So Plessinger moves up to four fifties, but what about what about Hampshire um, moving up to uh, or in the fifty? He's going to stay in two fifties, right? Yeah, he's staying in two fifties. You're talking about okay. him moving up to being like a contender. Yeah, in the two fifties, is he going to win a title? Ah, JT, what do you think? It's it's we've been waiting for RJ. What what do we think? Is this is the two podiums in a row get him closer? I don't know. He kind of did the same thing last year. You know, he was so good at the end of the year, and then he goes to, to Jacksonville USGP and wins that. So I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's uh need to stay healthy or if it's he's just, you know, fine speed as the season goes on or what. But, yeah, if he if he could start a season and hold that pace throughout the whole year, he'd be a title contender. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have a good answer, you know, for you other than he's obviously capable of it and just needs to, to find a way to harness that, you know, early in the season. Sure. There you go. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's go to – where do we want to go next? Three. No, two. Skippy. What's up, guys? What up? Oh, not much, man. I had a, uh awesome uh, feel-good story from the uh, dealership side of things uh, happened the other day with a little fly racing. First off, JT, you guys killed it on the 2019 lineup, man. It's uh, It's rocking for us so far. Thanks, man. I uh, wish but, uh, I wish I could take credit for it, but there's a lot of people, a lot of people involved with it. But we're we're definitely doing everything we can. Skippy, sure. did you watch the vlog Finding Stew Part One? No, I've been listening to this the whole time. I've been you know tuning in to Pulp MX first, well, and I'll go watch it after. Okay, call in. Tell us what you think after. All right, all right, all right, all right. The uh, so it was pretty cool. This uh, this family came into the shop, and we got a whole wall full of Western Power Sports stuff. Uh, the new A Star helmets. Uh, the whole shebang. I mean, we might try to make it look pretty good, but uh, the family came in, these uh, three kids, you know, I think they've been sticking to the video games a little bit too much or something like that. So uh, grandpa came in from Vegas, actually high roller from Vegas, whipped out the black American express and uh, bought three new CRF one twenty fives for the kiddos. Wow. Nice. So they can get out and, you know, have some fun. And uh, man, I dressed them up head to toe. Uh, Let's see. One of them had a uh, the new A Star helmet. Another had a Showy. The other guy had a uh, Moto Nine Flex. But fly, they all fly, had fly, fly racing. Fly sells a lot of helmets, Skippy. So I'm not really sure why I'm you waiting, wouldn't put I'm them. Wait, in. I'm waiting on the fresh high end stuff, though. I'm okay. waiting on. Uh, How, let's let's just let's can, just say can, I was waiting for the right. Can we just the right, uh, Can we just move this along and say you dressed them head to toe and fly, and they brought three new bikes, and that's awesome, and, and everything's cool. A- absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It, it was cool though, because uh, you know. Everybody who works in the industry can get kind of frustrating at times, but uh, moments like those make you kind of appreciate. You know, we get to do what we love and stuff like that. But, yeah, Fly's been killing it for us. And All right, I was also laughing. Right. I thought y'all would get a, get a good laugh out of this, though. We uh, we got a closeout section of all of our leftover 2018 stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And all that all that stuff that's over there on closeout is all Fox Racing. And we ain't got anything left over from Fly, <laughs> so I figured you guys would like that. Great stuff, Skippy. <laughs> So. Great stuff. Right. I'm on the edge of my seat here, Skippy. Uh, I do have a good black card story. Okay. Uh, Jay, what's up, Jay? Yeah, hey. Um, you guys were talking before we were talking with Chad wow. about being a JGR and maybe another title sponsor coming. And I got to, to thinking that American Tire was with Chad for a really long time. And when Chad ended 2-2, 
American Tire just became a sponsor of Supercross and not Chad. So I got to take in JGR American Tire Suzuki. Possibility? Sure, why not? Yeah, a lot of these things depend on who's running the marketing dollars and how long the contracts are and everything else, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows, though? But, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm, J-Bone and Chad will unearth every rock to try to find some money. Yeah. So. I know, and just one more little quick thing. You talked about Bones retiring. I used to race. I lived in Southern California. I'm in Germany now. But um, I would go practice Wednesday at Glen Helen, and I was riding a Suzuki. And a friend of mine was a friend of Bones, and I was having a problem in Bones. From that moment on, we talked a little bit, and he helped me out, sorted my suspension. It was never better after he did some tweaks to it. And that's just the kind of guy he was. He was hanging out at the track. Oh, you're having a problem here? Let me look at it. Wasn't a Cowie rider. Wasn't a Team Green rider. Yeah. Oh, but that's I cool. was a friend of a friend. And Bones is aces. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's even. Yeah, he's happy. He's going fishing. He's stoked. But cool story, man. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man, thanks a lot. Thank you. You got a bone story, JT? You ever worked with him? Yeah, I never really had a, a bunch of stories. I did work with him here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never I never got a lot of one-on-one testing with him. It was always just, yeah, we're, hey, we're going to run PC stuff. Okay. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of run our setup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the the one thing I would say about bones is, you know, find somebody to say something bad about him. You, you can't. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a pretty big judge of somebody's character and and just as a person uh if you really can't find anybody that even has a negative thing to say yeah that's a pretty cool thing to have in your back pocket yeah okay um cool let's take some more phone calls uh dane you want to talk about the 2019 supercross schedule i don't know where it is bro i don't know what's going on man what's going on they moved they've moved the date like three times uh and then they finally just stopped updating everybody so yeah, I was I was at Ironman this weekend, and I thought maybe we'd dude, uh, national schedule, you know, and nothing about that. Still I, can't find Supercross schedule, I, dude. I, I this is weird for sure, but it's still early. I mean, it's August, but no Supercross next year, bros. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I live by Detroit. This is man. either it, to see it come back on the schedule. The TV package is up for Supercross, and they also add our amateur days. This holdup is, in my opinion, and I do not know for sure, no one has told me, it is either TV schedule related or amateur day building rental related. One, yeah, yeah. What's that, JT? Yeah, I think it's the latter. The amateur day. Amateur days and contracts and, yeah, just okay. having the stadium for that many days and parking, and there's a lot of moving parts from right. what I know. Okay. So maybe uh, the he, amateur day. Well, would know of anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- well, I was thinking, too, about the whole new thing because they got rid of Arena Cross, you know, they yeah. got to schedule that stuff now. It's just, you know. I think uh, I said this a few times. Denver, Denver, Nashville, New York is are in. St. Louis, Tampa, Salt Lake City. Am I missing? Or Detroit. Detroit's back. St. Louis out. That's what I'm hoping for, man. I, I live yeah. right by like ten, like fifteen minutes from Fort. Yeah, I think I think like, Detroit's to bring it back, man. I think, I think it's back. So, oh, well, right. that'd make me happy as a clam. Oh, good to hear, Dane. As long as you're happy as a clam, that's all I care about, man. Thank you. Well, hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Long no time listener, first time caller. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's get some more calls here. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, I just thought I'd, I'd uh, share that I missed a listener. 
versus listener trivia questions you guys used to do. Oh, like for, yeah, we did that for prizes, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've only been listening for like three years, but over the three years, you guys would do it a couple times a year, and I, it's always really entertaining. I always felt, you, you always, I always felt yeah. like it went off the rails, though, you know? Uh, okay. So, I, part, I don't know. Part two question is, who gets to, who gets to keep the Chamberlain Trophy? If, uh, you know, if a country wins, who gets to store it and Dude, it, I, everything? That's a good question. I don't know. I've never seen it in America, so I don't know how where it goes or what happens or or anything. JT, I think Roger keeps it in his bedroom when we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's in Roger's bedroom. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, it's a good question, man. Maybe I'll, I'll ask around. I would I would bet. I would bet that it's at uh, you know AMA headquarters or something yeah. like that. I have no idea, right. no clue at all. But I would I would venture the, a guess. The damn like the, the French guys have just locked it to a cabinet, like just drilled a bolt through it and locked it. That's right. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, AJ, what's happening? Who? AJ. Oh yeah. What up, boys? You've been on hold a long time, man. I know, dude. Uh, I know. I did on. some dishes though. The wife stoked about. It. I did one dishes. one hour and twelve minutes. So Dang. you're gonna wow. get you're gonna get to pick a pro filter uh, kit or a Vertex top end kit for a bike. You pick. All right. Ooh, I'm gonna need a top end here soon. All right. You win a Vertex Pistons top end kit. Pulpamex eighteen is the code to say vertexpistons.com. What's your question, man? Hell yeah! Thanks, boys. Um, so what, I, it's about salaries, I guess, and and payouts and everything. One, why is there so much secrecy? It seems like there's a lot of you know, nobody wants to say, like, where did that come from? How did that get started in the sport? And then, two, I know it's probably different, and this is probably a good question for JT, is how much of their winnings, payouts, sponsor money, whatever, goes back into the effort, the team, the race, and whatever, and how much goes into these guys' pockets? It's probably different. No. Quite a bit different from privateer to... 100% goes into their pockets. We, I mean, even the privateer guys, obviously, or they're, they're reinvesting this to get. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're spending their expenses, but the private, the factory guys, and all the guys on rides show up with all expenses paid, and everything's paid for, and then they show up and they pocket everything. Well, they just yeah, everything just goes to the bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that makes it even more impressive for uh, these to to travel cross country and you know live out of a van. Like the number of your privateer profile with Nagy, I was like, holy crap, this dude's living in a van with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and as far <laughs> as the salaries, well. There's no union to put them out. Um, think about NASCAR. Nobody knows what the NASCAR guys make either. It's all just rumors and you know people uh, columns and stuff like that. And and our sports mm-hmm. the same way. IndyCar guys are the same way. The the big four guys have unions and they want those salaries out in public so that they can you can get comps to each other. You can say, hey, look, this guy scored as many points as I did. Uh, I deserve his kind of money. And so public salary disclosure is a good thing to help the athletes out. Mm-hmm. But there's no union to help them out here. So, so why why is it that our like or why don't riders do they want to unionize? Has it been talked about? Because I feel mm. like there's a lot of even stuff with uh, like track safety things like that yeah. where I feel like a union you know could benefit them and say hey no as as a whole as a union we're not gonna yeah um, um, ride this or race this and it could be better for rider safety for salaries etc like you said. Yeah, um, they'd like to. It's a long story. It's been tried. It's probably never going to happen. They're all independent contractors. They'll never get together and figure it out. And you know, I mean, I think they should. I don't know if you want to call it a union, call it an association, do something. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it's been long thought of and tried for sure. Gotcha. So thanks, man. I, don't th- I just don't think there's enough money. Yeah. Involved for for anybody to the right people if they ever wanted to do it. There's just not enough money there to, to even matter. Uh, I just, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that holds it back. Is oh, as a as a whole, 
the money on the line for purse or whatever. It just, you know, the the powers that be, there's just not enough out there to, to make it worth their time, I don't think. Do you think it would help grow the sport at all? Because now you get privateers who are making more money or, um, you know, getting whatever. I don't, I think growing the sad on... thing is I don't think that privateers are going to grow the sport either way. Right. Um, I, I Trust me, I was in that life for a long time, and the show would go on, you know, whether privateers are making any money or not which is a sad truth. Um, but, you know, the funny thing about the purse, what you were saying, is that the factory guys could care less about the purse, you know, the top, top guys. Mm-hmm. And they half the time probably don't even know what the purse is. And then the privateers who aren't really making much, that's all they care about. Like, they are living and dying by every dollar of the purse. So it's just such a yeah, have, like, and have not, you know. That's, I think that's part of the reason that nothing can get off the ground is, you know, the purse isn't a big factor for the factory guys and those are the guys with all the power like those are the guys that actually could make change and right. they're they don't doing care about really it. well so why yeah, would they rock we, the boat what if we just made the purse the same for everybody 22 man get the same amount of money how's that incentive then? that would be like canada <laughs> socialist purse uh yeah i don't know i'm just trying to help the privateers what, out because because jt's right ken rocks and eli tomac do not give a shit about that 12 grand but they just won. I, I remember Chad used to give the, his outdoor purse to, uh, to his mechanic. Like That was the mechanic bonus here. Take yeah. the, the outdoor purse. Yeah. In order to grow our sport, we need to start with our kids getting off fucking Fortnite and fucking riding dirt bikes. So. Well, Skippy had a great story there. So. so. Um, hey, stay on hold there, man. Thanks, AJ, for holding okay. so long. We got your Vertex Piston kit, all right? Yeah, thanks, boys. No problem. Uh, we don't have time to do the X-Brand tear-offs with JT. We got to go because Dan Bentley's coming up. We got to take commercial. Maybe we can – what's JT's questions? Let's do it real quick. Let's do this. Ready, JT? Here's your questions. Go for it. All Rapid right. fire. Rapid J- fire. JT. Moser. Moser's never heard of him. We never heard of him. All right, go. Who is the weak link on Team USA and why? For once – well, I'm not going to say for once. I don't think we have one. I think we have a very well-rounded team. I think it's the best team we've taken to this race in a very long time. Ten seconds. Good job. Waffle, waffle. Yes, waffle, full waffle. JT. Tomac or Hurlings, who wins the overall at Redbud? Oh, Bud? boy, here we go. Uh, I will go with Hurlings. I just think he's he's going to get a better start, and that's going to make the difference. Seven seconds. What's happened to Pro Circuit, and how do they turn it around? Uh, I don't know what's happened. They have all the talent. They have good bikes, so I think it's just a matter of time. I just think it's it's a bad run of luck. There's There's nothing else to it, in my opinion. 12 seconds. And Adam Cicerillo stays healthy? How's that? That's that's a big part, too, yeah. Having yeah. one of your best guys not riding definitely yeah. hurts. Um, cool, man. Thanks, buddy. Flyracing.com. Please check out the 2019 stuff now. Go pound on your dealer's counter. Demand to see the catalog. Uh, I wore the new F2. Kiefer, you saw my new F2 when yeah. I was Blue Crew? Not up your nose anymore? It's fantastic. Right. Looks good, though. Yeah, looks good, too. Yep. Uh, thanks, JT. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Thank uh, you. Guys. See you. Have a good night. All right, everybody, going to commercial break. Come back with Dad Bentley, Colt Nichols, and much more. Thanks for listening. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV, 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. 
GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. 
With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. I 
WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, GasGas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
everybody. Pop Met Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. That is Chris Kiefer and I next Sunday night. Uh, God, it's going to be rough if this song comes on. I love the fact that the, ch- chicks, the chicks are not going. Right. They are out. That's bullshit. But your loss. It is just you and I and the pumpkins. It's going to be so rad. Absolutely. Dan Bentley coming right up here. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF. Thank you, FMF, for the pipe and silencer for the YZ250. Alex Ray, Straight Rhythm. Yeah. Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us. Chris Kiefer is here. Finding Stu Part 1 has dropped. Go to YouTube, Adam Cien Cirillo's YouTube channel, Finding Stu Part 1 has dropped. And uh, let us know what you think about it, everybody. We really appreciate you listening to it. Uh, also, to Vortex Racing, the official uh, sprockets of Monster Energy Yamaha as well as a lot of our listeners. V3 Handlebar, they have EK chains, they got great great chains, great deals on bars and everything else. All you have to do is email Jake at Vortex Racing uh, to get a hell of a deal. Mention Pulp MX when you're there and uh, or when you're on the phone with them or email, and uh, they will hook you up with a great deal. And thanks to the folks at Vortex Racing, bars, sprockets, chains, same stuff that Barsha and uh, and web use and next year Aaron Plessinger and Barsha will use Vortex as well. So thanks to those guys. Uh, next up on our show, uh, this guy has been in the pits for a long, long time. I really have a lot of time for him. Uh, great guy, and uh, he's the team manager at Geico Honda, who is absolutely on a roll to end this season. And plus, he worked for six time for a number of years and has so many championships and wins. Dan Bentley, what's up, Dan? How are you? Nada. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thank you, man. Hey, listen, I've got this stupid radio show that you know about, and all I do, Dan, is almost every episode I talk about winning High Point 2000, and I talk about winning Summer Cross as a mechanic. But you have won so many races. I mean, do you even... You should talk about them more, Dan, because I would. Dude, I'm way too old. I can't even remember my past successes. (laughs) I mean, you won six championships. Yeah. Well, actually, my rider, rider won six championships. Wow. I was just along, I was along for the ride. Oh, it's fantastic. I just, I just, I love that stuff. And I, that's all I ever do is talk about my one or two successes as a mechanic, Dan. It, um, yeah, I was really fortunate to get paired up with Jeff. And, um, I mean, he was a great rider. So I was, I was really lucky. And uh, luckily, Dave Arnold put us together. Yeah, really, right? Um, perfect. Yeah. And uh, it worked out well. Are you going to Motocross the Nations? Yep, we're yep. going there to support uh, Hunter Lawrence. Yep. And um, also Team Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. K Dub. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is going to be cool. Under the truck. That is going to be cool, man. Um, not a full factory bike, from what I understand, but pretty good. You'll, you'll put some parts on for him? Um, we're going to help Kevin as much as we can. We're just yep. going to start with, you know, he's always requesting is really a production based bike. And uh, so he bought a 19. Yeah, and he's been riding that at the house, from what I'm told. And um, we're trying to acquire another 19 and get it in the shop so we can start getting it prepped for him. Oh, cool! Yeah, that that's really cool. People, I don't know how he's going to do, and honestly, nobody even cares. It's going to be awesome to see Kato back out there. People are going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly, it's for a good cause, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So, uh, congratulations on RJ's win, uh, two podiums in a row. Sexton, two podiums in a row. Uh, you, do you wish there was a round 13, Dan? 
<laughs> I I do, but you know, it's like at this time of the season, I'm just like, oh my god, another race, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then four weeks into the off season, and I'm like, man, when's the next race? I'm ready to go again. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, we got a lot on the on our plate right now, still with trying to prepare for donations um, and um, just trying to get ready for Supercross testing. You know, I'm kind of down. My riders are down, obviously, with Jeremy mm-hmm. still being injured. Uh, Christian's getting his ACL. Uh, uh, Chase is getting the rod taken out of his femur. Wow. So, um, yeah. you know, Hunter's going to be showing up probably mid-October, and uh, RJ's getting married. So, I mean, I'm kind of down, but it's going to give us some time to regroup internally within the mm-hmm. shop and uh, get some test plans together and get ready to start testing again. Well, uh, if you need a test guy, just let me know. Yeah, Kiefer, yeah. Kiefer's okay. ready. Kiefer's ready. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, I talked to you all season long a lot of times on and off the record and stuff, and I think I would be correct in saying at times, Dan, it's been a frustrating outdoor season for you. Um, but, oh, yeah. But uh, you, you're a guy that you're really competitive. I put you up with uh, Mitch Payton and those type of guys that, you know, you want to win a lot and, and you want to win, you know, or at least put in a, a good showing. And it hasn't been easy, but the last half of the season – Things have turned around. The riders have credited the motor work. They have credited the bike development. And I'm wondering, obviously, you with a mechanical background, you know, you've told me the bikes are better and all that. But did the riders get better? Did did they change things up? Did you yell at them enough to for them to change things? Like, what was sort of the 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 main reason for this turnaround? Was it motorcycle? I believe it is. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the riders, uh-huh. um, but honestly, one of my riders screamed and yelled at me at Millville on, you know, the frustration was coming out. And, you know, I, I, I basically feel that, right? Okay. I mean, everybody yep. takes it seriously. And, and, you know, I basically said, hey, you know, taking out your frustrations, I get it. I feel your pain, but yelling at me isn't going to fix this problem. We're trying to work on it as, as much as we can internally as a mm-hmm. team. And I think we started to find some stuff and turn stuff around. And um, I think we're moving in the right direction now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have made some improvements um, on the engine side, and I think that's starting to show. I always felt strong that our chassis was solid, and I'm really happy the way our bikes look on track. Um, Jeremy struggled, I think, initially the first couple rounds a little bit, but mm-hmm. we actually got him some new settings, and that's when he started turning it around. Um it gutted the team when he got injured, you know, because yeah. I really felt, you know, we all believed that he was going to be a contender for this championship. And um, so uh, we just kind of regrouped as a team. And um, But, you know, Jeremy's requirements for what he needs to go at the level he, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that level is different than, say, what a Chase Sexton or an RJ needs. So um, that's what we were just trying to develop, what they wanted and what they needed. And I think we started to find it at the end. Is it without telling us too much? Because I know you won't, anyways. But is it, a, it is, is it a sense of you and Kib, like you guys, you and Kibby, you guys know these motors inside and out. You've got decades of experience building motors, so it's not like you all of a sudden decided to try a high compression piston or something dumb like that. But what was it that you discovered, or did you have to wait for parts to be made, or did you did you have a sort of eureka moment at some point where you're like, what if we did this, or is it ignition side or Sort of maybe as much as you can give us an idea of how this improvement was was gained. Well, you know, Kibby does a great job on the motor side, mm-hmm. and um, when, anytime you start with a new engine or a new chassis, um, it's 
trying to figure out what it likes, right? And so things that you maybe initially tried at the beginning of the process that you discounted as, ah, I didn't really see anything there and throw it on the side. Mm -hmm. After you run through some other parts, you most of the time, or, or I think it's smart to circle back and retry some of these things again, um, just because it didn't work at first doesn't mean it's going to work, uh, not going to work um, later when you throw some different parts or internals at it. So um, I think that was part of it. Um, you know, we're in, we're in communication with Japan, telling them, you know, what are you guys doing? I know what they're using on the GP side of things and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh they were starting to have some success in Europe. Yeah. And so I started looking to what we, they were doing. I know what we were doing and trying to put it all the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and then when we started going back, you know, we had some, uh, some engine failures uh, mid-season, yep. which really had nothing to do with an increase in performance. It was just, you know, just had some bad luck, really. Um, some parts that we had made didn't, didn't, mm -hmm. uh, didn't live up to what they were supposed to. But all in all, you know, I think um, it's working with Kibby and working with the engine room and trying to work through these, um, you know, sh our shortcomings yep. and trying to use the data and seeing what we're seeing on the en in the engine room, or the dyno room, I mean, and looking at that data and trying to put it all together and trying to adjust some cam timing or various things to mm -hmm. make the riders happier. And it's all started to come around, so... Um, Kiefer, you've ridden a stock 2018 Honda 250D a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you think it needs, or where do you think these guys did things, or whatever, in your eyes, in your estimation? Well, I was thinking about that when Dan was talking, which is for me is this is kind of these are the kind of calls that I really like because he's testing background, he knows the product, yeah, he uh, he really understands the mechanics of a bike. So I may or may not know a lot about a 250 Honda. Right. I've been around it a few times. I've I've Shit, I've been riding it for quite a quite a long time. So the challenges with that bike in just the production form is just there's not a lot of torque. That bike likes to be yeah. be ridden up in the upper RPMs, and that's how it how it likes to be ridden. Um, the transmission for me was a little bit weird. Like going from second, third was almost non-existent. Like I had to go second to fourth sometimes in the air, which mm -hmm. was just kind of weird for me. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I guess for me, as as if I was the level that Jeremy would want to be, you know, Jeremy's yeah. at or RJ, I need more meat. And what I mean by meat, I need pulling power. I need bottom end. I need some torque to go along with this high RPM power, right? Yep. It's yep. funny because I look back about, I don't know, maybe October, November of last year, and I was watching the Geico guys test at Glen Helen, and I'm watching the bike, and I'm going, holy shit, this is going to be a bad year. <laughs> because it looks uh -huh. like they're screaming their balls off, yeah. and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not going. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. So now, fast forward, I'm watching before J-Mart got hurt, and I'm thinking, holy shit, man. This, you can see how good this bike has become. Yeah. So behind the scenes, what people don't see is what Dan was talking about is all this work that him, the guys, Kibby, the riders been putting in to make it a better bike. And there has to be kudos to those kind of people because the riders suffer. At the, at the end of the day, if something is not good, the riders and the team suffer. And then that's what comes yeah. out, like Dan said, the frustrations. And it's not Dan's fault. They're all trying to work together, but sometimes it's just not fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. You know, and, the yeah. Press, and, and when you have riders that think they can compete, you know, and be competitive and be on that box and we're not – giving them what they need to do that, it, 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 to me, it just guts me. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so frustrating for me 
And so, I mean, it just makes me and the rest of the team want to work that much harder. Um, you know, at Glen Hetland, I mean, it was apparent we were we were kind of behind it. Now, Jeremy's kind of a different animal. Jeremy, when the minute he got on the new bike, he preferred the new motor. And I think partly because they had so much development time in the old motor and that thing had so much grunt and torque off the bottom, it was actually hard for him to ride and control that. And um, I think because of the the bottom or the lack of, I shouldn't say the lack of, but less torque of the old motor or the old race motor, um, that's where he kind of shined because he carries so much corner speed that he was able to utilize that and make it, that was an advantage for him. So um, we're, you know, and also he's 20, 30 pounds lighter than yeah. RJ and Chase, too. Yeah. So that didn't hurt him either. Um, but, you know, it was going into Supercross. It was it was pretty stressful. And uh, Kimmy, Kibby came up with a camshaft that um, if it wasn't for that in the 11th hour, I mean, we would have been hateful life, I think. So it made a big difference. Interesting. 702-586-757. You have a question for Geico manager Dan Bentley. Uh, give us a call. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for, for a deal. Mention Pulp Mech Show. Chains, sprockets, bars, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you guys have the new bike? Do you have the 19 available to do some testing yet? Uh, no, actually, we haven't. We're kind of waiting for some parts. I mean, the bike isn't that different. Right. Um, you know, we're waiting to see cylinder head and... Um, some other components, but we kind of have an idea what's different about the bike. Um, we actually today all sat down and, um, and made up our parts order, um, mostly special parts. So, you know, um, as far as transmission gears and other special parts that we need. So um, nothing's really too much different than what we used last year. Um, obviously, we're still working on special stuff internally or mm-hmm. fine-tuning special stuff that we uh that we use like pistons, you know, you're always trying to work on the design of the piston and improve that, or, you know, you're always looking for more power. So. Right. Um, uh, Hunter Lawrence, you spoke about him helping him. He's obviously on a, on a multi-year deal that'll start next year. Um, yep. It didn't go well for him in GPs this year. He was a really big surprise on the Suzuki team this year. Now he didn't mm-hmm. have factory parts. You, he came to us, you guys gave him some, uh, some parts. He went back. I gotta be honest. I was looking for more improvement from him right away it didn't happen but the last two mxgp races have gone well for hunter and that's got to be a relief for you and all the geico honda guys huh dan yeah and to be honest you know like the component like these suspension components um he's using over there is not the same components that we're using here other than you know they're still kaaba but they're not the same so what we wanted to do was he one he was fighting some physical problems to come over here, just kind of chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we let him ride our bike. We let him ride um, with show and Kaaba suspension both, get a feeling for what RJ's riding, say, and what Chase is riding, try to dial it in a little bit because when he comes over here for donations, we're not going to have a lot of time to spend with him. Yeah. And then um, after a couple of days of that, we pulled that off and we put his suspension on and then started to fine-tune that for him. And then he took that back to Europe with him. Um, but that's really, we haven't given him other than any that. Initially, we gave them some uh, engine parts, mm-hmm. maybe some cylinder heads, stuff like that. But they're basically running their own program over there. And we yeah. try to help them as much as we can um, with technical assistance. But as far as parts-wise, it's not a whole lot. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a little more, to be honest, than what you said. Yeah, okay. No, All right. No, so. no. 
they're on their own program, yep. and um, it, it's really difficult to what's so involved with you know all the parts involved and keeping track of all this and mapping, and they're on a different fuel, yeah, and yeah. start throwing wiring harnesses in, and <laughs> you know all this other stuff, and. It, to keep this all straight and make sure it doesn't go sideways, it's really difficult on the other side of the world. So yep. um, we try to help them, but it's not they're not on the same engine package at all. Nice to see – yeah, nice to see him come around, though, the last couple. You know, like you're like, okay. At least, all he's, right. at least he's near yeah. the front. Right? Yeah, he's near the front. Right. He's a factor, yeah. right? So Yeah. Um, you know, and it's frustrating for them as well because he's starting to show signs of what he did before, and they're – they're, they would like to see better equipment too, right? And yeah, you yeah. Help us out. Your season's over, but if we have such limited parts and we're trying to get stuff ready for donations for him, so we really still can't even help him. All right. Uh, actually, I was going to ask you about this guy, but Gary on the line two has uh, has uh-huh. my question covered. Gary, what's your question for Dan Betley? Oh, hey Dan. Uh, just wondering about the McAdoo signing. I mean. Uh, just seemed like signing him in the first place was a little of a stretch, and then for the three-year deals, what I heard, um, just what was the thinking behind that? Yeah, Dan, uh, it hasn't worked as much as uh, RJ and Sexton has come around. Let's face it, Cameron hasn't worked out the way he wanted to. Tell us a little bit about that, Dan, and and, and Cameron's uh, problems or issues as you see them, and and everything else. Um, okay, so I came onto the team uh, last September, so Cameron uh, was already part of the program. So I didn't have, I didn't really know the full logic there. I know that they were down a rider um, for Supercross. Um, Geico requires us to have at least two riders on each coast. So I know they were shorter rider. Um, they acquired Cameron, and um, unfortunately, he already had he kind of came to the team with an injury. So um, we found that out after the fact. And so by the time I came to the team, he was starting to come around started testing with him a bit. He's a great guy, mm-hmm. great kid. Um, I really think he has uh, some talent. Um, but I think there's, there's areas in his program that he needs to work on a little bit. We talked about that. Um, and I think he's trying to address that. But unfortunately, um, you know, with Hunter coming on board, we, are, we had to basically get, uh, get rid of him. So I'm trying to help him as much as I can um, acquire another ride. I really like him a lot, and I'd do anything for him, and um, I told him that, so I'm wishing him all the best. Uh, there you go, Gary. Thanks for thanks for uh call. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, he seems like a nice kid. I talked to him a little bit here and there, and, you know, it's just it's not working out. Injuries, he can't get going. He can't get on a roll. And, uh, exactly. you know, one of those things. We've all been there. We've seen many guys uh, had that happen to, but it doesn't mean his career is over at all. Right. You know what I mean? He's probably, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah. Not at all. And he definitely deserves a ride somewhere yeah absolutely um let's go to oh we don't have a question any more questions for dan uh i thought we had some um <laughs> hey so um obviously we know you were a factory honda for a long time motor uh-huh. did, did the motors there forever and uh, then became team manager and you went to geico this year you're working with kids but you're working with mcadoo you're working with uh well not so much jmart but uh, Chase Sexton, and uh-huh. how's that adjustment been for you dan i mean roxon and Sealy are and I've been on teams with riders like that. They're almost their own enterprises. These guys, you know, at that level, like yep. they, they they just have everybody around them, and and it's their own little corporation. And now you're working with parents, and you're working with these kids. How do you like it? How, how, how's the adjustment been for you? I actually really enjoy it. Um, probably more so than I expected. 
Um, there are a couple reasons why I made the decision, and one of it, was, one of them was I, was I only lived 15 minutes away from the uh, race shop, right, yeah. where it yep. was taking me an hour and a half to get to work. But um, probably more than that, I mean, I, I took on the role at Honda as team manager because at that time there was none, and we were probably a month out for the start of the season, <laughs> and I felt like we really needed somebody, yeah. and so they go, well, okay, you do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So um, one of the things I really kind of missed as being in a team manager role is more of a technical side, mm-hmm. and this offers that to me, um, probably less restricted as far as being involved more on the test side, or I can get in the, uh, I can start grinding cylinder heads if I want, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can, I could be in more control of the development of the bike, mm-hmm. and I have the assistance of Honda or Japan if we need it. And I kind of like that. As far as working with the riders, I totally agree with you. You know, Kenny, um, there's not a whole lot I think I can help Kenny with as far as, you know, his riding. And that's what I think Eric brings to the table where I, you know, where I bring to the table is more from a technical side where Eric brings it more from a rider's side. Absolutely, yeah. And so we come from two different avenues. And, um, you know, Honda's pretty solid uh, from Japan and the HRC side. And what they bring to the table, and I think um, probably uh, they're a little bit better off from, a, you know, having Eric from a rider perspective where factory connection, I think what I can bring right now, especially with a new model, I think um, I have mm-hmm. from the more of a technical perspective. But working with the younger riders, I really enjoy because they're just sponges, right? Yeah. And you can yep. sit there and tell them exactly what they're lacking or what they need to work on. And I feel the same goes with the mechanics where – my experience and and what I bring to the table. When I first started there, I interviewed every single person, sat them down, mm-hmm. probably had a good hour talk with each one of them. And I actually, when it was all done, I was almost felt like I was their father. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way I was talking yeah, to yeah. them and, yeah. and and their future and you know their career path and what they want to do. And so I thought that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh... I know when I went from working for Red Dog as a privateer and then I got back on factory Yamaha, I went, okay, you know, I'm going to help Red Dog here. And I, and I went, wait a minute, there's an agent, there's a suspension guy, there's a motor guy, there's Jimmy Perry, yep. there's uh, um, uh, the trainer, there's the wife. Yep. I'm like, I, this is so different. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not listening to me. He doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like, it just yep. got to, at that level. You're like, wow, okay, all right. I'm going to just make sure this righty, tidy, lefty, Lucy, you know, on the bike. Yep. So, yeah. You were, and that's what kind of that—that's kind of what a mechanic job has turned into. Yeah, it really has. From yep. back in the day when you oh, did it, right? Pretty much, you know. And now it's so specialized; it's it's definitely a different animal. I honestly, I don't like it. I don't know if I would like it right now. Like they don't even do their motors. A lot of these guys, at least at least at yeah. Yamaha, we did our motors. Uh, and I used to love trying to jet the bike, working with the rider. How's the suspension? Let's go in on rebound. Let's go in on high speed out. Mm-hmm. I used to love that, and you guys did even more so back in the day. It was insane the amount of work a one-on-one time that you did and, and, and all the guys, and it is so different now. I don't know if I would like it, to be honest. You know? Yeah, I, I, it is different, and um, I don't know if I would enjoy it either. I mean, it, it's I'm just more technically yeah. minding where I like to have my hands in the middle of stuff yeah. and, or at least be involved in the test process to understand how we got to where we were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and absolutely. I, I, and you know, my career path, I, when I worked at Kawasaki, I worked in R and D and I still feel to this day, I learned more in that position 
to help me get to the, to a race position than any anything else I ever oh, did. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm around enough teams now. The rider comes in, they put the bike on the stand, and they walk into their motorhome. Or where yeah. you're like, what about the mechanic and coming in and being like, hey, good practice, bad practice. Hey, what? <laughs> like that doesn't happen yeah. to a lot of time. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, wow, the mechanic. Especially at a, yeah. especially like at a Kenny or a yeah. Cole level or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly. just like, wow. We were talking about the younger generation and you working with them. And I know the team works closely with Honda to bring up these amateur kids. And I get to ride with Carson Mumford, you know, from time to mm-hmm. time because he has the high desk track up there. And, um, just being around Carson, he's he's different than other kids. I feel like he's he's pretty mature. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's out there working. I think as dad kind of makes him more focused on other things than dirt bikes when he's off of the uh-huh. dirt bikes. And uh, I guess I just was wondering how much interaction do you have with him and the amateur side? You know, not as much as I think I would like. I'm pretty focused um, right now on the pro side, but I believe that once we get this bike more figured out. I think next year things are going to settle down a little bit um, that I hopefully I could spend more time with these guys. I mean, our team is huge. Like it boggles my mind that we have <laughs> five pro riders. Yeah. Next year we'll have four amateur riders. I mean, our team is absolutely huge. And I keep, I mean, today I even said, I was talking to Jeff, um, one of our owners, and I'm like, you might as well just order a new truck, right? Cause we're running out of room to put all these people. So, um, but we have a great amateur program to bring these guys up. And um, so I've already talked to Scott uh, Mumford about coming out there before Hemi C because uh, that race will only have uh, three amateur riders only. And so I want to go out and spend some time with the Carson on the Supercross track and mm-hmm. Joe Shimoda and, um, and Yoder and spend a little time and see if I can help him at all, or at least just go out and, and yep. get to know him a little bit more. I, I haven't really spent that much time around him. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, probably something you need to do, Dan. You're going to be their team manager probably. In they're going to be on um, you. <laughs> is uh, is Jamar on schedule to race west, or is this something that's going to hold him out to the east? Do we, is he okay and everything's going as planned and all that recovery-wise? I think we're just taking one day at a time right now. Yep. Um, he's definitely not going to be ready for West. I'll okay. tell you that. Yep. Um, and, you know, when I was there from Millville, I stopped by his house, and I was a little, like, whoa. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it was the first <laughs> time I saw him since the accident. And I was just, like, I I was really worried about him, you know. Yep. And um, But he had a pretty serious infection um, from the surgery, and um, now I talk to him, and he's like, Back to Jeremy. Oh, or cool. back to yep. I should say he's back to the Jeremy out of season. <laughs> Jeremy's racing in season. Yeah, the guy's pretty intense, yeah. right? Yeah, he and is. And now he's right now he's pretty laid back, and um, he's sounding like himself, and he's sounding like he's being able to take some time. I know he's bored out of his mind, um, and he wants to get back to it as soon as possible. But um, mm-hmm. I think he still has a month or so, a month and a half before he can start um, doing some twisting and therapy and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But um, I think he, if if everything goes to plan, I'm hoping he'll be back for uh, East Coast. Good, good. Yeah, see, he's also sneaky funny. He's sneaky funny when you when you get it around him a little bit. I think so, anyways. You Suck know, it, Steve. Yeah. Um, I know he. I know he's on a stairmaster and in, in cycling yeah. almost every day. So. Wow. Uh, uh, before we let you go, Dan, here on the Pulpomex Show, I was going to ask you a Stanton story, but I might have I might have gotten everyone out of you by now. But here's something I haven't asked you before. I think. What? So that? okay, so. You only really worked for Jeff in the pros, right? You 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 bailed out. No. At, um, ninety. Who'd you work for? Ninety 
six, seven, ninety five. Oh, I was an I, I was I was driving a snap. That's it. You, yeah. Like 90, okay. Ninety five, ninety six. So, yeah. Okay, you can't say Jeff, but from your era, who would you have liked to have wrenched for? Who was somebody well, that you admire? Okay. Here's a story that nobody probably even knows. Yes, please um, tell us. So I, I, when I left Honda, I was so burnt, and I was just like, I never want to see a motorcycle <laughs> ever again, right? Right. And so I, I moved to Idaho and um, started in doing the snap-on thing, which I absolutely, hate, absolutely hated. <laughs> but I was up there for about a year. I think it was about a year. Uh-huh. And maybe even less than that. And I got a phone call to go work for, uh, if I was interested in working for Jeff Emick at Kawasaki. Okay. And oh. I was like, man, if I did this, you know, after I told my fiance or girlfriend at the time, because uh-huh. we were engaged to be married, I was like, she'd kill me. She would absolutely <laughs> get the gun out and kill me. So I'm like, there's absolutely no way. And and at that time, I really still was just totally over it. Yep. And I never thought I wanted to come back. Um, little did I know, you know, another year or two later, I would be doing working at Honda Troy doing suspension. But, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Anyway, yeah. that kind of, you know, that was, but nobody really knows that ever really no. went down. I don't even know if I ever told my girlfriend about it. Yeah, I, yeah, you're I just concerned. like, I can't I can't do that. I can't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, people got to remember, I mean, you're in the box fan days at Honda. You're going to Europe for two months of the year. You know, like this is just wide it, open. It was it was really hard. And yep. my dad passed away when I was on the road in uh, 80, uh, I'm sorry, 92. So yep. I was away from home for two months and then get that call. And Jesus. so it makes you put a whole nother perspective on what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, okay, so Jeff Emig was the answer? <laughs> no, it just makes me think what could have been. What could have you know, been, a yeah. A little bit. Right. What could have been, but I have no regrets. I really don't. I mean, um, I, I've i had a great career, and, mm-hmm. and um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. And I think when I've come to that, that fork in the road every time in mm-hmm. my career, I think I've made the right decision, and I... I know I've made the right decision going to FC. I feel like, I feel like talking to Dan and looking back at the older riders, I almost feel like Wardy and Dan would have got along well. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Wardy's Wardy and Dan would have definitely got along. Yeah. I mean, you were ne- Wardy was never shorting you an effort, you know, Dan. <laughs> no, no, no. And and Wardy and I get along great now, yeah. you know. And I knew his mechanic pretty well back in the day and we used to hang out, so how, um, how yeah, and Jeff and Jeff and Wardy were great friends. Um, you know who wouldn't? You know who wouldn't gel with Dan? Was <laughs> Ronnie? No, JMB. No, <laughs> JMB. JMB. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, we're actually a lot better friends now than we were back then. I know. I, I see you guys at Bercy every back in the day hanging out, and I always just laugh because some of those stories you tell me are just yeah. nutty. Like when it was just Bale, Stanton, RJ, and you and Lunas mm-hmm. and Cliff, and like, man. That's a, that's a cool time in the sport. It's it's uh, it was a wild time. It was definitely stressful, and I'm and I don't believe I'm on a, I'm on anyone's Christmas card list. I know, right? It's uh, yeah. I need to do a story on that somewhere down the road because everyone will talk about it now. You know, so you need to get Dave Arnold involved because he lived it also, right? God, yeah, dude. Yeah, and he, Roger. He bench he benched JMB. You know, like back <laughs> in the what. The best story, it was so funny, is um, back when Kodrowski was going for the championship and Bale was coming back and Dave said, listen, if you're going to race, I think it was Bud's Creek, Bud's Creek yeah. you 
you, I'm not saying you have to help Kudrowski win this championship. Just don't do anything to hurt it, right? Yeah. And so Cliff, we had an off weekend, so Cliff drove all the way from California to Bud's Creek, <laughs> and he gets there for practice because uh. we always had practice days, right? Yeah, he also- unloads the truck, and he finally probably gets enough nerve, enough balls to talk to Bale about it. And Bale goes, absolutely not. I can't promise you that. Yep. And he goes, well, then I can't let you race. So Cliff loaded the bike back up in the truck <laughs> and freaking drove out. And he never raced that event. Yeah. And, James- and then on top of it, I believe had to pay him first place uh, money, uh, uh, bonus money, because he refused to give him a bike to ride. Oh, really? So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's great. J&B told me that he was like, so if I do not race, I still get paid? And, yeah. and, and Arnold said, uh, yeah, he will still pay you. And he goes, okay, I do not race then. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Hey, hey uh, the guy wasn't stupid, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, huh? Dude, some, when I yep. was working at Alta and helping develop, Dave was there a little bit helping out. Yep. And one of the smartest, most intellectual, most patient, I think, I've ever worked with in the R&D process. Like, very smart guy. Yes, very smart and underrated yes. for, for his smarts. And the stuff that I used to witness and what, I mean, I honestly, I believe that the success of that team, you know, a good portion of that is, is because of Dave Arnold. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, there's a lot of upper management. You know, he was supposed to be the team manager, but it was all about the bike and the technical side of that bike. And a lot of things slipped through the cracks from a management side or budget side because, he didn't care about it, right? It was yeah. all about winning. Yeah, that was so, it. So <laughs> um, a lot of people really were, I think, maybe even a little happy to see him go. But then after he left, they all yeah. went, holy crap, we wish we had him back. Yeah, right? we didn't realize so, how much he did. He yeah. Didn't, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, well, Dan, thanks for your time. Always love uh, talking to you in the pits. Just, uh, you know, a real nice guy. And uh, I love the passion you have for winning and, and, and interesting stories. And you've done it all in the sport, man. So uh, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dan. All right. See see you. Mm -hmm. That's Dan Bentley, everybody, team manager of Geico Honda and uh, super nice guy. And uh, let's move right from him onto our next guest of the night. This man just missed the podium at Indiana. Great second moto ride. He is Colt Nichols. Colt, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, of course. Dude, great second moto, huh? Like, wow, you were you might you just looked like you got a good start, got into it, and started charging hard. And man, at, at at different times, I'm like, oh, I think he's catching AP a little bit. Yeah, it actually, I, mean, I felt like we were at practice out here at Apollo uh, or something. It was actually kind of cool seeing him in front of me and trying to chase him a little bit. But uh, I was just pumped. I got off the gate and I could actually see um, <laughs> once I went through the first turn. That right. was change. Usually, you know, I'm already pulling tear offs because I'm so far back. So. Yeah. That was the biggest difference, um, you know, for the whole day, really, was just getting that start in the second moto and just went out there and rode and did what I did. So I was pumped on it. So the riders I talked to after the race, they told me uh, I had a paddle off the start, but then it sucked in the second moto because, you know, everything got, got slipped. Yeah. Everything got pushed off. And other guys told me I didn't have the paddle on and I wish I did because I didn't get a start. Which way did you run, Nichols? Which, way, which tire did you run? Well, we were paddle all the way. You were paddle, uh, okay. Yeah. Before, uh, yeah, they were like, you paddle or no paddle? I said, <laughs> I need to start. Uh, and it ended up working, though, so I was pumped. Yeah, that's really it, right? Put yourself off the start in a position and deal with the rest of the track. Is That's the theory, right? 
Yeah, because I kind of knew even some of the lines I was choosing out there. I was like, okay, if I try to go inside here, I know I'm probably not going to hook up, so I'll just stick to the outside. And, you know, I, I kind of actually knew that in my head a little bit. So, okay. Um, I definitely set myself up for the start. It didn't work first moto, but second moto, I just uh, kind of went for it and it worked. Did you see Ferrandis was doing the two goggles? Did you know that? I, I did the two goggles first moto, actually. Oh, okay. And uh, how was that? Yes. How was that? Uh, it, it wasn't bad, actually. Me, Kuzo, and uh, AP, we set up in the star rig for about 30 minutes trying to figure out what we were going to do here. Kuzo's not a fan, by the way, of the two goggle, but uh-huh. um, I'd already pretty much committed to uh, doing what I was going to do, so he was like, you know, just do whatever. So, uh, yeah, I worked on it for a while. I thought I came up with a pretty bulletproof <laughs> little system, and it didn't work, but uh, I tried it. Um, <laughs> so I tried it. I guess Ferrandez at Dilla ran a couple laps with, with the two the goggles. Two on? With the two on. Wow. Yeah, a couple of laps, yeah, he said. Yeah. Yeah, me and him both. I, I made it the first three laps of the moto at Unadilla with two goggles on. It's, Holy shit. What's that like? Yeah. What's that like? I couldn't see a damn thing, but <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Colt Nichols on the Pulpamex show tonight. Um, just missed the podium, obviously, uh, for the overall. But you did make the overall there last year at Indiana, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, what is it about that place? What do you, what do you think about it? Um... Honestly, I don't know because people have asked me that before. You know, yep. how can you do so good here? You know, why do you like this place? And I honestly don't know. I, I like, uh, I just like that track. It reminds me kind of a lot of uh, Robbie's. The, the, the past few years I was there, and uh, fifteen and sixteen, the disc get really deep. There were ruts everywhere, and it was, um, it was just a really, really fun track. And once you have a good mojo somewhere, you know, it just kind of mm-hmm. keep, keeps it moving a little bit. And that was kind of the, the situation this year. So once it dried out, I kind of was able to catch my flow and. I uh, felt like I did last year, so it was cool. And being the last race, you know, you always want to do good, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of move it into the off season. But I think that has something to do with it too. But uh, yeah, I just like that place a lot, man. It's it's a really cool track. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. If you got a question for Colt Nichols from Monster Star Yamaha uh, on the line here, it's uh, it's been an up and down season for you. Like uh, po- a couple some podiums, and I feel like you could win a race. But then I feel like injuries have held, hurt you back, held you back, and then whenever you get going, something happens. Um, is it was it been a frustrating year for you, man? Because uh, the speed certainly looks there at times. Um, frustrating to say the least. Yep. Um, it, it's been it's been a, just a really emotional year, really for <laughs> emotional. Me. Yeah. Um, honestly, like it, it sounds weird saying that, but man, it's been a, a roller coaster of, of a year for me because. The way I felt before I broke my humerus in uh, in November was, mm-hmm. man, I felt like I could do no wrong. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm going to go in and just wax everybody, and I had all this confidence, and yep. uh, that's just the way the sport works. You know, as soon as you feel great, something happens, and it did, and I uh, maybe tried to push the issue a little too much after the first humerus just because I seen where I was at, and I yeah. seen how good I could be, and um, honestly, I, I don't really feel like I should have raced any supercrosses, really. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Dallas or Tampa um, or, or any of those, I just was not ready to be on the bike yet. The arm wasn't strong enough, and just trying to force something that wasn't there. And um, I, I, I won't say that led to the second breaking of the humerus because it actually broke in a different spot completely. But um, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have been on the bike anyway. Yeah, and that was just kind of dumb on my fault. But then coming back from that, I was just like, Jesus, man! Like as soon as I finally started to get it going, something again, you know? Yeah. So, that, that was tough. And then outdoors, man, just trying to find um, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And it, it certainly wasn't for a lack of trying. I was doing everything I could during the week. And on the weekends, maybe just the confidence of uh, 
you know, telling myself I could, you know, be up there with those guys. Maybe it wasn't there as much because during the week, man, I was riding so good. You know, I mm-hmm. ride with AP and Justin Cooper yep. and Justin Cooper qualifies first every weekend and I'm qualifying 15th and I'm like, yeah. what in the hell, you know? So right. It was just kind of one of those things. It was almost getting to a point where I'm getting so frustrated and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. It might have hurt myself a little bit more than help, but um, I, I think there the the last race this past weekend was actually a little glimpse, you know, of, yeah. of what I've been like all all summer. And um, but for whatever reason, just wasn't able to put it together on the weekends. Maybe a little bit of bad luck putting myself in positions I shouldn't have. And uh, that's just kind of part of it, man. It's the way it goes. But I learned a lot this year about myself, and um, you know, still working with the team and trying to get everything dialed and right. working with Swanee another year and. Um, just trying to put in more time, you yeah, know, and uh, and kind of figure this thing out a little bit. Well, Rarick was telling me about the preseason, but I can't trust Rarick. He's always always on hype. He's always on hype with Yamaha yeah. guys. Every yeah. every Yamaha guy Rarick <laughs> tells me is flying at the track. But he did mention you a few times um, before the season started. But um, so when you have a team like Dylan and AP and Cooper, and they're killing it, I, I don't know how this. You talked about being emotional. Is that good for your like is that good or bad that these guys are killing it good because the pressure's off you but bad because you're like i can do that i see these guys i can ride with them on a wednesday and a thursday so i don't know which way that would go for you with the success of your teammates um yeah i mean you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit yeah Uh, it's up and down it goes both ways i mean because i look at it and i'm like okay the team is doing everything they can right because it's not just one guy you know we have four dudes that are really really good right and uh, we'll, we'll five count Mitchell, but um, at least three guys in outdoors at the time that were absolutely killing it. So it's like, okay, the bike's capable. Mm-hmm. You know, I know my training is capable because two out of the three guys are, you know, training with my trainer. So I know I can do that. And um, y- yes, so that's what made it so like seem like it's right in front of me. I just need to grab it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it sucked because I'm like, man, I am sick and tired of coming back and being fourth on the team. It's, just, yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> even, uh, you know, a few of the weekends I qualified really, really good. And even if it was inside the top five, I was still last on the team. And I'm like, you've <laughs> got to be shitting me. But, <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, that, that was kind of frustrating. You know, I'd come back and just be like, where's everyone else at? I don't care about any other people, but where's my teammates at? So, yeah. um, that was the hard part, but um, yeah, I mean, it was cool though to see that it really was. Cause that doesn't happen very often, you know, where you have three to four of your guys on, on one team, literally competing for wins and podiums. And, um, seems like any weekend, you know, one of these guys was going to do it. So I, I wish I could have been up there more. That was, you know, the frustrating part for me, but it was really cool to see, um, from a fan standpoint, you know, of just, uh, the team itself and trying to get there as a racer. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been on plenty of teams before and, like when I was on Yamaha with Reed, Ferry, and Villeman, like those guys really pushed each other, and it really worked. And they all wanted to beat Chad, and Yogi was there, and he was killing it. Uh, he's riding for Mach One, so I saw a positive of that working. But then, like at KTM, I felt like some when Langston came on in '01, I felt like some of the guys were like pissed off because. Uh, they weren't able to beat Langston or even come close to him, and it kind of drove a wedge a little bit between the team. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I saw yeah. it both ways. So. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it can go both ways, but yeah. you, you got to kind of keep it in perspective. It's, it, I wouldn't have been able to do it when I was even Justin Cooper's age. I, I think I just yeah. had too much pride. You know, <laughs> right, I, I would have right. just, I would have lost it, you know. But now that I'm getting a little older and I can kind of see things from the other side of the fence and realize it's actually productive instead mm-hmm. of trying to 
work against me. But um, I, we all have a good relationship, and it's, it's easy with guys like AP and stuff because yeah. he is probably the most laid-back guy I've ever seen in my life. So Dude, right? Nothing, yeah. really, <laughs> nothing really bothers that guy right. at all. So, um, you know, if I, if, if I beat him during the week or whatever, he's pumped. You know, if yeah. he beats me by 40 seconds, he's pumped. He's just the same all the way around. Um, yep. So it's been fun. It really has. It's been a cool experience for me. I've never really had that. Um, even when I trained at Robbie's, you know, there's a bunch of us there. Yeah. A lot of guys that were uh, very, very competitive. But I mean, it was a good thing. It drove us there, too. It's been a different way. You know, and then sometimes we would get pissed off, and obviously it would work against us. But right, right. Um, it has been cool, though. It's been, it's been a really cool experience for me. Um, off-season training. So you've been hurt off and on throughout the year. So it was off-season looking yep. like a little different than normal now. So you got to get some more riding under your belt before 19? Um, yeah, we've actually been trying to kind of figure out what's best and, um, me and Swan got to sit down and really talk about things and figure out what we were going to do different, not necessarily because of being injured, you know, like that can happen kind of regardless, but it's been tough because the past two seasons I felt so good. Then I've got hurt right before the season and I have two or three weeks on the bike before the first race. And it's just been kind of a mess. So I was like, you know, we need to figure out a way to, yeah obviously try to eliminate that, but um, I'm doing things a little different this off season. I'm actually going to uh, race a little race in Canada in a few weeks um, just because I, I felt the best I've felt on a bike the past four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I don't really want to just stop now just because it's off season. You know, I'd like to maybe try to race if I can. And that opportunity came up. So I did that. And uh, maybe monster cup too. That's kind of a big question oh, cool. for, yeah, for yeah. me right now. So, uh, we'll see. That yep. was kind of the idea, though, is maybe race a little bit more and then, um, you know, take more time off when we need to and then maybe kind of hit it a little later and, uh, you know, see if we can actually <clears throat> come into A1 or whatever coast I'm going to be racing yep. to be healthy and, you know, have a really strong offseason. You're gonna, so you're going to do Montreal then? That's cool. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm going to do Montreal. I was really pumped on that. That was a cool little deal. Yeah. Um, that I ended up getting lined up to go to, so I'm excited about that. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I'll be going there, too. I haven't got my ticket yet, but apparently it's coming. Um all right, let's go to uh, Paul. What's up? What's your question for Colt Nichols? Hey, Colt. I was just wondering if you ride with uh, Jimmy Albertson at all. Not so much anymore, but I guess you used to, huh, Colt? Yeah, yeah. I actually used to ride with Jimmy a lot. And, uh, man, I haven't even been back to Oklahoma in a while, so I'm kind of feeling to get back there and maybe go to Rainers and uh, hang out and see the old crew a little bit. I know Jimmy hangs out around there a little bit still. So, man, I would love to, hopefully soon. Yeah, there you go, Paul. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, yep. have you ridden the 2019 Yamaha much yet, or is that all Will right now? Uh, yeah, I actually haven't even got to sit on it. They're stingy with that thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all Will. All Will. He's been, been our test dummy. So, yeah, I haven't even got to ride it yet. How much does Will Hahn drag you guys down, do you think? How much do you think he, <laughs> you know, like, you guys kill it, but imagine if you had, like, a better team manager. It'd be incredible. <laughs> be amazing yeah absolutely just, it would be incredible really it, would. No, it, I mean, it, it's been fun having yeah. Will around. talk about keeping the mood light right and uh and keeping it fun and he's just a really fun guy to have around i mean i know I, I even give him a lot of fun guy to have around i'm glad he's in our corner he's been really helpful for me for sure yeah absolutely um Colt Nichols on the show tonight. If you want to give a call, 702-586-7857. We uh, have him for a little bit longer here. Uh, give us a call. Coming off an almost podium at Indiana. Just so close. Um, talking about Oklahoma a little bit. So 
Um, that great dirt that you ride in, then you got to ride this shit. Well, out yeah. Here. So this is we've had AP on the show. <laughs> Oklahoma seems like a good deal. Forkner, Bloss, Trey, back in the day, Jimmy, like you said, you guys ran a a tight program there, and it seemed to work. And then now, as we've had Aaron, we had AP on the show a few times. Wills calls in every now and then because he's lonely. You guys are all in SoCal, and I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, look, it worked for Aaron. Uh, but the the milestone Paula Glenn Helen trio plus the travel cult, um, but it's working for you. I don't know how, but it's working for you guys. Uh, yeah, it seems to be. I, I guess it depends on who you ask. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it is what it is. I do like the the idea of it just because we do have such a solid program here. Like yep. obviously Swanee's here. You know, he's got a family now and. That makes it a little harder for him, you know, just to up and go to North Carolina or Florida or wherever. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of it. And, you know, like we have a guy, Tyler Kalisiak, he's helping us out with some nutrition and supplemental stuff. Uh, you know, we have BC Fit Meals doing our meals and we have the gym and all this stuff that just makes it really convenient. So that's kind of the idea behind it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, the travel, the travel is tough, dude. Dude, and, like, for sure. The time change kind of messes with me. I have a hard time sleeping on the weekends and then it's just yep. kind of a mess in that category. But, um, it, it is what it is. I don't know if you know we'll continue to do that. I know Aaron obviously isn't really much the fan of California, you know, no. so um, I'll be anxious to see what kind of happens with him and what direction he wants to go now that he's moving up. But uh, yeah, it's been good. I mean, it did work this year. There was definitely a lot of pluses, but a lot of minuses as well. But you, you're going to have that anywhere, I think. So. Yeah. What about if you can find what works for you? What about dodging quads at Glen Helen on a Thursday? How's that? Uh, you okay with all that? Oh, that is risky business. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, before the season, it is just a madhouse out there. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. I cannot believe how many people show up and ride there. I, I went there a few times when I lived in SoCal. I had a YZ250. I went to Thursday Glen Helen. And I quickly realized I'm not, I, I don't belong here. I'm not paying my money to be a pylon for Ryan Hughes and these guys. It was no fun. It sucked balls. And I don't know why these other guys do it. Why do you, why, why, I mean, would, why would you want to be out there with, with guys like you? You know? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I don't really super get it. I mean, I get it from a fan standpoint. You know, like if you're a younger kid or an amateur kid, even I get it. You know, you're trying to go out there and show yourself. I mean, no, whatever, I get that. But, yes, I get that. Part. Yeah, but what balls me up is sometimes, like, there's literally peewees and 60s out there. And I'm yeah. like, dude, these parents are psychos. Right. Like, yes, yes. Dude. Like, I would never do that if I was a parent and had a, had a little tyke out there trying to ride. Like, there's no way. <laughs> My kid is 12 <laughs> years crazy. old, and he wants to go to Glen Helen on Thursday. I go, nope. No. Not going there. If we're no. going there, we're going at Fucking 4 p.m. That's yeah. where we're going. Yeah, when no one's there. Exactly. Right. Like, that That would just scare me as a parent, you know, sending your kid out there. He crosses. Yeah. There's no flatters, obviously, out there. It's kind of a done deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's just kind of what you get out here. You don't have the private track no. uh, thing like a lot of these dudes do in Florida or even in Oklahoma, what we had. But yeah. um, that is the part I kind of miss and, and being maybe a little more under the radar. Um, and you can kind of do your own program. You don't have people just sitting there stop watching you all day and, Things like that. So that yeah. part is kind of definitely a side that I, I do miss of the Oklahoma life for sure. What we, about what about uh you got a chick? Oh uh, yeah, yeah I did. All right, well your yeah. home life's straight then. He's okay, good. this is Kiefer is big on like Barsha just talked about how you know he almost quit and now he's got he's happy and he's got a you know he's engaged and his home life is good and so Kiefer uh, Colt is always talking about how you guys you riders need to have a chick and be settled and be happy to go fast. This is his thing, right? So that's it. That's... Honestly, dude, I, I'm a I'm an advocate of the the home life situation. Boom. I've had uh, you know a few 
rough little years in that category, if you will. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, and, dude, Robbie was so big about that, man. He was like, dude, if you're not happy at home, you're not happy when you leave. Huh. I've seen it firsthand with a lot of people that yeah. can't uh, really separate the home life, you know, from, from yep. the racing and the yep. emotional side that it brings. So I think that's really overlooked in what we do is, uh, oh. you know, kind of carrying your emotions with you. And that's hard. That's like, right. If you're, like, if you're fighting with your chick or, like, if you're single or doing the same Preach. life or whatever – yeah, and then you're trying to go ride. You're not thinking about riding. You're thinking about a million other things. And, dude, that makes it hard to do your job. So. Gone. I'm happy, man. I got a nice home <laughs> life, and uh, I can't complain about it. And the AP, the AP thing kind of like Aaron was up and down a little bit. He was super fast, but obviously yep. we know he settled down. He's, he's a dad now. Kiefer's hanging his hat I, on that too. I, I'm you know? telling, just like what Colt said, if Colt's out here, let's let's paint a picture. Colt's out here in California. But right? what about Seth? Hold Seth on. is just pounding ladies left and right. Seth's not racing, so he can pound shit. <laughs> okay, all right. All okay, right. we got Colt out in California, Corona, Marietta area. There's full of ass everywhere, right? If yeah. he's single, his focus. He he is a young man. There's testosterone flowing. He's very Colt. stylish too. He looks good. You can't good. Yes, fight uh, uh. off the pussy for that long. Okay, it'll get you. <laughs> All right. So if you have a chick, you're fine. You don't need okay. to go anywhere. Right. You're this good. Is, this is your theory. Well, Barsha SoCal hole. Barsha totally just credited like his like his settling down and everything with his his fiance and everything. Colt. Right. So, yeah. It's it's just that's what Kiefer believes in. So um, I mean, a lot of people. It makes a big difference. It really does. Have you seen the NYK ride lately? Has he been motoring down, doing any testing or wow. anything? Wow, seen seen that legend the other day at Milestone. Oh, he how's he looking? Woodwork. How's he looking? Oh, he came out of the woodwork. He looked like a retired old guy. Yeah. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> oh man, um, it was good, man. I, I love seeing Nick out there riding, even if it's just I mean, very far and few in between nowadays. Yeah, but, uh, man, it's cool to see him riding out there. We had a lot of fun when he came out and raced in Costa Rica with me. And, oh, I bet. Um, Oh, yeah. We yeah he, little... he is Team Nichols. He's a fan of Colt Nichols, NYK is. Oh, Absolutely. I'm a huge, huge Nick Way fan, man. He is he is the man. I learned a lot from that guy just in a short little stint I spent with him. And, uh, right. he's, a, he's a really, really good dude. And like if, you, if you hooked him up to a polygraph, I guarantee you he believes right now he could top 10. Right now, if you ask, if you asked him, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, all day, all day," you know. So uh, he'll probably race Supercross next year. I mean, I'm not going to doubt it. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, um, we just had Dan Bentley on from Geico, the manager, and he was telling us about how early on in the year uh, they really felt like their bikes were behind, and I'm pretty sure that he meant your team. And we watch you guys. You, this weekend, just qualifying four to the top five for a long time. Every weekend it is. Now, look, you guys are great riders. Uh, you'd be great on anything. But how good are your star Yamahas right now, Colt? I mean, they. I watch them up the hills. I watch them off starts. I mean, the, the Blue Crew guys have it going on in the motor department right now. Yeah, I've seen you made the switch. I'm pumped about that. But yes, yeah, I, I am Blue Crew uh, also. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. But, um, dude, honestly, our, our team has been unreal. Like, the, the work that those guys do in-house mm-hmm. has been crazy, man. I, I cannot believe how good our bikes are. And, honestly, each weekend, even this weekend, we're sitting there before practice, and they're sitting there revving the bikes. I'm like, dude, holy hell, these things just sound <laughs> barky. Some of them is very, 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 very good, you know? And, like, yeah. the bikes are just so stupid fast. They handle so good. Um, they just done a really, really good job, man. I, I couldn't imagine yep. being anywhere else. I feel like we are a little ahead of the competition in that category, and yep. I have huge credit to those guys. They do a hell of a job. Yeah, I, wait I, till you get on your new bike; it's even better. Um, oh, I, I've been told. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. Dan, Dan told me straight up. You know, the Yamahas look great, and a couple other people told me that. And I asked Peyton one time. I'm like, yeah, the Yamahas look pretty good. He's like, I think we're fine. I think we're good. <laughs> he was not. He was not going to give He's in. Not impressed. He was not impressed uh, with the Yamahas at all. 
that. No. no. no but, I feel like you wouldn't do that. Too much pride. Yeah, exactly. But no, man, I, I think there's no doubt. Uh, you, like I said, you guys are great riders, but the, the bikes are on, on point right now, which is which is cool to see. Um, yeah, man. Well, hey, thanks for the time tonight, Colt. Really appreciate it. I I just want you to stay healthy. I think you can win races. I think you can make podiums, especially indoors, man. Uh, we've seen the skills. We've seen the times. We see you jump things early on. We see you figuring it out the track early. And I think if you can just get on this roll, which is something McElrath talked about this year, something ha- that happened at Plessinger, I think you can be up there, man. You just yeah. you gotta, you know, just need a need some time to get the ball rolling. I think with you. Yeah, well, most definitely, one hundred percent. Thanks for the kind words, but yeah, that's that's the idea. Just uh, trying to get that thing started at least, and then maybe have it roll for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that's definitely the idea. I think uh, yeah. twenty nineteen is going to be a good year for us. Yeah, I hope so. Well, we'll see you at Montreal. Thanks for your time tonight, man. Appreciate it. See you, Colt. Yeah, of course. See you soon. Thanks. Guys. All right, thank you, Colt Nichols. Everybody, Star Yamaha rider. I I really believe that. What I said, like. No. If he gets on a roll, he just keeps getting kind of hurt. The kid's got serious indoor skills. So when we talked earlier today, I said, who should get on? I said, Colt, because yeah. I feel like when I watch him, when I'm down there during the week and I watch them all do motos, Cooper, Aaron, him, Colt catches those dudes. Like sometimes Colt is. Why didn't you say that when he was on the well, line? I couldn't. You're yak, 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 yak. I couldn't get shit in. Sorry. So, I mean, it's like, it's like your show, right? <laughs> Fine, it's my show. Stay in your lane. So, no, but I was thinking like. The kid, and I didn't want to say this to him, his technique is really he, good. He, no, it is. Yep. His way he uses his legs and everything, yep. it's just fun to watch. No, that's what I said. That's why I think he's better indoors. His technique is, is really good. His style is yep. is good. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he just needs to stay healthy, which is um, the you know the million-dollar question yeah, exactly. for a lot of these kids, right? right? Um, well, one one injury he had wasn't his fault. It was, I think, bike malfunction. Uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the other ones was. Yeah. yeah. Um. Michelin Starcross 5, they push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, uh, no matter the conditions or terrain. Four versions, Kiefer. Wow. Hard, medium, soft, sand. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5, complete, completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, and a durable but more flexible sidewall for easier mounting. I like that. Easier mounting, always a good feature. It is. Michelin Starcross 5, comfort casing technology, something they're really proud of. Uh, less arm pump, reduced rider fatigue over the course of a moto or a long day of riding. 21 different sizes, MX, Supercross, off-road, vintage bikes, and uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information. If you call BTO, say you want some Michelin Starcross 5s, they will uh, give you a little bit of a deal. Mention Pulp MX, so we thank those guys at Michelin for all they do. The Randy is going to be in... I think Pretty soon. Straight Rhythm, I think. Yes, because hey. he's going to be down here, correct? Yeah, yeah, so Straight Rhythm-ish. Randy's going because uh, we have a YZFX intro coming in South Carolina in a couple weeks. And uh, you're, Ra- Randy's going for you're, you're, you're team. You're doing that? No, Randy's going for Team Pulp and Team Kiefer. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. So him and Dom are going to go oh, team wow. up, and uh, they're going to do the test for oh, us. I had, oh, I had no idea. Right. I, you didn't clear this with me. Dropping the. What, dropping if, I, the... what if I don't approve of Randy as a test rider from, for PulpMX.com? Uh, I mean, you never. I feel like I, I. I feel like you would, though. Okay. Well. All right. Well. You. You know. You don't really know. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, did you call Watson on the break? Yes. Okay. All right. We got it ironed. Okay. Out. <laughs> you got it ironed out. Uh, by the way, uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. It's the first and only job board specific, specifically for the motorcycle industry. Upload your resume for free today. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. You got to start somewhere, people. 
And uh, the job of the week this week is associate product manager at Bell Power Sports. They're up in NorCal. Uh, they are they want to they want to employ you there. You're working for the uh, category of business manager. Their product manager will assist in managing all respective segments of the category product line. Hmm. So um, you work with Tozy. I don't know if you would or not. You'd probably be his boss. I hope you'd be his boss. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you're Benny's boss. It says right here, actually. Uh, so join the talented team at Bell Motorsports, associate product manager, and uh, work your way up. And that is the job of the week, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Kiefer, we got a lot of phone calls on the on the line. Really? Yeah. For uh, Colt? Uh, no, for you. All right. Uh, okay, first up is Danny. He's been on hold the longest. Danny, what's your question for Chris Kiefer? Hey, Chris and uh, Mathis. Um, I have a 2002 YZF426 mm. and a 06 CRF250R. I've been thinking about selling both of those bikes to buy a new either Yamaha or uh, Honda 450. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of hesitant on pulling the trigger on a $10,000 bike. Well, as long as you own those bikes, so you have two older bikes, you you know you sell those, collect your money, and you put that towards the new bike, I feel like you could... One, be happier with a new Yamaha, and number two, that bike would last you, you know, ten years as well. So, um, to me, if you like the the 426 is gnarly, dude. I'm gonna tell you straight up, that's a gnarly kind of power. Like that thing is so gnarly off the bottom. I tried to tame it down back in the day, and I could never figure it out. I put a flywheel weight on that sucker, and it's just it's just gnarly. So the I rode, way the, I way the power one, I rode one, and nobody told me about not chopping the throttle. Ugh. I almost died on a at Staben's track yeah. in the Camarillo. Uh, I almost died. Nobody told me about that. I'm just like. So I feel like your enjoyment of dirt bikes is going to be a lot more with a new Yamaha, and and they're super reliable. So yeah, I, I would see yeah. no problem doing that. Yeah, I mean the hot, the the Yamaha for I mean I'm six foot four and 180 pounds, so I've heard the Yamahas. Didn't you guys say that it works better for taller or bigger people? Well, yeah, you're all dick and ribs though. If you're six four and one eighty, so <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So I, yeah, for sure, Yamaha cockpit is is better suited for larger guys. Go Blue Crew, you'll never regret it. All right, thanks, cool. man. Appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Casey. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Marcus. Um, oh. I I have a question. Uh, sure. Percentage pie of Reed going to JGR next year for Supercross. Man, I feel like it could work. I feel like Suzuki could f- make it happen. Kiefer, I mean... Can she just say percentage pie one more time? Just that's it. Just say percentage pie, Casey. <laughs> percentage pie. Okay, that's better. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Suzuki needs to get their act together on the racing side. The JGR does a great job for them, and they're coming together. But they need this. Yes. I think it's good for everyone. Um, Suzuki, I will JGR. go 30%, Casey. 30% he will? Yes. Oh, I'm going to say more than that. More than that? Yeah. I'm okay. going to say 50. 50? 50. 50. Wow. There you go, Casey. And um, another thing, Mathis, what happened to RM Army? Right, Mathis, what happened I was dishonorably discharged what the hell happened? from RM Army. Um, you know, listen, the folks at Yamaha, uh, the Suzuki was good. Thank you to those guys for letting me have Kiefer's test bike. I enjoyed getting back into riding at times, Thank you. not when I crashed over the 10-foot double and was leaking brain fluid. <laughs> but other than that, honestly, Yamaha came to me and said, hey, man, we want to give you a bike. And I said, okay, well, Suzuki already gives me a bike, so that's cool. And they're like, well, listen, and we want to help you out 
you know, we'd like that you help privateers out. We want to help you out uh, in another way. And you're going to see that soon, uh, uh, Casey, down the road. They're going to, Yamaha's kind of involved in my program more than just loaning me a bike. And it's awesome what they did. And it's cool. And so I kind of, it was really an offer that, you know, really flattered me. And so I get a Yamaha to use and ride. And then they're going to help me out down the road with a couple of contests. And you'll see what down that down the road. So it was really cool the blue crew to do that. And then you got to say you were teammates with the winners in Indiana. Yes, yeah. AP and Barsha go one one the week I joined Blue Crew. That is not a coincidence. Check Cycle, Cycle, Cycle News ad will have uh, Mathis in it. Yeah, as well. absolutely. I'm looking forward to talking to my new teammate <laughs> Ryan Villapoto shortly. So, uh, thanks, thank Casey. You. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Um, listen, I want to thank the guys at Yamaha, man. I had Travis Preston working on my bike. Isn't that weird? Yes. Every time Travis does something to my bike, it's yeah. weird for me. Like I almost like, dude, get away. Let me yeah. do it. Like he, he put his map in. Right. Whoa. He put his map in me deep, <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep in me. So I put my map in deep and get in there, deep black son. Uh, listen, early, early re- report on the Yamaha. Uh, turns, oh, turn, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna report it on it right now? Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's, go ahead. What, what's what's around it? What's, no, no. Oh. You can actually test the motorcycle. No, go, here we here, go. Go ahead. No, let's let's hear it. Okay, so uh, I feel like okay, the perception of the Yamaha <laughs> is fatter, harder to turn, okay. heavier. That's the perception I think that's out there. I did not see any of that. I felt skinny. I f- is it a skinny Suzuki? Probably not, but pretty close. And I felt like I could get it up on the tank. I could make an inside line just like I could on Suzuki. I could kind of put it wherever I needed to. So I felt like the turning was as good as Suzuki. I don't think it was better. And I didn't get it up on fast enough to change to check out the uh, stability. Like I, that vet track at, at comp yeah. is not. But you, I saw you on the main track. Yeah, but. It, it didn't was, last? It didn't last. Okay. Uh, so I felt like it was skinnier than I thought. It was lighter than I felt the perception was. And uh, the suspension, obviously, is way far off, and we're going to get that dialed in with the folks at Race Tech. Uh, but the motor is so good. Yes. Oh, my God. And, look, I don't want to talk bad about RM Army. Right. But this Yamaha motor, is it 30% better? Is it 40% better? I say 40. <laughs> it's that much better. And and uh, Travis's map, right. uh, I felt like it richened up the bottom, mm-hmm. and it gave you a bit more hit, and it carried longer. Uh, the airbox noise is still weird, and I reached for the Kickstarter like four times. You did do that. I did. We caught you twice. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like four times. Uh, electric start was was very nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I could not believe how much stronger the motor was, and it's easy to ride. It wasn't pulling your arms down or anything. It was just a super strong motor. I've been on the bandwagon for how many years, Mathis? Oh, I know. Okay. I know. So now they're, they're winning shootouts. Vital. It won Vital Shootout. Yeah, you like that? I'm sure it's going to do good in Trans Worlds. Um, but what you're saying is people say, oh, it's fat and wide. If you're coming off of a Honda or a Suzuki and you immediately get on a Yamaha, yeah, looking down, it looks wider. But when I measure it, it's the same. Yeah. Millimeter-wise, it's the same. And what makes it feel light is because it has such a strong motor. It's poppy and it's snappy. It, it brings... Yeah, it yeah. just kind of makes yeah. you move around more. Yeah. Unlike... Like RM, where it's just kind of smooth and maybe a little lethargic, it yep. makes it feel heavy. Yeah, RM was good. Uh, it was smooth. It didn't do anything. Uh, out of, it didn't do anything weak. It was good. But the Yamaha motor, especially, I like TP's map. He put in the Pookie map. He said he called it the Pookie map, and uh, it was fantastic. Put Pookie map in. Oh, Pookie. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a good bike. It's really good. So I want to thank the folks at Yamaha. I am Blue Crew. 
And I and we got a on a year contract. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. I think year. so. Yeah. You're not going to be a homie hopper, are you? What do you mean? Are you going to try to you know do this relationship a long time? See. Okay. See if they make me happy. Not every year we're going to see you on ride red. Ride red next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Uh, uh, I yeah, I love the folks at Yamaha for helping me out, man. They came to me and it was super cool. They just liked what I did. They wanted to help me out, and then they. And I said, well, I'm already got a bike, so I'm kind of good. And they're like, no, well, you know, we know you like privateers and helping those guys out, and we're going to announce something down the line, courtesy of the folks at Yamaha, which is awesome, and our show sponsors and everybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was – and even the blue rims have grown on me. It looks nice. The blue and rims, they don't get that I was not out. a fan of the blue rims. Oh, really? Not when I first launched. Okay. Yeah, I was on board right away. Were you? Yeah. yeah it's just something different than black yep. or silver, and yep. it looked good. And yep. I was afraid that it was going to get pitted and looked ugly. This this Wi-Fi tuner thing, I can see myself getting do you, nutty. Do you understand with this. it yet? Yeah. Okay, you got it. No yeah. problem. No, I got it. But I can see myself getting a little nutty. I was wondering. I didn't ask TP this or Mike, but there's obviously limits put into this thing where you can only go so far. Right. Like you can't be a moron, right, and blow no. your bike up. No. Right. I mean, you can. Make it to where it not run very well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's but, not going to blow yes. up. Right? I was wondering about that. Like, uh, hopefully, there's safeguards in there. Not, not saying for me, but for an yeah. average guy. But the Wi-Fi tuner on your phone, you can do it right at the track. You can share the maps with your homies yeah. or whatever. But like, you got to get this Preston map, the Pookie map. You haven't got the new one yet. I'm on the old one. I'm oh, on I got the new one. I know. I'm on 1.0. No, no, no. You got 2.0. No, no. I got right? Pookie 2.0. Oh wow, I haven't. And just... it is a hell of a map. Man, I can't wait you. to get my bike back. It, it puts out like no other. Wow. Yeah. Blue Crew. Anyways, okay, so uh, let's get it. So uh, we, if we have time tonight, it's a short show. No, it's not. But we got to debate this shootout thing for our listeners. Okay. That we were yelling about during the commercial. Yes. Uh, you just, I just won. You no, just you, fucked no, yourself. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, CJ, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going on? Hey, just uh, I heard Colton Nichols touch on it a little bit, but uh, home life. Thank you. What about Savachi and Home Life? He is not doing well. Does he, does he have a chick? He's got a chick. He's engaged, and it's not paying off for him. Coming off probably one of his worst seasons to date. Yeah, well, that's – yeah, I guess I have to eat my words there. I'm not saying it's a 100% foolproof, but most of the time, if you got your shit together riding and your home life's good, it's it's pretty good. But I, I'm puzzled. Hey, I'm, I'm all up- I'm puzzled just like you about Savachi, man. I wrote about it in the column at Pulp MX, and uh, yeah, yep. I don't know what's going on, man. It's a, it's weird. I mean, we've seen it pay off for uh, a lot of these guys, Mackerath, and you know, it's paying off for Plessinger. So it's just uh, concerning that uh, the guy's got a chick he's engaged to, and he's having his worst season. Yep, you're right, man. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. More, no problem. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. More support for Kiefer's ridiculous home life theory. Noah, what's up? You want to talk about desert riding with Kiefer? Yeah. Noah, hear me okay? What's up? Yep, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, so, Chris, I live here in Southern California, um, kind of San Bernardino area, and all my friends love riding track. I love riding track, but... I'm kind of getting tired of the track grind of just going every Saturday and I've been dying to hit some trails, man. And I, my dad told me that like a lot of stuff's been closed down over the last like couple of years. And I'm just curious, like where's the best place to go trail riding, man. There's so much trail riding up by my house. Um, I live up in Asperia and there's a lot of stuff. Called Gothic. 
Yeah, Gothic J hits the trails every Thursday. He goes, and he goes up above. Uh, there's a place, OHV, OHV area um, in Asperia up, called the Marianas. And you can park there, and you can ride up the mountain, and there's so much single track up there. It's really good, especially in the fall and the winter, man. It's it's excellent. Okay. Um, have you ever ridden up by, like, Silverwood? Silverwood? Yeah, that's that, we uh, we cycle up there a lot. I've ridden dual sports up in there. It's kind of blown out. It's more Jeep trail-ish. It's not really single track. No, oh, Heather's into that. Yeah, exactly. Cheap <laughs> trick. Cheap trick. Yeah, but uh, it's more uh, two-track two stuff than single track. But uh, if you're looking for a chill ride to go have fun, you can grow up in the Pinnacles up at Lake Arrowhead. You can stage there at Silverwood as well. Okay. And I do have a Kiefer After Dark question. Should I ask it now, or is there another way that I should ask it later on? We ask later. We can't do yeah, that Yeah, we got to do it later because people get mad. Yeah. So, um, Would it be better to do that Twitter or voicemail? Uh, do, do tweet us tonight. At Papa Mech Show. At Papa Mech Show? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks man. Guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Hold on. I want to – let's do another Gear Alloy cold call. Uh, let's call Anton from Trans okay. World and get to the bottom of this real quick. Is St. Louis in, you said, or out next year? Would Seven? You say? Uh, they're out. So he's really on Suicide Watch. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, we can get to the bottom of this if he answers. Gear Alloy cold call. Cold call. people. Gear Alloy. It's called SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Paul Mike's 18. Hello. Anton. What's up? It's Mathis and Kiefer. Yo. Yo. Couple things real quickly. Thank you for picking up the Gear Alley cold call. Couple things. Of course. What are your thoughts on St. Louis being out of the, off the schedule? Right. Uh, it's pretty sad. I'm bummed. I think a lot of other racers are actually not happy about it either uh, because the dirt. dirt is really dirt is really good. Yep. And then you got to think like uh, that convention center being built into the stadium. Mm-hmm. It makes pits really good, but... Attendance has been really down the last few years. Yep. Um, it sucks, too, because, like, being a local here, I mean, I'm in St. Louis all week. Uh, oh, you're there right now? Vibe, I... You're in St. Louis right now? Yeah. It's 11 o'clock. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. What are you doing <laughs> in St. Louis at 11 o'clock, Anton? He's hanging, dude. Yeah, I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street with my brother. Yeah. yeah. Where's Where's Megan? She's sleeping. Uh, at home. She's in California. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, I because I, after Indiana, I just – Stayed here for the week because okay. uh, we got some family stuff to take care of, and then I have a high school reunion. To oh my god! Are you going to tell them all about how you're this big time media mogul in yes. California? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Second question. I hear, I hear the Trans World Motocross Straight Rhythm Rider Brock Tickle yes. is, is pulling out. He's pulling out of a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you because, like that? Uh, yes. <laughs> ram it up your asses. We are going to ram it up your asses with Alex Ray. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you getting? Who are you getting? I don't know. I, st- I don't know. That's a Don issue. I just He's going to get a ringer. He's going to get another one for sure. Don's going to. Who's he going to get? Don's going to try to jack you, dude. I tried to get Benny to do it. I mean, obviously, the Benny. No. Megan. I already, I already yeah, checked no. into that. Benny's not doing it. Yeah, but he can't do it. I know because I tried to get him to do our slam uh, September eighth milestone in Mex Park. Anybody in Southern California should come to that. Uh, but he can't do that either. So mm. yeah, but um, I don't know. The bike Pro Circuit is going to help us do our KTM two hundred and fifty. So it should be a good well, bike. We it, just have to find something. Yeah, that well, wants to we ride got it. we got a guy at Pulp Mex and he's coming. <laughs> we were worried about Tickle. We were worried about Tickle, but we're not worried anymore. 
Yeah. You know who is you know who is coming to the shootout though? Who? The Kiefer Inc. Pulp MX shootout. Who? Brock Tickle. Oh yeah, that's bullshit. No, that's good. No, that's bullshit. He's a KTM oh, guy. No, he's not. For a fucking no, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, See, he gets on. a bike from KTM. He's not tied to KTM at all. He gets a bike from them. From a friend. Not from, from KTM. From a friend. No. Listen, that's bullshit. Brock he, Tickle's yeah, in. No, I, could, I fake, think I thought fake at one shootout. we were going to do that, too, and then it just didn't happen, which is fine. I don't know. Fake, right. fake shootout. Because he committed to Kiefer. He committed. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, those are other things I stay out of. <laughs> so if, you look at, if you look at Don's story from when I'm in a shootout, I'm not one to, uh, if you look at my writing technique, I'm not one Blame. to be passing out advice. <laughs> so really, so. really, you're not helping us at all with any of this, any of this the straight rhythm rumors. I, right. I, I really don't know what we're going to do. Um, I've been really trying to figure out guys to come do slam for us. So, because wow. that, that's a big one for us, which I told you, you and A-Ray should come down and do it. No, we're busy. We're getting ready for straight rhythm. No, he's doing it. You're just not coming. No, I, 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 I did not allow him to do it. I pulled his permission. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No, we're not doing your janky You're race. fucking kidding me. We got fucking five straight rhythm to get ready for, bro. We're going to make him set out an opportunity to win five grand. No, he's going. No, we have to focus on straight rhythm and ramming up the asses of all the big-time names <laughs> that are going to oh be there. God. So he's out of straight. He's out of slam. He's out of everything. PR was out already. He's yeah. in. Yeah, you're out. Wow. Oh, well, All right, Anton. There we go. Thank you for picking up. I appreciate it. Tell your brother hi. Yeah, no problem. And, have fun uh, at your reunion, Anton. Yeah, tell everybody what a media mogul you are. Hey, we watched the the Finding Stew trailer. It was good. Well, not no, the trailer, the video. The video, part one. Tonight. Part one. You liked it? I did. I did. Wait till part two comes out. It'll blow your it'll blow your wig back. Is my executive producer credit on part two? It is not in there, but we will definitely. I want to tell people right now. There's a scene in part two. That Anton gave me the idea for. Okay. hundred uh, percent. He he gave me the idea and we pulled it off and it it's the third funniest bit of the video. It's on the podium of funniness. It's in the po- podium of funniness to me. And Anton, at, was it at Pookie's birthday? I think it was. Uh, yeah. You you gave That's me that idea. A lot of my right. a lot of my revelations came at Pookie's birthday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. Um, uh, yeah. So. I want people to know. If you need anything found. On the yeah. fucking internet, yeah. Anton will find it for right you. Right here. <laughs> I mean, can we tell that story right or no? Can we tell? Yes, us? tell yeah, it. Tell it. Tell it. All right. So we're we're at this mansion that that Steve got for you know for the weekend to have us hang out, and um, it comes to find out this it's not this, a mansion, but it's kind of a mansion. It's that a million dollar. Goddamn home. nice. It's a million dollar home. It's two point three. Okay, two point three yeah. million dollar home, and we found out there was a Mark's, porn, in, Mark's income. There was a porn film oh, in one of the rooms. So we're like, oh, sweet, a porn was filmed in here. I, of course, I get hyped up, right? The big told us that. A yes. Form, a, for, a porno was filmed in here. And then, uh, so we're bullshitting in the room, and of course, you know, Anton knows this, and we come, we're just hanging out on the couch, and Anton's like, oh, yeah, man, here you go. And we're like, what? He shows us the phone. Anton finds the actual clip of where they were doing it he's in the like, house. He's like Rain Man for porn. Yes. Well, this guy. again, let's be honest. There's a lot of uh, real unique factors about this house. There's the stepping stones across the pool and all of these things. Um, but how did do you a little find bit more... it? How do you remember? I, yeah. I just did, okay? <laughs> I just did. Uh, I found one shot in the room that I stayed in. No way. You did? Yeah. Oh. I found a bunch in the room you stayed in, too, so there's that. 
Oh, wow. We're ramming it up the ass here. Um, yeah. yeah so in the room I was in, Pookie's, ramming it up the ass. Pookie's mom is like, because we're all crowded around Anton's phone watching his porn just to watch the house more than anything, like for reals, like to see where they were doing it. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a nice house. And, and my Pookie's mom is like, Angie, your, her, your friend is watching porno on his phone. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm... I meant to apologize to you about that when I saw you this weekend because uh, a month later I was thinking about it. I was like, man, that was really, really odd. I mean, I it really that. was for research uh, research purposes, but. Dude, it was impressed. Yeah, I, I mean, was impressed. Who remembers impressed. the scene of a porn and how to find it again? Hey. Of- you know, and it wasn't a new porn. You could tell it was a. It was a few years old. It wasn't new yeah. pornish. And, and, and Anton is like the beautiful mind. He's like on the on the chalkboard yeah, and he's fig- yeah. yeah and he's finding yeah. the porn yeah you know goodwill hunting I'm yeah like right in there yeah that's you that's you <laughs> yeah. it was impressive i Not have to very say good at math but any other of that stuff yeah i'm right there yeah oh, and man. and uh so it was a nice job anton good job good on that job, anton. um yeah. all right buddy thank you for picking up appreciate it have fun boys can't uh, wait to hear the show tomorrow morning right. see, right, you, man. see ya. bye uh paul you have a suggestion for a slam rider yeah no uh I know you don't have the greatest relationship with him, Steve, uh, but uh, Chris Blows mm. is uh, is the perfect writer for <laughs> Slam. Other than other than uh, I, I, Tyler Evans, I feel like A Ray's faster. Oh my god! Uh, well, I, I oh man, that's a tough one. That's don't you tough. think? Slightly, 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 because in in four fifty Supercross, they're there, uh, Chris. See what I feel like with Chris with Supercross is he did just enough to get in the main. Yep. What? And then once he got in the main, he's good. In two fifty this care year, where he finishes in the main. But no, he's talking about Chris in, in the past. Oh, Chris blows pa- yeah. in the past. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But and he did the same in two fifty Supercross. But that dude can hit just as hard as Tyler Evans when he was juicing the hardest. Um. I got hit by both Chris and Tyler Evans because I, I grew up with Chris in Arizona, and then I, I raced pro races with Tyler Evans uh, outside of pro, but outside of like AMA stuff. Corporations but, umbrellas. <laughs> uh, okay. hey, sir, hey, but, hey, sir, what's his name again? I'm sorry, Paul. 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 Hey, if yeah. there's whoops in straight rhythm, blows has Ray handled. I'm telling you right now, blows yeah. kills whoops. Yes, he does, but that's because the dude is a beast. Yeah, well, but A Ray's uh, A Ray's in like he listen, can A Ray's my A Ray's my guy. Blows was a dick to me for me making a joke. I got nothing against Chris, but A Ray's my guy, and I think A Ray's a little faster, anyways. Ooh. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's not a bad Dude. suggestion. I saw Chris got a ride with uh, uh, the AJ Husky team. Yeah, yeah, so that's awesome. He's it gonna can... be back in Supercross again. Hey, Paul, so. right when you you said I got a suggestion, I was watching Steve on the mic, and you said Chris blows, and he licked his lips and made this little face. That well, because I was done. thinking. No, I was thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Blows and A Ray. Like what you know? I think A Ray's got him. Dude, that's a close one. That's actually really close for me. Okay. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Uh, let's go to James from Australia. James, you have a question for Kiefer. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Um, my question is, I want to see your opinion on Chad Reed's campaign to try and get on the Aussie designations team. Um, I don't think you can't come out from a month out and say I'm training for motocross when you haven't raced a race in, you know, three or four years and try and okay. make the team just on your resume. Did you think his Indiana one proved anything to you or changed your mind at all? 
Uh, a little bit, but you know, you need a you need a good a good couple of races under your belt. You can't just train for three weeks, can you? Or do you just does your resume get you on the team? Tell me who's on the team Australia right now. Do you Ev- know? Uh, Evans. Um, who's Evans? I don't know that. He, he's the only guy to uh, keep Evan- Ferris uh, close this year, oh, okay. I guess. So Ferris Evans. Yep. Uh, no, Ferris is not uh, no, on. Ferris, Ferris, Ferris wasn't on because Australia put. A Why did you guys do that? Weekend. Why did you guys do that? Know. What the fuck it's are they stupid. thinking? It's stupid, dude. I don't know. Ferris came over last year and got a top a three, a top three maybe or a top five. I don't know. And then they but just, they they fuck him, dude. It is amazing. So it's Hunter Lawrence, it's Evans, and it's Kurt Gibbs. Why can't a Ferris yeah. go? What's wrong? There's an Australian Supercross that day. Oh. Yeah, it's really dumb that Australia did that. Nice job, Australia. That's that's straight out of like Can- Canadian yeah. planning. Can- Canadian yeah, planning did that for a long time. Um, they've destroyed it. With, with Ferris and Gibbs, we have a solid, and Hunter, we have a solid team, but don't you destroy f- us. But, I feel like Reed and Gibbs is close, right? No? Yeah, but, mm. but Reed, Reed's talented, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't done anything in three years except for Supercross, and he's wow. talented. To, but, don't to you, hills, but don't you think the country owes it a little bit to Reed for what he's done for the country here? Yeah, but don't you want to put your best foot forward? I think your best foot forward with either is not going to make or break you. No, which I, I just don't think he's had the. He doesn't had the last. If he did three or four rounds of the motocross this year and put in, you know, top ten finishes, yeah, definitely. But he just hasn't proven himself in four years. No, I mean not to years. take anything away from the Australian series, but I'm just saying, does it really matter? I mean, what they do there in Australia versus what Chad can do here. I just think he hasn't, he, but I think he just hasn't done anything here. He hasn't done anything over there except for Supercross. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I, I can't argue with you that much, man. Like, I thought Indiana was pretty impressive, but it was in the mud. Yeah, it evened, it evened the field out a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, he can ride a dirt bike, but I just feel he hasn't done enough. And he had a little, you know, he was saying that the, the country owes him it because he'd done so much for the sport. But, you know, how much does your CV go somewhere? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. How do you think mostly Australian moto fans feel? Do you, are they split down the um, middle about this, or do you feel like they yeah were, massively split? I think yeah. there are diehard fans that would have you know would give their left nut to have Reedy mm-hmm. you know have a beer with them, but then yep. there are other guys saying, "Well, you know, you're a bit over the hill and you haven't done much for a while." Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I was so. I was I was perfectly fine with Chad's Instagram post about being disappointed and being left off and, and this and that, but his second post where he kind of called out Burner, I'm not a fan of that because it wasn't all Burner's deal. It was a six-man team, a six-man committee of people voting, um, and you know Metcalf was in the mix also. So yeah, I felt like Chad should have just left it at the one post and not the other, but he did kind of back up at Indiana a little bit of what he was saying, I feel. Hey, you know, Team Australia, trust, yeah, the, process. I trust the process, Team Australia. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, thank you. Race Tech rant. Pulpamex18 is the code to save with Race Tech, whether it's motors, whether it's suspension. You know who uses Race Tech? Tyler Medaglia uses Race Tech. Blows used Race Tech. And Michael Lessi used it. Right. Ben LeMay used it. Racetech.com. Pulpamex2018 is the code to save motor suspension work. Racetech rant of the night is Chris Kiefer to start. Okay, I went off a little bit this morning drinking some coffee. Found another caption. All people, writers, everyone is saying the same shit all the time. Everyone follows everyone. I like. We're just talking about Chad. Chad at least speaks his mind and explains things in his captions on Instagram. When you show me a post of you riding or grinding, 
Grind, I'm grinding. And then you say, trust the process. Fuck you. I am over it. Do something else. Trust the process. What process? What are you doing? Are you fucking training? Are you eating? Are you, are you banging your chick? I don't know what you mean. That's all you put. Like, I don't, I don't stop doing it. Just because one guy does it doesn't mean everyone follows. Just do your own thing. As a fan, tell me about what you're doing. I want to read. I like stories. Tell me a story. Trust the process. I'm not going to like it. Fuck it. I want to block it. I'm over it. Wow. Yeah. Someone do something different. Be your own person. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why it's cool to hear guys like Chad and even Colt and, and Shorty and Zach and those kind of guys because they're just unique, normal dudes that can speak and give us an explanation of what's going on. Like, yeah. help us help you, McGuire. Help me help you. Right. Okay. Race Tech Rant of the Night. We also have a couple right here that people called in. tonight by the way all right man here's my race tech rant of the week so today i'm on instagram i'm at work taking a shit fucking around on instagram <laughs> i follow colton hanker and axel hodges and i see all these videos they're posting all their shit about x games real moto and i was like oh shit tonight i should take a look at that stuff maybe vote because it's cool and then I start looking in the comments, and there's all these fucking dickbag filmers all talking shit to each other, saying, oh, your video wasn't fucking original. Oh, you copied this shit. Oh, you broke the rules. Oh, Monster buys all your votes. All this fucking dumb bullshit. And I'm sitting there taking a shit, and I'm like, fuck. I'm sitting here at work, working for the man, getting paid shit, and these dudes are filming fucking dirt bikes out of helicopters for a living. And they're talking shit to each other on fucking Instagram about whose video was the most original and who ripped off fucking Brendan Seminook on a goddamn mountain bike. And I'm like, you fucktards are fucking assholes. Anyone would pay to be you filming people doing cool shit and making money off of it. So fuck those guys. Fuck everything they stand for. Oh. That's my race tech rant of the week. I think this is my favorite segment now. <laughs> oh, I hate that one guy. The Australian guy is very angry. I like it. Very, very angry. X brand goggle tear offs. <laughs> Let's finish this off. X brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Like Kyle Cunningham, Henry Miller, Dylan Merriam, Ricky Brabeck, Ben LeMay, Gary Sutherland. It's the privateer heroes goggle of choice. Ben LeMay is your guy, right? That's the guy. What do you mean? He delivers the goggles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben LeMay is the guy, the Alaskan assassin. All right. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. Loud noises. Loud noises. <laughs> uh, X Brand goggles use the code PulpMX18 to save 
folks at X-Brand. Uh, if you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Ask Ricky Brabeck. Ask Gary Sutherland. Ask almost any rider out the there. The last remaining RM Army. Gary Sutherland. Yep. Sorry, Gary. I went AWOL. Uh, I did forget to ask Chad Reed about working with Johnny Knowles at Scott again. I meant to do that. So, All right. Let's go. These questions submitted by Moser. Do you know him? Uh, no. No. Steve. Yep. If Filthy really goes to Europe next year, does it go better or worse than RV's experience? It goes better. I mean, it can't go much worse, right? It's not going to loop I out. Mean, he didn't loop. He didn't loop and break his back. His so. cockix. Yeah, his cockix. <laughs> all right, Filthy's going to Canada, I think. So there. Anyways, all right. Kiefer, you have repeatedly said that having your home life sorted out leads to oh good results God. on the track. Yes. So what current rider needs to stop whoring around and settle down? Ooh. I got one. Go ahead, because I can't think of one. Well, he's not whoring around. Never mind. I don't want to say it. Oh, I got one. Okay. The same guy, probably. Let's have it. Well, he's not whoring around, really. Hey, Ray. No, he's not whoring around. But is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. I was in a gangbang. He's uh, not whoring around, but I feel like it could be more solid. You're not going to say who yours was? No, he agreed. It was A-Ray. Oh. Yeah. Steve, what is the weirdest rider contract stipulation you've heard of? This one isn't that weird, but if you ride, you have a multi-year deal, but if you change brands you get to redo the contract just, or you get extra money yeah yeah it's not that weird but like so if you have a two-year deal with uh team Kiefer and Kiefer decides to ride rm army first year and and honda's the next year you get to redo your deal because you're no longer riding a suzuki we talking even about, even though you're under contract with that team oh we're talking about gear no oh just a, a, i know a rider right now yeah that is restructuring his gear contract because he's switching teams web Yep. Yeah, I I got I heard that also. Okay. And then I told somebody that, and they said I'm I'm flat out wrong. Oh no! I just heard that last week from but somebody who would know. Yes. Okay, I need to go back to my guy and be like pound sand, pound sand, because the guy told me. Okay. All right. Because I said the same thing. I said, "Hey, Webb's redoing his deal." Because I got the text. I could show you. Webb's redoing the deal because he asked. He's not no longer on Yamaha. He's not going to KTM. So. It's a new deal, and I was told, nope, he's locked in. He's staying there. Done deal. Nope. Yeah, okay. I'm going to tell that person. Ram it. Ram it. Yeah. All right. Kiefer. Yeah. Who will be the next Martin Davalos? <sighs> one, uh, there's one getting close now. God. He's almost at half the um, years of Marty. Sipes? Nope. Uh, you're on a blank. Help me. Oh, J-Mart, yeah. How old is J-Mart, though? He's 25. 25 or 26? Man, that's not even close. He's getting to be his uh, sixth year, I think. There's another guy that I was thinking the other day. That's All right, I'll think of it. Well, there's definitely some privateer dudes. Jimmy D? Jimmy D's been in there a long time. A-Mart? Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, favorite story about Bones' 34-year career? Uh, I don't know Bones that well. Uh, I know him enough to talk to him, but I guess... He's shown me the notebooks. Behind his desk, there's a cabinet, a, a, a two-door cabinet. And you open that up, and it's full of, like, ringed binders. Like the, the ones that you flip like a... Yeah, three-ring binder. No, because that's a binder binder. This is the... They flip open from the top. Like, they're rectangular. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they go... Oh, yeah, like that. Like, yeah. I don't know what... The, like, like clip, just clipboard-looking things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's got the, the spiral ring. Huh? Yeah, it's just like a notepad. Notepad. Anyways, he has, you know, 300 of these notepads, and he pulled one out for me, random, and he looked at McGrath's 
89 settings. He has a Bible. He has a Bible. Yeah, he has every setting for every rider of significance in these binders that he's done, even though 1989 doesn't matter anymore. I he's, have that. He has all these things. I have a Bible that goes back to 2003. What's up, one-upper? One-up guy. Okay. Great guy, though. Yeah. Can I have a real quick? And he has a flip phone. He still uses a flip phone. Nice. Yes. That's solid. Bone story? Yeah. Uh, where I cycle in Spring Valley Lake near my home, I think that's where his girlfriend lives. I see the box fan there a lot. And I was cycling one day, and I see him fishing. And I said, hey, Bones. Um, and I just, just mentioned something. He's like, I don't want to talk about dirt bikes. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> so every time I saw him, I just kept riding. I didn't even stop. I let him, let him be. <laughs> All right. Kiefer, we haven't talked about this yet tonight. Uh, where does Chad Reed end up next year? <laughs> uh, JGR. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Chris Kiefer wears X-Brand. Ben LeMay, many guys. Kyle Cunningham killed it with X-Brand this year. EKSBrand.com. Uh, great goggle. I don't know. That's Kiefer. Every time he goes, puts on an X-Brand, and then I say to him, Lame. And then I, then I say, Hey, buddy. And he tells me, F you, dude. And then I say, Yeah, it happened. And X-Brand goggles, EKSBrand.com. Pulp MX 18 is the code to save with X-Brand. Love those guys. Uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors tonight. Uh, Atlas Brace. Uh, we gave out a youth brace to Jude Stallard. And uh, Atlas should be uh, in line with uh, in contact with you very soon. Kiefer, you have been, I don't say a, a uh, critic. You're not a critic. But you're not a big fan of neck braces for a long time. Uh, the guys at Atlas, Brady and Noof, we went out Tuesday. And besides the big Blue Crew deal that I had going on, you worked with those guys on their Atlas Air Brace that they're new. And I, they were a little sketchy about going out with you. <laughs> they, they asked me to make it happen. Okay. I made it happen. You were cool enough to try it. Yeah. And then they were like, wait, what if he hates this thing? And I'm like, he's not going to hate it. He may not always wear it. You may not convert him today. Right. But I think you will open his eyes up a little bit to neck braces, and I think they did. Yeah, so I wrote an article for you for Pulp, and hopefully it'll be up tomorrow, I think, that we can break it down. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, So basically what I feel hey, like... Stay in your lane when it comes to when the articles go up. Okay, got okay. it. I'll just All shut right. my mouth. Yeah. Stay in your lane. When it comes to neck braces, it's a touchy subject, man. Because like, we heard the, the horror stories. We got pros saying it's dangerous. We have... Rhino going in his rants. I have worn several years ago. I've worn neck braces and didn't like it because I felt locked in where my head is. I couldn't look far enough ahead. I couldn't flip my head around. I felt my technique suffered. So, as far as and I mentioned this in the article, as far as the technology of you believing in it or not, that's up to you guys out there. I feel like neck braces are like religion. You you you're on the side of I believe or I don't believe. So that's up to you guys. If you were on the fence like I was, I was somewhere in the middle. I wasn't full bore, I believe, in the technology, and I wasn't full bore mm -hmm. anti. So when Noof and Brady came down, I was like, look, man, I'm telling you straight up, I haven't had really good experiences with neck braces. I didn't like them. I tore them off right away because I fucking hated to feel locked in. And they reassured me that it's evolved. So damn straight. So I put one on just right away when I just put the the atlas air on i felt like i can move my head around a lot more so right then i'm already impressed because i'm not yeah. locked in so fast forward to going on the track 
I'm on the track and I'm riding and I use little tethers under my armpits to hold the neck brace down. You can, there's several ways I, to do I wasn't it. even noticing because I was on my new Blue Crew Yamaha. Right. You were trying to kickstart your Blue Crew yes, Yamaha. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, honestly, guys, like like Matt just said, is it converted me to 100% a neck brace guy? In my article, it said, I'm going to try. And that's all I can really offer. But you and, would never think of that beforehand. No. I yeah. was no right away. Yeah. So. In the world of testing, you have to be open-minded, and I was kind of closed-minded to that part of of that you know area of testing. So, trying to be a good tester, I said, "Yeah, I agreed," and I did it, and I'm glad I did because now I feel like I'm more on the side of I would wear one, and I feel like I would want to have my kid wear one because now he's his technique won't suffer; he can move around. And what I like about the Atlas is that it's flexible. The old neck braces that I wore in the past are so rigid and and hard that if you did crash and if you did roll and your neck bent, chances are that piece wouldn't bend and your neck would suffer. So a lot of the bitching and the complaints I think came from on the professional dirt bike guy side came from, hey, if I hit that with my neck, it's going to snap my neck. Well, Brady and the guys, they showed me how flexible it was. I put it on my body. Um, It snaps back into place like – it's very spongy feeling. It's it's light, spongy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel rigid. So um, I rode with it all week last week. So I started on Tuesday. I rode with it all week. You did? Yeah. Oh. So I really wanted to put the effort into doing it, yep. right? So I feel like when I make up my mind to doing something, I really want to try. And you are sort of in between straps and no straps. So I decided I tried the X strap that Brady gave me. I tried the underarm ones, and I yep. tried nothing. Yep. Um, Nothing, I didn't like it right away. Yep. It, it moved around. It hit my helmet. It just moved too much around my body. So I stuck with the straps underneath my arm, and I went under my jersey because I prefer that. I don't want the straps being shown because, mm-hmm. of course, vanity. being best dressed, right. you got to have that shit. Lick it. Um, so, yeah, honestly, guys, like if you guys are neck brace you know, technology on the fence kind of people like I was, to me, wearing one and the comfort – Simply just the having one on and the comfort is much better than I've ever remembered. And it doesn't bother me when I ride. And you can ask Heather how anal I am about having stuff on me. Oh, yeah. I do not like chest protectors. I don't like shit on me. I want to feel free. And wearing this neck brace, I still felt like I could move around and do stuff. So I can't tell you which side to believe in. Like, if you believe in the technology, great. If you don't, that's on you. I'm just saying... For the simple fact of riding with the brace, you don't feel it anymore. Like, that shouldn't be your number one concern. Mm-hmm. Your concern should be which side are you on. Do you believe in the technology or you don't? Yep. That's it. Uh, AtlasBrace.com to learn more. And we'll be up the review. will be up this week on uh, on Kiefer's uh, day with the Atlas guys. JR's got a neck brace question for you. What's up, JR? Hey, man. How's it going tonight? Good. What's your question? Everybody asked that. Anyway, hey, man. Uh, I have a Liat brace, Chris. All right. And I got bucked over the bars and i hit neck down yep. and i got rolled into a ball yep. and it my neck brace punched me in the throat yep and it really freaked me out because how hard it hit me so yep. i took it off and it I, I never put it back on since so like has that ever crossed your mind or has it happened to you when you you know hit shoulder first where your neck has hit the brace and your you know hits your throat yep i i see where you're going with that and i so I only took one digger, and which it wasn't probably nothing what you did. So I fell over in a corner just to have my shoulder hit and kind of push the neck brace up. But I did notice that it did move, but it's so pliable okay. and soft. I don't 
I'm not too familiar. You're talking with, about the new one. Yes, the that Alice one. Air. Right. I'm not too familiar with the Liat. I'm not. I, what this did is spark an interest in me to do like an like a neck brace shootout. Okay, to find what's right. more I'm, comfortable. I'm, I'm, been, I'm all ears. And because they're expensive. Right. So to me, I don't know. The last one I did try was a Liat, and that was several years ago. Um, so I'm sure right. they mine's redes- an older model. I'll yeah. give them that. So I'm sure they redesigned it, but those were awful, rigid, and stiff feeling. So I could see how right. that could damage something like that. You know? Well, it punched me like right in my Adam's apple, and it just, you know, it just frightened me because I was like, man, if this thing like actually catches or hangs, you know, it would. And, and I don't know. It's just it, yeah. it scares me from you know getting choked by the damn thing. So there is other straps that that Atlas gave me. And the X strap would be, I think, more up your alley, where it kind of holds it holds your neck brace down a little bit lower on your torso. So it kind right. Of pre- well, that's not the problem. But you see what I'm saying, though. That thing's so close to your Adam's apple. You know, when you get punched in a ball or roll Absolutely. over on your neck or yep. take a digger like that. Now I can feel that I did. I'll give it this. I felt it hit my helmet. I felt it do what it was supposed to do because it closed the distance and it stopped it. But it did punch me in the neck. Right. You know, I, I took a throat punch, but I could feel it actually absorb. You know. Right. The impact. And that's that's the side you gotta make up your mind on if you believe in the technology or not, and how it's going well, to move I around. Do. I just want to know how you you know does has that ever crossed your mind? Just you know hit, it closing off your airway or that being an issue? Yes. But you're saying the atlas is a little softer in there, so that might have. Yes, it has crossed issue. my mind. All that stuff's crossed my mind as far as my neck bending, something hitting my neck, or that thing kind of like doing like almost like a severing type action towards your Adam's apple. Like, right. Right. All that stuff has crossed my mind. So. I really paid attention to how pliable and what the materials were in that brace, and it's just a lot different than I was used to com- coming off older model. So right, because the Liat I had was older, the stiffer, and you're saying that the you know this one's a little softer, more pliable because like back in the day, like Millsaps ran the donut, you know, and right. those seemed to me more logical, but goofy looking. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, if you're not used to wearing one, it, it'll take you a few days to get, you know, used to it. It's just like no, I doc- liked it. I'm not down-talking them. I just, yeah, you no. know, I, that just worries me. It, I did feel it, like, actually close the gap. Or yeah. before, my helmet would just smack my shoulder. Well, know, or, Kiefer's going to do... You, you know how you've been yeah. rolled. Yeah, Kiefer's yeah. going to do a test and uh, read it uh, and see what he says. But uh, absolutely, it's, it seems like Kiefer... I'll get my hands yeah. on one and see yeah. how, what they feel like. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right on, thanks. Have a good night. Yep, thank you. Uh, let's run through these calls really quick. Uh, Kiefer After Dark is coming up shortly. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Sam? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, not much. I got a question. I got an 04 YZ250 two-stroke. I got a little mid- mid-range chop going on. What's What do you got for me? Reads. Uh, what do you mean mid-range chop? I'm, I'm oh, just... It kind of gets boggy. I got, a, I got the V-Force in there. I got a shorty silencer stock uh, pipe. Uh-huh. That's that's about it. Everything um, else is What do you mean? Cutting out, you mean? Yeah, it just kind of gets choppy. I don't know. I don't know what choppy means. That easier. I, I've done a lot of jetting in my life. I'm not really sure what choppy means. Um, okay, so maybe maybe a little bit boggy. Okay. Um, that's more than likely your needle? Where's your clip at? Okay. Where's your clip at? I honestly, I, I don't know. Okay, well, take it. Take your clip. Put it in the middle. Try that. See if that go, if that makes your choppiness. If it's still choppy, uh, raise the clip and choppy. drop the needle. Okay. Try that. Try hey, that. Hey, before it, you get off the phone, make the sound that it's making. Make a dirt bike sound when it's making. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, just... Blah, 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 blah. Look, I got... Blah, like, blah, 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 like that? But not, not that high. Blah, 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 blah. 
Like that? Lower. Or, or it's like, brop, 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 brop. It was like, whoop, 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 brap. Brap. That's like that. That's how a race bike sounded. Yeah. All right, buddy. Try that Try that needle. Try the needle. All right. No, I tried, Steve. Thank you. Yep, no problems. I'm lost with that guy. Choppy, I never heard that. Derek, you have another Atlas brace question for Kiefer. No, Alta. Alta, I'm sorry. I thought Atlas, Atlas Alta. Yeah. I, Samsonite. My, no, Mark's put Alta. I just read it wrong. So, uh, okay. my bad. What's going on? No, I was, I'm kind of intrigued by I'm kind of looking at it, interested. But what I was wondering is if we, when we go more this way in the future, uh, how is the industry responding like, uh, like all of your engine components, like pipes, pistons, cams, engine builders, all of those kind of companies, as we move more electric, and everything's going to be done with a computer or a phone or whatever. Is there any apprehension from from all those guys? You know, FMF, Pro Circuit, whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. They hate it. Um, I've I've posted things on my Instagram before, and um, some of those guys don't like it because it's threatening their business, right? And I get it. I understand it. Um, but honestly, I just don't see electric technology taking over motocross world. I just don't see that. I think there's still going to be combustion engines for a very, very long time, no matter how um, smart we get with electric and batteries. And I just still feel like our demographic, you know, that ride, um, since we're not getting a lot of the younger generation on bikes, it seems like. So I just feel like uh, there's still going to be a lot of room for combustion engines and four strokes, two strokes. Okay. All right. Well, that's kind of good. And it's, I'm kind of on both ends of the spectrum because I ride a two stroke now, but I'm looking at electric. So I'm both ends of that there, but no, I'm with um, you too. Like for me, I love riding the Alta. Like I'll freaking ride it from a house and have fun. And sometimes that's even more fun for me to ride the electric bike than it is, you know, a gas powered bike. So I'm on both sides as well. Okay. Thanks, well, man. And I had a uh, tech question for Steve for the Golden Wrench there. Uh, I never won a uh, Golden Wrench. I was fucked out of it in uh, 1999. Well, we all think you won it anyway. Thank you. So um, the question here is I've got a 252 stroke. There's practicing starts on it. Is it choppy? Always ran clean. Is it, is it choppy? <laughs> is it choppy? Well, it was always – it's never had a problem. But today it did it a couple times on wide open shifting from second to third. It bogged, and it made me a little nervous doing the rest of the laps, hitting jumps and whatever. Make the sound that never makes. done it any other time. Hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, you might want to check into the reed cage a little bit. Could be chipping a reed if you're if you're wide open, if you're under full throttle a little bit like that. Um, what about your floats? Yeah, no, no. not not that. Uh, spark plug, change spark plug. Uh, that that that's that, that could go bad if you got if you got if you're under load, and you're kind of shifting under load and giving it throttle at the same time. If it's been an older spark plug, you could even that's a simple thing that you could try right away. Okay. But yeah, check the reads. Okay. I'll right. give that a try. All right, man. Thank you. Okay. We have so many calls, Kiefer, and we have to get moving. We have to move. Short show. Melissa. Ooh. Hey, how is it going? Good. What's your question for uh, Kiefer about the Atlas? Yeah. I actually am very interested to see what his uh Take is on the Atlas since uh, Jude Stallard is my little boy. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. We're pretty excited. Have they reached out to you yet, the, the NOOF? Has he actually contacted you yet? 
Well, not yet. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> new, that's new for you. He's very busy. But um, yeah, you. you I mean, it's been a few minutes. I, I'll, I'm going to give him a few hours. Yeah, it's give fine. him till give him till tomorrow or something. New's very busy, but congratulations. Thanks for entering. No, thank you so much. It's, we're pretty excited. So okay, thanks. cool. Uh, all right, so they'll be in contact. Anything else? No, just uh, awesome. Hey, keepers, everybody. Hello. Thanks, uh, thanks. Basically, uh, for her, real quick. Yeah. Um. Like for me, like I said earlier, I think it's it it makes it helps it'll help your kid. I feel like still keep his technique and his movement on his bike. Before I put my son in a neck brace back when he was nine years old, and I immediately took it off of him after about a couple of days of riding. And Heather and I decided let's just take it off him, and he looked better on a bike because he can move. Um, so fast forward till now, they've evolved, and I feel like it doesn't hurt their movement on the bike as much. So um, as a parent. Um, people ask me, would you put your kid in one? And I would say, yes, I would put my kid in one just so I can, uh, the simple fact of now he can move more and it doesn't hurt um, his movement on the bike. All right. There you go, Melissa. Thanks for entering. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks so much. We'll see you at High Point next year. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, Ride-engineering.com. Have you checked out their website lately? They've got a lot of cool stuff going on, a lot of little things that help your bike work better, whether it's the triple clamps that Jess Pettis used to win a MX2 title up in Canada, or they got the clutch cable bracket, the master cylinder covers in color in uh, different colors, plenty of things at ride-engineering.com, and uh, obviously the bar mount uh, that I used on RM, I, I'm going to be getting one for, for Blue Crew. What? The Blue Crew. Oh, yeah. The mount. For sure. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, But this week's uh, product spotlight is 2017-18 Honda CR450 pull rods, $199, pulp-20. Code will save those, uh, save you money on that. And basically, they're longer than stock, and uh, they're only one millimeter, but it goes a long way. It helps with the balance of the bike. And Kiefer, you're a fan of these things. Yep. So I kind of tested a lot of different sizes in this pull rod area when the 17 came out. Did you help Adrian with this stuff, or did um, you? Yeah, he, Adrian oh. had like a one millimeter, 1.25, and 1.50, mm-hmm. and I kind of weeded through them and kind of just gave him a direction of what I feel worked the best. And that one millimeter range helped, and that is on stock suspension. It's not wasn't a revalve mm-hmm. or nothing, and basically just adding that one millimeter length to the 17 and 18 model. Just help acceleration traction. You can run your sag to like 106 instead of having that 108 setting. Um, it helps on decel, slightly more comfort coming into braking bumps. And for me, it just helps the ride balance of the bike feel less stink bug. So it, it helps that way. I told Matt this earlier today. I haven't tried it on the 2019 model yet. I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not 100%, I'm pretty sure they will work. I just haven't tried it to give you guys enough feedback. some changes to the frame of the bike and everything. Yeah, the yeah. swing arm, the yeah. linkage is a little different. Yeah. So we have to check in on that first. Right, but 17 and 18, it's a good mod? Absolutely, yeah. 200 bucks minus the Pulpamex-20 discount, everybody, at ride-engineering.com. Uh, last week, we highlighted the uh, clamps that uh, basically have the Ride Engineering logos at the front of them. Oh, that's sick. So if you have an RWE Clean. Honda and you want to complete the look. Yeah, so I got some uh, set of those for my bike. Oh, yeah? I haven't put them on yet, but yeah. uh, I'm going to do that. And uh, what's good about Adrian is he really tries to mimic the same rigidity as a stock clamp and to me that's important and that's kind of what i really tried to drive home for him when he made these clamps is like please 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 get the same rigidity from your clamps as stock ones because yeah. these other ones that i tried just too stiff some of them are are just overdone yeah and yeah. for the average guy man they don't need stiffer clamps yeah look at the factory some of them some of them go back to stock 
Absolutely. You know, so uh, Chris Kiefer here on the Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Mike, you have a throttle tube question, quickly. Yeah, what's going on? So I run YG 2017 YG250F from 190 pounds. I live up in Colorado. And so it takes a little bit more twist of the throttle to get me going, if you catch what I'm saying. And so I'm wondering if uh, they make like a larger diameter throttle tube so it takes less degrees of rotation and max it out to the stop. I don't know if you got a product that would do that or if you got any advice. Thanks. Uh, Motion Pro. Motion Pro makes all different types of throttle tubes and ranges and pulls. Um, if you okay. go onto Motion Pro, I'm sure you can find something for your bike and something that will give you a different throw for your uh, your throttle pull. All right, no doubt. Right. Thanks, boys. No problem. Thank you. Use BTOsports.com. Call and mention Pulpamex, and uh, they'll give you a discount. Quizno. Hey. Quizno. Uh, are you just, here from uh, Little Canada, Minnesota? Are you? Uh, you're not the you're not the founder of Quizno Subs, are you? Because I really like those subs. You know, I could lie and say I am, but mm-hmm. nah, yeah. I'm not. Okay, what's up, man? What's your question? But quick question for Keeper. I have a Cowie 2016 450F, and the last six motos I've raced on the start, I would launch, and my seat would come unlatched from the gas tank. Whoa. Have you ever heard of that before? Never have, no. First time. I've heard it happen yeah. to bikes, not that Cowie specifically, not, yeah. but I've seen it on bikes, yeah. bikes before, yeah. Um, what about your seat Your seat pan? Is that piece where it hooks into that little, um, on your fuel tank, is that bored out and blown out? No, it, it literally just slides out. I'm a heavier dude, like pushing 240, and it just literally, the seat folds Hmm. Yeah, you just need, by the bolts in the back. Have you, need, you tried? Uh, you need oh, sorry, new foam. Ahead. You need new foam. There you go. You need guts racing. Yeah, I was going to say the same. thing. I mean, I, I got the guts Velcro seat. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so. I think I think the foam is just too soft, right? It's just worn out, and now that's what it's doing. It's going collapsing and pulling off from. If your if the little nugget is not worn, because those things get grooves in them after a while, right. um, and that'll that'll cause problems. But if it's not worn, then that's your seat foam is the issue. I would think. Okay, not the plastic. No, I don't think so. No. All right. Uh, Guts Racing. I appreciate it. Guts Racing for new foam. Use the code. Heck, Thanks, bud. Yeah. Thank. Appreciate it. Bye. Uh, did you know there's a real option for riders to not have to clean an air filter ever again? Yes. Imagine a good option that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filter. Pro Filter. Go to MaximaUSA.com. Uh, go enter the Pulpamex 35 code at checkout to save with uh, power, uh, Pro Filter. Sold to power sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use air filter or high-quality premium air filter for your next service. So they have the ones that are throwaways and the ones that you uh, that are premium ones that can last a little while longer. So. What's worse for you, changing tires or filters? Filters. Okay. Tires are baby shit. Baby shit? Baby shit. Okay. You can do tire, no problem. Uh, so Pro Filter, please check them out, and uh, we, th- we thank those guys for supporting the show. Honda World Downey as well. Uh, whether it's a Civic, whether it's a CRX, whether it's a new... On the original one? I got it. I got to call him. I haven't done it. Oh, yeah. I need to get on. Maybe I, I should thought get that on. Was, I thought that was going on. No, what was happening with I that? Wish, I need to call him. I called him once. I never called him back. I want to maybe get on the Ridgeline Live. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Ridgeline Life, bro. Ridgey. You oh, can join. I fucking love Ridgeline. Please don't ever do that You again. can join Deuce Deuce, do Vince Freeze, myself. Vince Freeze? Seely. I got Vince Freeze a deal with Steve. Oh, no shit. At Honda World Downey. Right on. Yeah. That's so cool that you and Vince are, are homies. We're fine. Awesome. This, this is the thing that people don't understand about me. Like, I'm cool. Right. Like, people think I'm such a dick. You're not. 
I'm not. Right. But I'll, if I see a dick move on the racetrack, I'll call it a dick move. And they'd think you're a dick because of that. But if you want to call me because you want a deal on a truck. You're in. No problem. Right. doesn't affect what you did. The dick move on the track doesn't affect me in real life. You can separate Could it. Could be a dick. Yeah. Okay. These guys don't fucking understand that. It's business personal. Yeah. Right. So Vince, I and I heard through mutual friends that Vince was like, I'm not calling that guy. Me. He's like, fuck that dude. No, I don't think so. I just thought he, he thinks that I don't like him, so whatever. Oh, okay. I'm like, no, Vince, here. Let me talk to Steve and look this up. Right. Awesome. No problem. Shit, I need to do that. All right. And he, he told me, like, his best deal, Honda World down, he killed it and gave him more for a trade-in. Really? Like he was stoked. No shit. Yeah. God. Honda World Downey, 30 minutes in from anywhere in LA. Please check them out. Get it dialed in. Uh, BTOsports.com. Tweet it, Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. BTOsports.com. Call them. Put it. Put it in the notes, Pulpamex in the notes that you can save with those guys. Uh, BTOsports.com, they, whether it's your mountain bike, whether it's your street bike, whether it's your dirt bike, whatever it is, your passion, BTOsports.com has got you covered. We'll match it. Uh, thanks to those guys for making this happen. They've been sponsors of our show, fuck, like eight years now or something, seven and a half years. So thanks to BTOsports.com for, for everything they do for us. Great company, great guys. <laughs> and um, let's do this. Questions are submitted to Pulpamex Show. Marks goes through the best ones. Love this guy right here. Picks them, and uh, and here we go. This one's from Marks's Mc, McLove Life. Okay. With Hunter Lawrence moving to the States and rumors of Dean Ferris coming over for 2019, which Australian has the more successful year in the U.S.? Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence. Oh, me too? Sure. Dean, because he's doing outdoors only. So I feel like he do. He already showed himself, I don't know showed what he, us what he could do. But I don't know what team he's going to ride for, so I don't really know. Oh, okay. You know, Hunter at least going to have Geico. All right. Uh, there were a couple questions about this. What does Seven Deuce Deuce do about a national number? He's not going to get one right now. Dan Truman's done the numbers. Uh, there's always a bit of sketchiness on the foreign guys and what license they're riding under because sometimes they're not eligible for points. But it looks like Deuce Deuce is going to be like 100 or 101, which means he gets to keep – how many points did he get? Do we know? Total. 36 or something. Oh, he's getting a number, dude. No, I, I'm just telling you right now. We added him up. Oh, you did? This guy's saying 91. No, it's not. Um, because you got to remember, there's single digits that aren't being used, and, and we don't quite know if Anderson's going to get a single digit. He hasn't returned my calls. Um, <laughs> Weimer, is somebody going to take 12, or is Weimer going to keep it? You know, I don't think Jake's racing next year, so I don't think he's going to need 12. Um so there's a lot of things in play, but it doesn't look like Seven Deuce Deuce is going to get a number. Mm. He'll be right there. Maybe. All right, this one's from Moto Tweet. Building off the talk of a messed up amateur program, what do you think about factory slash big name riders traveling to the first Loretta regional rounds just to ensure they get a spot? It really screws over anyone who actually lives in that region. Yeah, these dudes ride two or three regionals. Yeah. Yeah. Do it all the time. Yeah. It's fucking stupid, but what are you going to do? Amateur racing, bro. Outside of Mumford and DeFrancesco. Is that who called in? Who called in? DeFrancesco, yeah. DeFrancesco yeah. called in? Yeah, yep. I like him too. Yep. All right. This one's from BC. Uh, PC used to have a strict rule of staying in Cali. Do they need to start it back up? The current <laughs> trend is not good. Dude, they might, right? Like, they used to never let their... Like, if you were winning, you could leave. Other than that, like, you were stuck there. And with the way things are going, and with Star Guys 
riding in Cali. I wonder if Mitch, that's a good question. I wonder if Mitch goes back to his old school ways. Like so, you're staying here. With Savachi leaving, who's filling that spot? Marchbanks. Marchbanks, okay. Yeah. So it's going to be Marchbanks, Marty, AC, Forkner. Okay. This one's from Chase McCormick. When factory teams pick up sponsors, is it a deal for both the U.S. circuit and the GP circuit, i.e. Red Bull KTM here in America and the GPs? I've also noticed Monster sponsors both Yamaha and Cowie in the States and abroad. Yeah, they try to keep the same. Not always, though. Red Bull is not uh, a team sponsor in Canada for KTM. They got, they're got on the riders, but they're not team sponsors. So um, they try to keep it the same, but it's not always necessarily. Monster Honda for a couple of years in Europe, I think. Um, Brian wants to know why does Weed always sound like he's out of breath during the pod reviews? I don't know his whole phone situation, screaming kids, <laughs> janky phone, just because he's he, running around chasing kids. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Weed is a mess. Uh, from Colin Fletchall, please ask the question from Heather's Keister. I don't I care what it is. <laughs> when was <laughs> the last good question? When was the last time the rule to see the top ten in points and qualifying automatically was used? Shorty. Uh, at Southwick, Shorty ran out of gas, or no, Shorty didn't qualify. Oh, really? He didn't qualify, and he, and he thought he was done, and he got in. Huh. He was top 10 in points. Um, there's actually two from Heather's Keister. Okay. Ooh, two. Were the second pair of goggles Dylan Ferrandis used for his two-goggle setup at Ironman Custom? They looked like a big lens with foam around the edges and a strap. Um, no, the foam was cut away. It's just a stock pair with just cut away foam. So to make it like closer to your face, oh. to not like kind of amplify it. Okay, you know what I mean. So another one from Heather's Keister. Okay, how big of a role has Reed's history of burning bridges and throwing teams slash bikes under the bus over the years played into his difficulty securing rides late in his career? Yeah, some of it for sure. For some, but you know, he threw Honda under the bus pretty good that last year with them, and Kiefer said that maybe marketing is looking into trying to do something. So again, I said this a month ago. If Charles Manson put in good laps he would the team would find him a ride that's oh, wow that's, that's how it works hmm. so yes it's caused reed some difficulties like he'll never ride a yamaha again they didn't like him he didn't like them but at the bottom line if they think you can win or or get sponsors or attract fans people can find rides for you things get forgiven this one's from mark hansen for Kiefer. Kiefer, do you believe in trusting the process they can fuck the process. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, from Andre's Papa, Kifa. Ki- Ki- Papa Kifa. Papa Kifa. <laughs> Kifa. Papa, don't preach. You are all about class and etiquette. Oh, when, yeah. Yeah, he is. When Marvin Muskan talked in the press conference, he said, quote unquote, the competition was tough. Zero respect or props to the competition, which obviously is only the one guy he couldn't beat. Is it that hard to say congrats to Eli? Uh, I just think it's a French thing. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think he means by anything. I think Marvin's a nice guy. I just don't, you know, he's different. It's different. It's a different culture. So, and I'm sure he congratulated him because he's done it before. He's gone and shake Eli's hand. I've seen him interact with each other after a whole supercross bullshit. So yeah, I don't think he is anything bad. Um, from Cameron Stickney. Pookie's just in tell me, informing you, me that we forgot the second commercial break. Yeah, I was going to remind you. Well, we can't have it now. we got to get you guys out of here. Short show. So I don't no, want no to interrupt the flow of the show. Like, yeah. if you need to do it. No, 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 no pumpkins. I forgot. And, and Pookie reminded me. So, 
Totally forgot about that. How did you for, how do you forget about commercials? I'm in the zone tonight. I'm I'm gnarly and I'm in the zone. I'm trying to get you guys out of here. What? Nothing. Go what ahead. She, what she said? Sorry. What did she say? I don't know what she said. What, hold on. What'd you say? I said I said twelve cups of coffee. Stay in your lane. So I'll <laughs> stay in my lane. I'll stay the fuck in my lane. Stay, stay in your lane. Who brought you? Cut her off. Cut her off now, Steve. <laughs> you know what? Stay in your lane. Hey, we almost had a domestic earlier because they were <laughs> Kiefer's were driving up, and I don't know what they were talking about. But at some point, Chris told Heather, "Hey, stay in your lane." <laughs> and hey, Heather was like, "What?" I was I was kind of overwhelmed at the time, and I was so that's why we're saying I that was time. hungry for one, and I was waiting H- to eat hangry. fucking capriotti. He was angry. He was angry. That's what Heather said. He was angry. And so bad. I had my phone was blowing up, and I I was driving, and I was just a little overwhelmed. So I still told Heather, "Just <laughs> chill the fuck out. Stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane." Wow. I would get wally whopped if I said that to Dude, my wife. I, I tried to say it, and she I didn't even get it out before Pookie gave me a look, and I just stopped. <laughs> so. All right, no commercial break tonight, but but if we did have a commercial break, we'd play another Pumpkin song. Hey, thank you. Uh, that's what the people are listening say. Thanks, Kiefer. <laughs> no commercials. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Cameron Stickney, Kiefer, what is, in your opinion, the best and worst-looking production bike of the last 10 years? Uh, 10 years? So, to, 2008. 2019 Yamaha uh, YZ450. It's beautiful. The best looking bike, honestly. We talk shit on the RM Army, man, but that bike is pretty. Look, that's beautiful looking. Um, I also think the worst looking bike ten years would have to be. I honestly didn't like the 09 Honda look at all. Ten years. That's 2008. Yeah, 2009 Honda. When it went from a 2008 to 2009, mm. it it wasn't that attractive. The KTM's with the gray frames, like that was pre 2008. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. From Carl Grenier, uh, Roxon talked about riding at Chad's place. Does this mean that 22 didn't sell his property yet? Is it still for sale? I think it's still for sale. Yeah, I don't think he sold it. I think if it, somebody wants to take it for the right price, he'll let it go. From Brady Carpenter, at what point does JGR look in the mirror and begin to make some changes? Over the past couple of years, three riders, Brayton, Nicoletti, and Barsha, have all done better once they left the team. Brayton was pretty good at JGR, dude. Yeah, he did. He had a great year yeah. this year, but Brayton made podiums, won heat races, did pretty well at JGR. Phil? Phil got fifth overall on a JGR bike. He actually did better. He got sixth this year. Phil was fifth like two years ago in 450 Nationals. Never got a podium. Got a podium in a moto, though. Rockstar dish. So. Good. That's not totally accurate, but I get what the guy's saying. Dish. This the Barsha thing doesn't look good for him. Like, that's not a good look for JGR. <laughs> but you know he, what? He got on a Yamaha and killed it, but his home life was better. Home life's better, and Yamaha got a bad rap with James, and now it's just... Just shit happens, man. Blue crew. Hashtag blue crew. This one's from Sean. Didn't Steve predict Plessinger as winning both Supercross and Motocross in the SX preview show? Mm, I hope I did. I don't know. I say a lot of things that are smart and then dumb. So I don't really keep track. Um, That's a great analogy. (laughs) Smart and then dumb. Yeah, like like I'm wrong and sometimes I'm right. Like JT, I think, has a chalkboard of everything he says and he puts little marks. Flow chart? Yeah. When he gets things right, he's very quick to point this out. Like, as I said over and over, and I just don't care. Like, like, I get things right. I get things wrong. I have always said Aaron has a talent to be a double champion because 
three years ago, in the middle of a moto, he would go three seconds faster than everybody for a few laps. And that's not something that, like, you luck into. So I'm always like, if he can figure that out, he can win because that's right. a gift. And so that was always that was always my thing. So I hope I did say that. I don't know, but whatever. You, you're going to get some right. You're going to get some things wrong. Unless you're JT, you just make sure you make everything right. Uh, this one's from Tomo. Mm-hmm. For Kiefer, what's the first mod slash change you'd recommend for Steve on the YZ450? And don't say suspension. I added that because that's always the first thing. Don't well, say obviously. suspension. I would say... I'm good. I got the Pookie map. I'm good. Fuck, that's a good question. Okay. My bike's stock. I'm, I'm getting rid of those grips. Now, see, I like those grips. I'm getting rid of those grips. Um, I would say bar bend if he doesn't like the bar bend. I don't like crossbarless bars. I like You're going to go to the crossbar. I like having a crossbar okay. in, like there in my face. Okay, well, then yeah. there you go. Yeah. Or change his map to Pookie map. No, I got Pookie map. That's what I'm saying, but if you just give it a oh, bite. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got the Pookie map deep in there. He buried it in there. Oh. And it is good. That's a bottom. I'm not sure how to proceed. There you go. It's a bottom. That's a bottom. Just okay. hits. <laughs> Just hits. It's the bottom. It's the bottom. Uh, are we we're not there yet. So just pitch, okay, all right, chill okay. down. All right, we're okay. getting there. Sorry, <laughs> all right. From Kale Bar with Supergrass shopping around the TV rights. Does this potentially mean that Ralph is finally out? And if NBC buys the rights, could Weege be in? Yes, Weege could be in. God, it'd be good. But I don't think I think the Supercross promoters would not let that happen. They don't want to align themselves with outdoors. They mm. don't like it. Wow. And I like Ralph. Ralph's not perfect, but Ralph's good. So Ralph's fine. These people need to lay off Ralph. What about Jeff? Ralph's good. <laughs> um this one's from Jesse three eighteen. I know it's personal, but they have made it public. But is Reed's beef with JT and Burner the same issue resulting in two lost friendships? No, we've covered this. People need to listen to shows. JT's beef with Chad, like we this, we covered this in January. Mm-hmm. This was a good month of stuff, right, Marks? You know what it is about? No. What? I don't. You sit there in the chair every Monday. Yeah. He zones out, bro. I, t- I kind of tin your voice out. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Someone called Gibbs. Oh. Um, this one's from Tanner Hall. Does Star pick up an arena cross guy for AP spot? Uh, no. I think they're full, right? What, who they who they got? Uh, they got that. Um, I'll think of it. You're on the spot. I can't yeah. think of it right now. Okay. I think they're good with four. From Luke Nesler. What are the chances that Marvin and Webb get along next year on the same team and train as one unit? Oh, that's going to be good. Anderson, Marv, Webb, Osborne. Did you see him fucking with him? Mar- yeah. Webb? That was... Is Anderson going to A guy catches you late in a moto, and you fight him off like he's the devil. Right. Like... That was aggressive. Aggressive. Yes. Yes. From Matt Marriott... With two huge names at Factor Yamaha, who do you think has a higher salary, AP or Barsha? Oh, Ooh, good question. Good question. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I could see cases for both, right? Like, I don't really know. I can do some digging and I can ask, but. I bet you AP makes more. What you gear think? is AP going to go with, you think? That's a good question. Yeah. Do you know? No, I do not. From Chandler Harrell, how much does Emig and Grant make for their respective TV deals? And same for Weege and Ralph. I know what Weege makes. 
I don't feel like I should tell what Weech makes. Is it good? Uh, he got a big raise this year or last, and it's good now. But it wasn't for a while. So let's say if that was his sole money. No, is... can't let, no. Okay. From pl- oh, maybe with Weech, maybe Weech could. Yeah, <laughs> pinching it. This was from Josh Brown. Kiefer, are we going to have to wait for the app as long as we had to wait for your podcast to come out? We need some two smoker settings in our world. My guy's helping me because you're too big. I didn't want to bother Marks with this. He's busy enough. And I didn't really tell anybody this here, but yeah, it's, I would say end of October. Yeah. Lame. But the app will be about settings for dirt bikes. So things that I've learned over the years with bikes. We talked about a Bible since he called me a one-up guy. Now I'm really going to drive it home. So we'll have years of motorcycles. You You have preferred settings, and then you have stock settings. You have torque specs, everything. So it's almost like an owner's manual for the guys at the track. And I talked to Marks about this earlier when I first started thinking of it, but then he got overwhelmed with other shit, so I don't want to fuck Yeah, we're still working on our app, so just fantasy back it down. Why are you yelling? I'm not. Seem very upset. I'm not. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> From Shenzi Rubani. Come on, we gotta hurry up. I'm I'm going. Okay. If you'd stop yelling, Stevo. FIM FIM requires riders to wear chest protection. Is that rule also implemented at Destinations? And would Team America yeah, riders be are. exempt? No, they are. They gotta they gotta wear them. Mm. Evan James wants to know what's the best product to use to wash your bike slash boots with. Uh, well, he says he's been using Simple Green. Yeah, yeah. you got to cut that though, man, because it's harsh. It'll blow out. It'll dull your white boots pretty quick. So if, you, if you're going to use Simple Green, cut it half half oh, I do water. And then uh, if Ooh, not, if it's something a little bit mellower, that helps too. Is 409. I use 409. From Mike Julian, referring to Savachi, can you think of another title contender to finish tenth in a series without missing a race? No. From Jock Mihoff. Early prediction. Rookie of the year for 450s next year. Plessinger, Osborne, Savachi, or Hill? What was the name on that one again? Jock Mihoff. Is this a, is this a prank call? Jock Mihoff. What was the question? Plessinger. Okay, go ahead and answer it. I don't yeah, Plessinger. Okay, we're good? Um, Sure. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. There's a lot of questions tonight. At Paul. We had a lot of phone calls, too, yeah. tonight. All right. Um, Okay, so we're good. I don't know. Are we good? You guys, you want to skip it? No. We still got voicemails. Should we skip this? No, we gotta charge this. Um, people. Oh boy. Turn ahead. There we go. There we go. All right, listen, that, dude. So listen, this is the end of the show. We're gonna go into Kiefer after dark, but we're gonna end it now. Yes. Everyone, just kids, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Relax. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to SwissCore, Moser, Pookie, Heather, everybody. Thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Mission Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Thanks to Colt Nichols, Dan Bentley, Chad Reed, AC, was on? Yep. Remember that? Finding Stu vlog? Part one. Um, and still, so, still haven't watched it yet. I got to watch it. So we're going to just conclude the show now. You can end it. And then if you still want to listen, we'll be right back with Kiefer After Dark.
And we're back. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> <Okay>. for... <laughs> okay. Yeah! Uh, thank you, everybody. Remember, if you have the little ones, put them to bed. Uh, <laughs> don't let them listen to this. Uh, don't complain. Don't write in. This is a little bit of uh, Kiefer After Dark right now. To help you people through, we got some voicemails. we got some emails. And uh, we will help you. I get my Your note. mic's on. Your mic's on. Your mic's on. Oh. You want it on or off? Turn it off. Okay, hold on. All right. Turn stand, it off. Stand your line. off. Okay, stand your line. Um... Okay, here's some e- emails, Kiefer. Okay. All right, here, here we go. Uh, Two-part question. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years, met through a mutual friend who also rides. She knew about motocross before me, but never actually had a serious relationship with a racer. Three weeks after we started dating, she came to a race to watch me for the first time. She wasn't there very long before my moto was up, and the first gate drop she ever watched me do ended badly over the bars, snapped my collarbone, break my pelvis, dislocate my hip. Wow. And tearing my ACL and meniscus. She was a wreck also, but she spent the whole week with me in the hospital. I had three surgeries and was on bed rest for a month, and she never left my side. But now, a year-long comeback, I'm starting to ride again. We're fighting a lot. Sometimes I genuinely think she's jealous of all the time and effort I spend in the garage prepping my bike. I think she honestly wants me to hang up the boots. She hates my bike and blames it for my injuries. What do I do? I can't bail on this chick because I love her. And she helped me through the worst time of my life. But also, she's causing a lot of fights over my damn bike and going riding. Right. So this is common. And I have a good friend um, that all he does is think about dirt bikes. You know, he comes over, he talks about dirt bikes. And his wife doesn't fully understand why he's so engulfed in the sport. I feel like he uh, he pays more attention to dirt bikes than he does sometimes his family. Um, I can see Is this both- janky bike? No. I can see both sides of this. So what you have to do... Is this Gary? No. What you have to do is sit down and talk to her about, and nicely, about how important and what motorcycles bring to your life. Mm-hmm. And then oh, in that same... Oh, In that same... It's Kiefer. ...breath, you need to talk to her and say how important she is to your life. Because what it all boils down to, if she's that important... Um, and she leaves, maybe dirt bikes will not be as important to you as you thought they were. So I had this talk with Heather when I first started dating Heather. I go, look, I love being with you. There's no other girl that I want to be with, but this is another part of my life that's very important. And it, it doesn't work without you. So you need to get her involved more. And actually, if you think you're in the garage way more than you're paying attention to her. You need to kind of flip that. I mean, what is this guy, Eli Tomac? Like, how much are you riding here, bro? Here's the thing. Dirt bikes are addictive, and there's so many guys. You don't understand this, but people love going to the garage, doing shit to their dirt bike, getting home off work. Instead of talking (laughs) to their wife, they go and fuck around on their dirt bikes. So you need to kind of have a balance and pay attention more to your lady, dude, and then talk to your dirt bike later. Okay, go out, talk to it, go work on it, what you need to do, and go ride. Involve her. And tell her you're going to... Regard me. And tell her you're going <laughs> to pay attention yes. to her more. Yes. Right. So Heather has something to say. But you also don't want a chick that's going to cockbock you so you can't even be around your dirt bike. Because we have friends that are like that, too, that have gotten married and they've had to sell their dirt bike because the wife doesn't want them riding. Well, then that's when you clip them. If they're like that... Stay in your lane. <laughs> yes. Stay in your fucking lane. you got to say, look, this is important to me. This is part of my life, just like you are. That it, It's plain and simple. If that's part of your life, you got to make that a point to get across to your chest. But they put the pussy on a pedestal. Mark, Marks, you got all this? Just checking. I was taking notes, yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Hey, and real quick, when you talk to your lady, <laughs> be chill, respectful, and pay okay. attention, okay. and really, so it, it's all, when you talk to someone, it's all how you present what you're saying so to them. So this guy needs to work on his presentation. His delivery, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Where does stay in your lane yeah, just fall stay in your on, lane. on the chill scale? <laughs> okay, this is a second no, part. This no. is a two-part <laughs> two question. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Two-part two part question. I really love eating her ass and playing with her butt, but she's embarrassed and says she doesn't enjoy any of it. Enjoy any of it. At first, she would get super weirded out, but I kept persistent at it. Is that a question for Now, at least she lets me do it, but she just rolls... Stay in your lane. (laughs) But she lets me do it, but she just rolls her eyes. Like, seriously, I'd never force her to do anything, but I love her butt, and I want to play with it. Does she like it, but feels weird and dirty, or am I just a freak and should knock it off? You can't do that, dude. Yeah, dude. You, you need yeah. to... Uh, yeah, dude. Call Ronnie Mac. You need to not play with the ass. She's not into it. I don't understand how that works for you. I'm the opposite. If Heather's not into something, it doesn't turn me on at all. Like, I can't charge life knowing that... Rhino. Hey, Heather doesn't like... If Heather didn't like butt sex, I don't. I wouldn't want to bring it to the table because she's not mm. into it. She has to be like, okay, yes, that's good. I like this. Let's do it. Cut back. You if you can't 100% get rid of it, yeah. cut back 70%. Cut back. No one needs to eat ass every time you bone. No Apparently, one Ronnie Mac does. Yeah, but that's... No. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this one is another one for you. Kiefer, I'm in need of advice. I dated a 450 for a long time. We had fun. We had fun, got along really well. My friends liked the bike and everything was great until it wasn't. Long story short, I scrapped the 450 because things weren't clicking, and I felt like I didn't have that connection anymore. Soon after, I found a new bike, a mini bike, who I liked. Was doing similar things to me, was successful, hardworking, but because the bike was focused on schooling, it didn't ever have time for my friends to get to know it, which meant that my friends didn't like it, and this put a strain on me and my friends' relationship. Also, with it constantly working, this meant the fun we had when it wasn't in school is now gone, and it doesn't do anything but work now. While riding still occurs, it is not nearly as frequent and is more like riding a long, dry lake bed. It feels good, but there's no action. Mm. About a year of dating and riding the mini bike, I ran into the old 450. Right. At a friend's birthday party, and we struck up a convo. We talked and realized how cool and fast it was and how much I had actually missed hanging out with it. So we started hanging out, and we would do fun stuff like go to concerts, movies, dinners, and afterwards we'd ride like crazy. Doing backflips while riding single track and then hit a 100-foot quad. Amazing riding all around. The 450 would send me pictures of her bike and would talk about how she just wants to come over to ride my bike. Oh, God. Which the current bike would not. Right. This was all going on while still being in a relationship with the mini bike. And the mini bike was off in another state working 78 hours a week. 70, 80, not really a lot of time. So I went for a year and a half. Things got serious with the 450. She would start getting very needy and kind of would start acting crazy. And then we wouldn't talk for a few weeks and things would go back to the fun. Eventually, the 450, eventually the 450 stopped wanting to hang out because I would not get rid of the mini bike. Correct. I'm not sure why I won't get rid of the mini bike. It's not super fun. It's kind of slow and tired. It's rusty around the edges, but it does work hard and bring home the bacon. does love me, but nowhere near as fun as that 450. The mini bike tries to take an interest in things I enjoy, but my four, I can't get the 450 out of my mind. While this may sound convoluted and strange, the point is, what do you need when you are stuck between two bikes? 
one that is super fun, pretty reliable and hardworking, but doesn't understand that I need time for me and my work. Or one that you can ride until the cows come home and is amazing to ride. I could blend these two bikes together. It would be perfect, but I can't, and I don't know what to do. All right. Common problem. So what Just you... don't cheat, though. He yeah, was yeah. Cheating well, on, was... He was cheating on the he... 450. Here's the deal. Well, he's cheating on the mini bike with the 450. What you're, what you're talking about is a common problem. I don't know what you're going to say. Well, go ahead. Tell me what I'm going to say. Uh, you're going to say uh, you have to talk to the 450. No. I've talked to the mini bike mm-hmm. and ask the mini bike to work with you to do in, fun in shit. the bedroom. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, 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 but I, yeah, you're a big, you're a big guy. Like, you know, sit her down. Communication is everything with everything. You and I communicate, we're fine, right? We don't communicate sometimes. You get mad at me. No, there's no communication. The thing is, if you do not communicate with your lady what you want in the bedroom, you will cheat. Plain and simple. That's factual. I'm gonna bring something up. Hold on, we got breaking news from Gringo on Instagram, Marks. Uh, word for word, ass play is mandatory, guys. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Gringo. Thank you. <laughs> Breaking. Okay. Now, now back. Back to the regular schedule with Kiefer after dark. Um, Heather, when I first met Heather, she wasn't the best sex I've ever had. She was a dry lake bed. She was, didn't know very much. Um, the thing, <laughs> hey, I'm transparent. And we talked about this on the way up. I'm very like straight up. And she, this is nothing that she hasn't heard already. I'm just going to stay in my lane. So, as time went on, we communicated, and I said, here's what I need, what do you need? It got better, and it was so much better a year later. If he doesn't do that, what you're going to do, you're going to leave two lives, you're going to leave two lives, you're going to cheat on your current chick, you're going to fuck your life up, you're going to knock up the 450, and then you're going to be in dilemma. So either A... Will you produce a 250 if you knock up the 450? An 85. Okay, 85. (laughs) You either A, got to say, hey, this is what I need from a relationship, and she's either in or out. If she's out, you bail. And then you can do whatever you want with the 450, but the 450 is not marriage material. It sounds like the 450 drives them a little crazy. Right. Yeah. So you have to, if, num- if what is it, 250? What is it? Mini bike and a 450. If the mini bike is marriage material, she just needs work on other shit. You, you yeah, try she's, to she's fix those things. She works hard. She makes good money. She loves them. If you don't open up and talk, you're fucked. So talk to her. Maybe get a big bore on the mini bike. Right. Get, get a 105. 112. Exactly. Super, super mini. Right. But I do mean, you, but do you agree with that? This guy's, listen, this guy, he's cheating on the mini bike with the 450. And he's, he keeps coming back First of all, to how good the 450 is to ride. Right. So he's obviously like, he really, that's you know, what he, he's very thinking with his cock and balls. When I first met Heather, I still beat off to other girls because it was better. Right. So, you have to make your mind up where sex draws the line. Of course. Would I like to go fuck other chicks? Yes. Yeah. I would, I would love to go fuck other chicks. Let's do it. But I don't because I'm in love with my wife, right? You're out of your mind, dude. So, Such make up your mind. And, and what you're living with, the lies and all that shit, dude, that's going to catch up with you, man. And it weighs on you. The home life is shitty. And if you ride dirt bikes, I don't care. That stuff's in the back of your mind. You're going to yeah. fuck yourself up. You know, there's a lot of our listeners that think you guys are swingers. Really? You, yeah, I, I think there are. Because I think I'm so and, and, open and trans... And then you trans- say things like that, and then people are like, oh, wait, maybe not. I think I'm just so open and transparent that yeah. they think I'm just fucking whatever. Yeah, you're just banging. Just right. both of you are banging. Right. Okay. Um, so, talk to the mini bike. You have to. Yeah. 
And if if you think she is not going to change and you can't live with that mini bike, then you got to bail because you can't cheat the rest of your life. You can't do it. No, 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 no. Because if you, he didn't say he was married to the mini bike. No, 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 no. Yeah, because right. sooner or later you're gonna she's gonna ask when we're gonna get married. Then you're really gonna be fucked. All right. Um, what do we got for uh, voicemails? We got Kiefer after dark voicemails, right? Yes. And then we got what other voicemails? Yes. And then what else we got? I feel like there's a third one. There was the race tech rant. Oh, that's right. Okay. But, um, yeah. Uh, tell James we're gonna play his voicemail right now. Kay. So, all right. Here's some voicemail. Little graphic again. Keep the. Is this the graphic one? We yeah. Working? Let's just play it. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll roll the dice. Maybe we're canceled next week. Um. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Kiefer after dark voicemails. A couple of them. So this is a Kiefer after dark story. Just a warning. Hold on. I'm Pookie needs to grab home. a headset. Pookie, grab the headset. She wants to listen. This is involved. Just we'll we'll wait for her. Here we go. Do, 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 do. No, no, it's Pookie involved in this. No, oh, okay. she just wants to hear it. No, I thought, he's, I thought deck, he mentioned something about Pookie. is Maserati and Lamborghini. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Back home from Oregon. I'm doing a three-way with my buddy. Me and, the, and I'm doing her doggy style, right? All right, so I, I start to eat her out, Kiefer. And I, I got gum in my mouth because I never met this lady. Just to, keep, just to make sure that, you know, everything down there is running correctly. The tip you've used. Keep, keep the flavor all right. So... I'm licking away, going for it. What I think I have in my mouth is gum. Not gum, baby. It's toilet paper. Oh, oh dude, toilet paper. Mouthful of toilet paper. Without missing a beat, buddy. Off the roof of my mouth, flicked it on the fucking floor. That's how hot this chick was. And back to it. Mm. Oh, and then it gets better. Doggy style anal. Oh, yeah. Pull out, poop all over her back. Again, without missing a beat, because I'm a good friend. Wow. I don't want my buddy to hit it, hit it dirty. Grab the towel, wipe off the back. Flip her around, pass her to my buddy. Anyway, keep her after dark. Later. I mean, that's okay. He's that's he's that's excited. Br- that's and, brutal. Yeah. Like I'd be out. First of all, in the dark you can't see shit, but you can smell it, so you know what's going on down there, right? I don't care how hot a chick is. If you got toilet paper in your vagina, chances are you don't want to fuck with it. All right. So you're out. I'm out. Yeah. She <laughs> chicks know if you got toilet paper in your vagina. And she does. She know. gives zero Fs if it's in there, and you're downtown. I don't know. That's not cool, dude. I don't, Heather, would you know this if you have it in there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, this guy's very. Happy. But I mean, yeah, you're with your buddies. You, you high fived. And, Unless she was super drunk. James. Yeah, that's true. You hear Kiefer? Yeah. You hear Kiefer about your story? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, He's out. He's out, bro. Come on, Pookie. Come on, Pookie. <laughs> I'm trying to save her pride here. Work with me. And I'm trying to keep my buddy. Come on, Chris, work with me. I'm trying to keep my buddy. He's all excited. He set this up off of, I think it was like plenty of fish. Right. Jeez. He's all ex- he's all excited about it. Okay. He's my boy. Plenty of toilet he's my paper. Very a body buddy. Did you I guys? Know, Steve. Did you guys? Go but on? hey, hey, hey. Oh, well, yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Chris. Dude, I find the whole three-way thing with a dude really weird. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I've, I, done I, I've done it. You have. Oh yeah, multiple times. Did you guys go both in at the same time? S- no. I was in a gangbang. It's super weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not weird to me. It's weird. It is, well, no, it's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. You got to know. Well, yeah. Is it weird because I there's another it. penis in the room? Is that why you're weirded out? You're just trying to find a rhythm. You're trying to find, and you don't want to do any touching. Right. You don't want to hide. You know, you don't want to look in each other's eyes. No, cro- <laughs> no crossing swords. <laughs> no crossing swords. Right. Just the tip. Like the one, one of them. You're, I- you're gonna have incidental contact. It's gonna happen. Well, dude, I, I don't remember any. <laughs> I definitely tried to stay out of it. 
You know, did and, you just hang out and wait while he was doing it, and then you jumped in? No, 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 he, no, 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 no. She was doggy. Yes, yeah, same thing. I was behind. Me. Yeah, he was but in dude, front, Chris. Like, work with me, buddy. Yeah, you're yeah. you're looking. You're at your looking at your body, and like you're in the throes right. of passion. Like it's a little weird. <laughs> right, and there's a mirror behind him, so I can see him watching me. Watch it, dude. Yeah, he, dude. it's awkward. I'm gonna admit it's yeah. awkward. Okay. Sounds gay. You've never had that. You go with it. You've never done nah, that. No, 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 Verloot. You stay out of this. I've been in a, <laughs> I've been in a room where uh, I've beaten off while my buddy's fucking a chick, but I've Fair never. Fair enough, right? I've never. Lights on? Oh, I take that back. I've done. Uh, medium light. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, but I've, I've, I've been around. That doesn't weird me out. Like, we're all it in there for the same it. reason, okay? Yeah, I, but when you're in the I physical did... act of doing it yeah. and your eyes meet. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Well, like when you I, like pretend like I we're doing it right now. No, I'm not gonna pretend no, nothing. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm no, not looking. No, I'm not wait. looking. Let no. me just try something on. No, you. I'm not low. Try, try with marks. <laughs> but aren't we like when I'm doing it? I'm like, yeah. No, I, no, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> try it with marks. I don't know. Marks, Maybe look marks at me. Is in the, regard him. Look regard him. Look, look at me. <laughs> I'm going to town, right? And I look at you like I point to you like, yeah, what's up? We like air high five and shit, right? No, yeah, that's that's that. Nope. Really? So the one one time that I was I was with the guy one one of the times, the guy was you were with what? I was with the guy doing a <laughs> okay, chick. Thank you. He he made fun of me for the next two years because he said I had my eyes closed and I was doing porn face. Yeah. And, oh. and that's because I didn't want to look at him. <laughs> and he said you were like doing. <sighs> you were giving. You were giving. You know, like, uh -oh. like the whole. Uh -oh. He's like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying not to look at you. Oh my god, dude. is that Fernand? Yes, yes, it was Fernand. Because I can totally hear you he's like, saying what? that to you. And he's like, oh, he's got the best porn face ever. And I'm like, Dad, dude, because I don't want to look at you, so my eyes are closed. Oh my god, oh my so, god. this okay. reminds me. So what you did right there yeah. in my threesome, when my buddy nutted, you remember Michael Jackson Thriller? Yeah. When he turns it in the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what? buddy look like. So you know, when Michael starts like. Wide open. So when my buddy was getting ready to nut, he was like transforming, like something was crawling out of him, and he was like. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, are you okay? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Sorry, All right, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, All Chris, right. Chris, you want to know what the best bike I own is? What's that? It's an OT CRT50. You know why that bike is the best bike I own? Because it's clapped? It involves a threesome. It involves a threesome when I bought it. Oh, okay. So it's memories. Yeah. Right, memories. Yep. Cool, man. Thanks for the call. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, piss off, Steve. You don't got time for me? I saw Let your me deke. Out. I mean, we... we... I'll suck your deke. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, what <laughs> All else? All right, Steve, what... man. Have a good night. Thanks, Never man. Mind. Appreciate Have it. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, we've got another voicemail to play. One, one more. <laughs> Right? Yep. Hey there, Kiefer. I got an after dark question for you, and it is going to get graphic. I don't really know how to use uh, motocross analogies for this one, um, with the exception of uh, I'm asking for pro level tips here in regards to oral and uh, hand use. Um, just some sort of trick that really gets the girls calling back. Um, I've tried pushing down on the stomach and doing two fingers. Uh, like come here type thing, and that seemed to do pretty well, but uh, I was wondering if you had any other uh, tips. All right. Uh, thanks, buddy. So this is, I mean, every woman is different, right? I, I can't do the same things to Heather that I did to a previous girl. But what basically it, it a general range. Can you see how like, he's trying to dance right now? I like that. No, yeah. no. A general range is, so if you're doing oral and she likes, um, obviously Heather likes both, finger and 
tongue at the same time. So when you do that, you need to go in. And then as you're going in, instead of pushing the stomach, you just pull back. He's so into it right now. You pull back so into against it. the vagina so the clit comes mm-hmm. out a little bit. And then you, when you go in, you push up. There's like a little wall area that oh. you can push up into. And then, like you said, you like, the, like the come to me. You high five. You know, like the little come to me thing. Yeah. You just get that. You'll figure it out. It, there's like a maybe like an inch range where you try to figure. It's like a this G spot in uh, there. Yeah, okay. So, and then if once you get that down, you find the, the spot where the clit likes to be obviously performed. And then it, she should be able to achieve where she needs to achieve in that time. But, yeah, you're on to the right you're doing it right. I just think think you need to find the area of the wall that you need to get to. All right. But again, women are unique. They're so different sexually. Mm-hmm. Some things she likes. Other women, I've previous when I'm flashing to my fan long favor- time ago. fan favorites, yeah. they didn't like. You yeah. know, so it's right. just you got to find it. All right. All right. Another edition of KAD. Should I turn oh. Facebook off now? <laughs> Shit. There's no way that was on. <laughs> No, it was off. It was off. Okay. Yeah, it was off. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody for those questions. It's been good. Good talk. And uh, please don't complain if you listen to this and you we get gave offended. you a chance. We gave you a chance to turn it all off. And uh, all right, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a been a fun show, uh, short show. Uh, I am Blue Crew, and I've never been happier. And Finding Stew Part One Vlog is out now. What else, Kiefer? Kieferingtexting dot com. Oh, real quick. So shootouts are coming up September eighteenth yeah. and twentieth. But I'm trying to – I want to pitch this idea too because I didn't talk to you about this. What about an all-star shootout? So I want to get a, a guy from each media yeah, outlet. Yeah, you told me about this. Okay. You said Jody might even be in. Right. You think that's a good idea? Ah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. mean, you're already putting tickle on your bike, so. No, this is separate. Yeah, I know, but your whole your whole shootout's fake science right now. <laughs> there we go. So, so anyway, yeah. I, eventually if the people I, out no, there – No, I don't like, mind it. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I'm one I don't guy, know if you'll get cooperation, dude. No? No, nah, I don't know. I mean, cool if you did. Pingry says he would be into it. Oh, okay. But he has to talk to Davey. Yeah. So one guy from each media outlet. No. Okay. I mean, are they still around? For reals? No, they're not around. Okay. And, uh, (laughs) but I think the people would be stoked on to see what the results would with one media guy from each outlet. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. You're always pushing the envelope of those uh, those shootouts. I like it. All right, everybody. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm not sure if we're, we're doing a show next week. We'll see. Uh, Kiefer bailed after the Pumpkins concert, but uh, he's got things to do. So maybe Berlue will come in. There you go. Maybe, maybe Berlue can come back. Good old hey, fuck off. Oh, wow. Okay, Berlue. Jeez, I didn't know that. Um, Maybe. Uh, Marks, thank you. Appreciate it. Swisscore, Moser. You're welcome. Uh, Heather, thank you. Uh, Chris, thank you. Thank appreciate you it. Thanks us. to our guests. Thanks to you people. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, appreciate it. Hope you had fun tonight. And uh, please check out pulpmex.com. Check out pulpmexshow.com for sponsor deals. And that's it. We's out of here. More dick pics. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.